of sheet music on this stuff? I know you weren't the one who got Penny in trouble. Yeah. When I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. Welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that also looks wonderful out there. It it's does. best film ever. My name's Ian. I'm Johnny Castle. <laughs> I'm Ethan. And I'm Georgia. Hey. And we're here today to talk about episode 136, Dirty Dancing. Yeah. Wow. Woo. What a film. Someone's just giving away his rating right there. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, two weeks back to back. We're all here. We are. Yeah. What are the odds of that? Lately, yeah, not that great. <laughs> <laughs> do you think? Do you think we could do the triple? Uh, I don't know. The trilogy. I, oh, I hope so because next week we got Julian on the show. Oh yeah. yeah so I really hope. So. Oh, and next week's also Fantasy Football Day. Fantasy Football. So yeah, chicken wings will be made. Chicken wings. Um. Yeah, we're, we'll talk a little more about that in a minute. But yeah. yeah so, uh, one thirty-six, dirty dancing. Um. Thanks to everybody, whether it's your first listen or your hundred thirty-sixth listen. Mm-hmm. Actually, we're up to Ooh. 270. This is our 279th piece of content we've ever made. Wow. Under oh the BFE God. banner. That's a lot. I that's... think my voice is on all 279. And that's not including Talking the Mickey either, is it? No, no, no. 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 Wow. There was one episode of Talking the Mickey that I did not feature on, but I've, I've started that. I've every episode of Talking the Mickey and every episode of Best Film Ever. Yeah. I think yeah. you might have you made an record. appearance because there's the Frozen, it's like the Frozen special one. It's the Frozen short like- films. Yeah, we showed up yeah, on that because they're like the Dis- yeah the Disney investors. Oh, did we do some like news? Oh, we did. We, we did yeah, news like segment. the day before the, the day before it came out. We did a quick thing. So, so like, I even bogarted my way out of that. Of <laughs> yeah, that's true. That was that was a big week in Disney news. Yeah, yeah. back when we. We're that committed to to, to that yeah. that we had like the full Disney podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're sitting there going, what are you talking about? We used to do a Disney podcast too called Talk of the Mickey. Go check it out. There's lots yeah. of good BFE. If you're like, I've, oh, I don't know how it happened. I've cut with all 279 pieces of BFE content. Surprise. There's like another like 65 episodes Incredible. of Disney centric content. <laughs> Incredible. Talk of the Mickey, yeah. um, which used to chart fairly regularly around the world. And where do we chart this week around the world? We charted in Canada. Canada. In Australia. G'day. In South Korea. In uh, Netherlands. The Netherlands. That's right. We were number 44 (laughs) there. Uh, In Switzerland, in India, in Pakistan, and number 67 here at home in the UK. That's pretty cool. I I think it is pretty cool. Oh, I love when we chat over here. So um, let's go ahead, promo some quick stuff here. This is Spinal Tap we did last week. Yeah. We cranked it up to 11. Uh, We also had our BFE Quiz Night 8. Quiz Night? The Fate of the Curious, I called it. Oh, nice. Because fa- um, Fast and Furious 8 was fa- the, the Fate of the Furious. Yeah. It's not so. many other franchises that have done 8, is there? I'm really like, coming up against it. Yeah. It's like Star Wars and, and, and them. Yeah, 9 you're going to struggle. Oh, oh, you're on, nine, you're on. Star Wars for 9. Hang on, there's um, Carry On Movies. 
Because that plays well to a global audience. I know, right? Um, uh, (laughs) I think there's like... How many aliens are there? We're coming up against the police academy as well. I think we are. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So... I, I, I could probably just name just random things now at this point. Yeah, yeah just, yeah. just sequel names that have been used before. Requiem. Uh, we also, <laughs> um, on this coming Friday, uh, so day of release today being Tuesday, this coming Friday, I'm going to release the, mo- the latest in the sequence of the Cinematic Council of Podcasts. Ooh. Oh, very nice. I like that. <laughs> Even prop that. That was nice. <laughs> I called Earth's Mightiest Heroes, and I don't mean the Avengers. I mean the Cinematic Council podcast <laughs> order, and we talked uh, all things summer movies to this point. It's actually a really good conversation. Nice. <laughs> I can, Stu and I just go to war about Marvel for about <laughs> 35 minutes. Oh, I can imagine. Fun. I would have listened. It's a good listen. It's a good listen. I'll, I'll do a sm- side spoiler and go, Stu takes the side. Stu is to Marvel what Ethan is to Star Wars. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. Stu's like a Marvel apologist. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then I take that. There's just too much of it. Like, I like pizza. I, I do that whole thing. I like pizza. But, oh, my God. Something besides pizza restaurants on every corner. Something else. Um, what's yeah. going on with all the DC? Canceling everything. Well, we, we talk about that, too. And yes. so lots of good stuff. And we talked about it last week on ours. Yeah. Oh, no, we, did, we, we did have kind of a testy. <laughs> we had a Twitter. Uh, not Twitter. We had, we had a Facebook group chat. Yeah. And I was like, we don't know. <laughs> to be so, fair, more came out. Uh, they were like, what if we got rid of all of Sesame Street? And they've can- they've basically cancelled all of the major animated shows that Cartoon Network are producing. And they've also just deleted them from being available anywhere. So the only place you wow. can now watch any of these critically acclaimed cartoons that kids and adults love is piracy. And they, and they've, it's, it, they're not even available on DVD because we're, we're in the era of streaming. Nothing's nothing's physical media anymore, so it's all been thrown off as a tax write-off. So if you love any animated show, really, that's come out the last like five years, good luck. Well, you don't, we don't have to say good luck because if you love anything that BFE's putting out, <laughs> we got to thank the following for keeping us on the air. That'll be our Patreon backers. Yay! Hey. That's what they call Segway kids. Uh, we got to thank <laughs> Reverend Bruce, hey. Julene, Ooh. Hermes, yeah. Lena Oberholzer, Katie McRae. That's what I'm saying. Anthony and Davies, Yay. Chris Peterson, right. Randall Silva, Dwayne Smith. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Mouthful of drink. <laughs> the Yeetmeister, Nate the Great, yeah. Andy Dixon, All right. Cheesy with a Fish on a Bike. Cheesy with a Fish on a Bike. And Holly Collin. Hey, Holly. Woo. There we are. So they're helping keep it to make sure that, that in this world of streaming media, the BFE is still coming to you at least two times a week. Yeah. yeah. So there we go. Coming on strong. Um, so, and uh, some members of those Patreon are going to join us in our fantasy football draft next hey, week. Nice. Hey, nice. And we're going to round out the field with some of our podcast friends. So that'll be, that'll be nice. It's nice to sort of, uh, we're, we're going to record it. We're going to get a big Zoom call on. I've offered to, I'm putting this on the, on, on the air. I've offered to Liam repeatedly over the last two weeks. Come yeah. on over. I'll teach you how to draft. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. if he comes on next week and you hear him whining that he doesn't know how to work the software, I have invited him over okay. multiple times. I do tend to get a bit grumpy. <laughs> so, uh, so if you don't know how to do it next week and you, that's on you, I've offered. Oh no, we'll, we'll sort something out this week. Will, will we? <laughs> how are those stickers coming along? Uh, they're in the post case. No, they're not. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> the time they you listen be. to this, they might be. They will be. They they might, will we'll be. find, I'll find out. There we are. I didn't um, watch a video, but I think I know how to do it. Not, it's, 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 go and do a mock draft, Ethan. It's dead easy. Yeah. I'll send you a link. It I really is dead easy. Is, it, is Yahoo it's, Fantasy Football in it? It's just Yahoo, Yahoo Fantasy, Fantasy is the yeah, is the yeah, app. I, uh, I prefer yeah. the the actual like um, 
PC platform yeah. version. Oh, I guess a bit true. more user intuitive. But if all you've got is a tablet or a phone, you can still draft us as easily on that. I'll only have a phone. So if no, you'll have a computer. Like I've got multiple. Oh, you had I one last year, Liam. Yeah, I did. I had three different laptops that I owned around the table. That's true. I did. And you still were like, I don't know where any of the players are. Well, I didn't. It's all changed. It had all changed. So come on over. Let me teach you how to use it. Okay. I'll sit here and I'll do a draft with you. I'll do two drafts with you. One draft where we'll draft together, but you'll drive, and I'll just be here. Uh And then one draft we'll be at the table together, and we'll and we'll do that uh, one of those. And then you should leave going. I'm all good. I'm all good. There we go. Let's talk about some reflections and corrections, and see if we were all good last week. I've been thinking a lot about Spinal Tap this week. Yeah, yeah. And I keep thinking about moments, and I'm chuckling, and I'm smiling, and I'm laughing, (laughs) and it got me thinking: Was I too harsh on Spinal Tap? Oh. And my answer is no. But I have thought about this a lot. Mm-hmm. I think Spinal Tap's a film that's better the second time you watch it. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Because you know it's coming, and then you have the anticipation of the punchline, because you know what it is. Yeah, yeah. And you're in on the joke. The problem is, um, for films to work, they should still work the first time. Yes. Yep. Even if the second time is rewarding, films like Pulp Fiction, The Prestige, The Sixth Sense, Little Miss Sunshine, all these things work on second watchings. Mm-hmm. To a different level. The Crow. (laughs) You need to watch that for a second time. But the first watching should still be rewarding as well. Yes, it would be more rewarding. I don't think that... See, I think the problem with Final Tap is I think you have to be in on the joke. Yeah, true. So there we go. That was my thought. Because I I really really give it some hard... Because every time I was looking for gifts and stuff, it all made me chuckle. I was like, is this film better than what I gave it credit for? And I've come down with... I don't think so, because the first watch still needs to be positive. It does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just a thought on my end here. Um, something else? Uh, George, can you hit that yellow button, please? Oh, no. Oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Ooh, that was very atmospheric. I came in just... Yeah, and- when I was killing the music for Dirty Dance and <laughs> yeah. put the slider down. But George's face, she kept hitting that yellow button and nothing was coming out. Three times. It was going... It's, 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 I've got it calibrated to my, to my thumbprint. <laughs> it's a security feature. Is it to stop me from pressing it? Yeah, I think so. I'm going to say this. Um, when I was talking about Rob Reiner's decade of dominance, uh, I, I had it in my notes. I never read it out. And Carlo called me called me out in a good way. It wasn't a disrespectful way. Okay. He said, a few good men. And I went, yeah, a few yes. good men. I said, it was in my notes. Did I not say it? And he went, uh, I don't know. It's like 20 minutes since then. I don't think he did. And I'm like, well, so I'm like, Jack, no, I didn't do it. He 100% nailed me on that. And it, it's, a, it's a good enough film. It I should mention. It's great. So yeah, film. Princess Bride, Spinal Tap, Misery, when, when, when Harry met Sally. Yeah. A few good men. A few good men. Wow, that's a pretty good ten year stretch. That's a good stretch. Yeah, right? he's done really well. Mm-hmm. So, and then and then he like falls off the. Yeah, like, that is like nothing. That's all he had. <laughs> he had ten years of good films in him. Yeah, I guess like eleven years, but yeah, yeah, did that. So, uh, there we go. Um, Josh, your next favorite movie. Uh, we got a lot of positive feedback about our off script episode. Oh, yeah. So, nice. Josh, your next favorite movie with one that surprisingly Ethan wasn't a part of. Oh, uh, <laughs> Ethan uh, says the cat in a sushi restaurant story is an all-timer and i'll say thank you very much if you don't know what i'm talking about go listen to the off script episode it was a lot of fun uh ian davies also said the off script was a great listen says thanks to all carlo says just 20 minutes to go but i'm enjoying it a lot i feel like i've known you all since forever carlo man you're like one of the ogs of the bfe absolutely absolutely um he says he said i feel like i want to just hang out with you all week i said what are you talking about he said well i watched the quiz show i was on the ccp and then i listened to the off script and then uh this i think this was Final Tap. He says, I feel like I've hung out with you pretty much all week. And I'm like, hey, it's a good place to hang out. Uh, hang out with the BFE. It sure is. It's the dynamic we go for. It is. That you feel like you're part of the conversation. Yeah. The and best that's not- podcast is the one where I'm screaming. 
at, like where I'm like I feel it's like every I'm episode, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you mean? I want me. So, uh, so yeah. I mean, I think that's what we go for. We talked about it. I mean, it's not 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 by design, but it, just the idea of we want to bring people in. Yeah. Some podcasts you listen to, and like, you're, you're, you're keeping me out. I, keep, I always reference this. Rather than make me feel on the outside of an inside joke, we bring you into the joke. Yeah, we That's what, that's what should happen here. So thank you very much, Carlo. We, we, we appreciate it yeah, in absolutely. all sincerity. Um, bless my ass about fan fans football. I don't play fans football. <laughs> Which is good. If you don't, 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 don't do it. And tr- I mean, Ethan's going to be bad enough trying to fake his way through it this year. Yeah, I'll be honest. Uh, I, I, I think you know what you're doing now. I, I do now. Yeah. Every year, someone should try. I'm a big believer that fantasy football is just good fun. I had no idea. No, I? no concept. No, no, no. Yeah, it's just a great way to sort It's a great entry point. I was kind of bullied into being part of it. Um. <laughs> yeah, I think I said, we're, I think I said we're, the, 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 we're all, all going to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, do you know what? I really enjoyed it because once I'd got my players and yeah. I knew what I was doing, I thought I knew one person, Tom Brady. Now I know a handful of people. I thought of the best fantasy football team name. Um, I'm not going to use it because I think we should all do like just our names because oh okay. I need to change my name yeah you do <laughs> but that's okay I usually put, I usually start up a, a, a group chat and I say here just, just for ease when I'm going through it like on on, on the pod and I start saying someone's just playing so and so I don't have time to figure out everybody's team name and be like whatever <laughs> but if you've got one I've, I'm I'm never good at coming up with one like I'm in this like teacher league I've always been a part of people I went to teachers college with mm-hmm. and I'm always the old England redcoats. Because you have a New England Patriots, yeah, yeah, the old yeah. England Redcoats. Cool. I'm always that. But this year, I thought, I was like, what's a good like reference to a song or something? And I got it. Brady and Red. Oh, He's passing he's- to me. Yeah. <laughs> That's brilliant. There's nobody near. <laughs> it's just you on your knees. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've literally just changed mine to BFE Georgia because I was. Yeah, you were talking to Mickey, and that's back when we had two pods on the go. So did. two did one, two did the other. I think we're all just BFE or BFE and or BFE Liam. I think that's just the best way to do it. Yeah, uh, I'm changing so, mine now to BFE. There you go. Uh, what do we got next? Car- uh, Dwayne Smith. Uh, sorry, that was Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. Says, really impressed with this. You guys can talk. Yeah, and the conversation <laughs> went to some really interesting places. I would love to hear more episodes in this format. Good call, Russell. Yeah, it was Russell's yeah, idea. It was very good. I'll tell you what, one of those podcasts that I do kind of, I, I wear very openly as a um, as an inspiration maybe, is one that I've listened to a lot, one that I support mm-hmm. on Patreon, Post Wrestling. They do one called John and Way Talk. And, nice. I, and, and they were really trepidatious about it the first time they did it. They're like, who's going to want to just hear us talk? It actually ended up being fairly a regu- regular thing. And I was like, I'm not sure if we're there. Yeah, and so he brought it up. I'm like, I don't know, but it, the response has been really quite good. So thank you very much. Oh, nice, thank you, everybody. Um, Dwayne Smith says, "I love Marmite, but I can honestly say I've never heard the word umami before." Umami. Go go check out some sorted videos on YouTube. Oh, I'd never heard of just because they're brilliant. It's the other. It's the other sense of like salt. Taste, they're so sweet, salt, sweet, sour, bitter, and then you have umami. Sa- as well. Sour and bitter are the same thing. No, they're not. Are they not? No, oh, lemons no. are sour. Yes, like something like a like. Oh, licorice. Mustard or licorice is bitter. Yeah. Okay. You don't have to have they they come together quite frequently, but they don't have to be together. Sour and bitter are different things. Excellent. There's a whole new show there already. There we are. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure food will work well in an audio format. Okay, who's been sour? Who's so been do you have a podcast? I'm sure they do. Yeah. 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 Uh, Dwayne Smith. Oh, every time. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to take a gulp. Sorry, Dwayne. I'm still waiting for it. There we go. Said it was great to have Ethan back, but then used the gif about it being such a fine line between stupid and clever. I think that's about Ethan. Oh. I think Ethan is that line in equal parts. Uh, and then Hermes made a big deal about it too. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Hashtag team Ethan. I'm like, you keep saying that, Hermes. I know what it means. I know what it means. 
Uh, this is like when you like hit on like the third most hot girl in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I was always the third most hot girl make, in the room. Does, does that make you two the first and second hottest girls in the room, or is this? Well, I don't want to call no, Ethan the second before. hottest girl. <laughs> <laughs> I, say, I, I thought that was punch, I thought it was punching a bit high for Ethan to say second. So I does that make me the actual girl the fourth hottest in the room yes. you, you could be second or fourth I'll let you two decide that amongst yourself but I'm definitely number one I used to be such a hot girl uh, moving oh, on dear. I still am uh, what do we got here uh, Cheesy also said it was so good to have Ethan back this week oh season you always missed yeah uh, uh, resident, well, not, not a resident troll, that's Hermes, but in the running for resident troll, Step Taylor said, love the show, shame on you all for not calling out Georgia for having a higher rating for Encanto than fucking Spinal Tap. <laughs> Encanto is a much wow. better I got film. some bad news for you, no. Step. Three of the four of us rated Spinal Tap lower than Encanto. Encanto's wow. great. And the person I who didn't was uh, Ethan. Ethan's the only one who I went did, higher yeah. on Spinal Tap. I don't think I liked Encanto. I, anyway. I think over. I think I went seven and a half or something with, with Encanto. I wasn't super high on yeah, it. I, I just. I can't have been super. But Spinal Tap on a first uh, step. I'm telling you, it might be one of those things where it might be about multiple viewings. It might be that. Mm. But for a first viewing, sorry, but it didn't take. Uh, nope. Encanto, yeah. I just didn't see it. You know what else is a better film? You rated Encanto higher than Spinal Tap. Yeah, I know, yep. but I did give my reasons. Oh, Encanto, yeah. Like I even said, like this wants there to be, be a half a point in it. Like this wants to be Moana, yeah, but it's yeah, not. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. don't get me wrong. Yeah. Moana's much better than Encanto, but yeah. Encanto's much better than Spinal Tap. You know what uh, else is better than Spinal Tap? Paddington. Moving on. <laughs> no, I, I, I read. I read. I think. Yeah, I read Paddington higher yeah, than Paddington Spinal Tap. Is, I got no problem with that. That's a good yeah. movie. I got no problem with that. Um, even if they're acting opposite. A ping pong ball. <laughs> ping pong. Cute ping pong ball. Let's all sit and watch the cutscene involving the computers for two and a half minutes. I mean, technically, if you're saying they're acting against ping pong balls, so they are where they're doing scenes with Kermit as well. So Yeah, but there's a human being. <laughs> there's a physical object. that it's what, you, what the camera's taking shots of is what we see on, 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 on the screen. I know. I, Muppets are real. Look, just because you don't, like, just cause you don't <gasps> like the Muppets, don't go ahead and yeah. throw that around here. Honestly. If you remove Paddington with any Marvel character, it's just what you see. Like every argument I see on Twitter nowadays. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, what do we got here? Uh, we've got Ian Davies thanked us for the birthday wishes. Woo! Birthday, birthday, birthday. birthday. It's birthday, birthday. birthday. Woo, woo, woo. Woo, woo, woo. I made it up. I can yeah. change it. No, I'm keeping it. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've got it harvested. I'm just going to push you a button from now on. Right things. You winkle buster. They went and saw The Lion King yesterday. Uh, Which one? I think oh, they went saw the stage show. Yeah. Oh, nice. That, that's my interpretation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, yeah. it's not nearly as newsworthy. Uh, <laughs> true. He also true. thanked me for his new title because I called him Reverend, and we said, "Well, does a Reverend outrank an ensign?" And I went, "Well, Mash, what was his? What was his rank?" Because there was a priest there, wasn't there? There was. Yep. Uh, he was uh, uh, John Francis Patrick M- Mulcahy. Huh. Uh, he was man. he was a lieutenant and then a captain. Father Mokahi. Mokahi. Must be Mokahi. Uh, he was in all three incantations of it. He was a lieutenant. That's higher than an ensign. So I think I did give him a, uh, a promotion in that regard. Uh, don't take a sip of any sort of drink, Georgia, because we got another comment from Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith! Another brilliant episode in almost three hours. <laughs> I would very much like to see the BFE band. Ian will be an excellent front man. I can see Georgia channeling animal. It can be difficult to pick a score for the Patreon as there are no half marks. I know you can do half marks in the Patreon. No. Okay, but I think I was about right. Half marks into the Patreon. What is it? Do you have like just go in manually? I would just have to have twenty options rather than ten options. Nah, leave them with a ten. They're fine. 
They're fun. Force you to make tough decisions out there, folks. <laughs> uh, quiz night. I don't know who wrote this. Ian, you made this one much harder. I think this is Dwayne as well. All the contestants did incredibly well. I'm absolutely dumbfounded by the levels shown in the last round. I was out of that so quick. Excellent quiz as always. I have actually pinched a few of your ideas. Hey, you know what? We're all borrowing from each other. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Go ahead. Um, Some borrows more than others. Some borrow more. (laughs) As long as you cite your sources, I think that's always a good thing. Let's talk about a little bit about best month ever to best month boogaloo because the day that this releases. Josh from Next Favorite Movie is releasing an episode with Liam on Staying Alive. (laughs) Staying Alive. Sylvester Stallone directed. That segues well. It segues well because who's a dancer in Staying Alive? Yeah. um, Oh. His name's Patrick Swayze, Liam. Yeah, he is. But also, <laughs> also um, a Rhodes, uh, Cynthia Rhodes. Oh, is she really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Penny. Yeah, yeah I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's cool. But the Swayze's the surprise, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. background artist. Background dancer. Um, so let's do, and then, of course, next week will be me. So if you haven't already, see Georgia's or listen to Georgia's episode on Tangled. Woo. Listen to Ethan talk about Chef. I listened to that this week. It was very good. Um, Liam's got staying alive. I was in the room when it happened, so I know at least how half I can hear Josh's voice through the headphones anyway. <laughs> so I know exactly how it happened, but I'll listen to it again. And then, of course, next week, it's me. So, uh, yeah, that'll be great. He always saved the best for last. Oh, I don't know about that. Last, last month I was first. Or last year I was first. So he's already confirmed uh, best month ever three for next year. Ooh. Oh, we were a trilogy. Best month with a vengeance, we're I'm a thinking. Yeah. <laughs> a trilogy. Better than best film ever strikes back. I'm like, eh, oh, he's a, <laughs> we return of the best month ever. Yeah, return. It's kind of generic, but mm. best month with a vengeance. I kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my early choice for branding on that. Uh, let's do some shout outs. We've got Julene, who's in New York City. Hey, Concrete jungle where dreams are made, made of. of. There's nothing you can't do. do. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I've actually got a colleague there as well. It's so weird when my when the world's kind of like both like intersect. Yeah. I was just say collide, but it felt weird to say that about New York City. <laughs> so um, big, 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 big. I'd like to. <laughs> Start spreading the news. Barking. There's something under the sofa. It's trying to get it. New York, New York. Sorry, I was got. I was. Ian can't make it there. We'll still be singing here. So let's just go. Under the sofa. (laughs) Okay, so my microphone is not working. Hang on, guys. Whoa, whoa, hang on, hang on. So the microphone's not working. Oh, no. Oh, hello. Can you hear me again? Yeah, all I heard from the other guys was it, and then it just cut out as if everyone just got caught. Unfortunately, I think was found. I don't know if it happened to the listeners. I think they still heard everything we did. So, (laughs) if it's through my headphones, it must be through there. So, yeah, Uh, Pip lost his ball, and so I lifted up a chair so we could get it. It was like it was like Superman lifting a car. It was, it was amazing. <laughs> to save a baby. I was looking yeah. after Pip for a few days this week, and I had to lift up the, the couch a couple of times for him, so yeah. Yeah, he gets really upset if there's something under the sofa that he, he does. Wants. He Especially does. Especially yeah. that time it was a magic sauce pot. So. Um, Ray from Being Bookish, thanks for the love. Latin Jukebox for the continued love. Every Ooh. week. Hey. They say our show's fantastic. Thanks a lot, guys. Oh, thank Aww. you. The Film Geezers. I think that's new. Mm. Thanks a lot, guys. Yeah, Ooh. thank you. Uh, TA2 Squid Podcast for the love. 
Always. Mm. Uh, I'm making Julene again. Why not? Yeah, Julene. <laughs> Canadian cat says she's finally getting a chance to listen to our recommendations. Thank you for all the awesome suggestions. I'll see which ones I can find in here in Canada. This was Ta-da. the comedy panel shows, of course. Uh, I think I can get Taskmaster on Apple TV. Oh, there we are. Since oh. this tweet, she's been fed a steady diet of clips from these shows by TikTok's algorithm, which <laughs> is try not to think too hard about it. Should skip them all. Don't, you don't want to know. They're better in the context of the show. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Carlos says he needs to check it out as well. I'm like, yeah, you should do so. There you go. Taskmaster is great. All four. Give me some. Give me a little bit of. Give me a little bit of uh, advertising money, would you? Yeah. Cool. Wouldn't it be great? We'll do that. <laughs> or just have me on. Aye. That'd be great for a whole season. Just be like, who's this guy? Oh, oh I'd be great at Taskmaster. Oh, I'd love it. Yeah, but I've got, I, I've got that. I've got that unique thing, don't I? I've got, I've got a different voice. Uh, the same thing that got me on the chase, isn't it? Uh, yep. yeah. 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 I'm exotic to you people. You've already had the chase. I want to do Taskmaster. Well, in future seasons, so that worked really well. Let's. Who else you got on the show? I want to go on Strictly. You're making your way through <laughs> oh, every single Doctor do Who Strictly. alum who now has a game show. <laughs> How cool is that? Yeah, be? he is on one, isn't he? Yeah. Bradley Walsh. Yep. Uh, yeah. King Hydroflax in that one episode. Oh, God. Well, Simon Callow. Yeah, Simon yeah, yeah. Every, every, <laughs> my my degrees of separation from Doctor Who is not is not large, actually, as it turns out. Ooh. You're you're like one person off two different doctors. I am. That's horrifying. Technically three, if we include Matt Smith, because he's in Callow's in that. Yep, Matt Smith. Yeah, yep. there we are. I mean, we all are because we all met Simon Callow. So uh, yeah, that's true. Ah, uh, I'm close to Eccleston. There you are. So um, there we go. Russell says Russell the Posty says he's never seen Taskmaster. Russell, what? watch Taskmaster. I totally have some ideas for some footage for something Taskmaster that I want to put on the Patreon. That would be we cool. We should. Because yeah. Just do a little video. I, have, I haven't seen it either, have I? Just, well, well I like I'll, I'll, I'll come it. up with something and we'll see if like we can't uh, yeah. If we can't film something and put up like a little like two-minute version we of it. We should do this. We're also only one degree of separation from Gary Oldman, and I think that's really cool. How's that? Oh, Sean Prasad. wow. Ah, Sean uh, Prasad, yeah. yeah. Also from David Fincher. Mm. Yeah. So there we go. Wow. <laughs> um, where are we at here? Um, Russell says he's out this week. Uh, he doesn't like Dirty Dancing. Oh, Russell, come on. Nate the Great says these last few episodes have been interesting listens. I'm sure next week will be, but musicals aren't my thing. Dirty Dancing is not a musical. And I don't want to watch what I think I don't think I'll enjoy. I can only imagine watching Dirty Dancing. I can only imagine that watching Dirty Dancing uh, or Spinal Tap would be like watching Blade Runner for the first time in 2022, which he did not enjoy. I'm of a different generation and, of course, have different tastes. Some movies just don't age well, in my opinion. And just my very polite response was, but if you haven't seen it, how do you know if it's aged well or not? Yes, and how can you have a opinion if you haven't seen it and that's what we do here we're not here to tear down we love no. cheesy uh, mm. che- uh i was uh cheesy's reviews are fantastic every time he writes them i think i've said it re- repeatedly yeah. on mm-hmm. on the show so it's a shame because i really would have appreciated that that insight yeah on this uh because it, it lets you have nice. and lets you access the conversation which is always my, my thing right so for instance uh the, the the gray man i wasn't sure if i was gonna like it when it first got brought up but i went hey it's a thing and I'll be able to lend my voice to whatever's going on. Or when we did Spinal Tap, I went, hey, wasn't my thing. Didn't like Spinal Tap, really. Not really. Gray, On a surfacey level, yes. The Grey Man, what was that? The Grey Man was something we uh, we did as a scene or skip, skip it. it. It's a Netflix film. It's a Netflix. Yeah, you, would, it, you would love you'd, it. You'd really like You'd really like it. It's on it. Netflix. It's, it's an Ryan original Gosling. film. It's everywhere. It's like, right, go look at the trending films, it's there. Okay, cool. Okay. You like that, yeah. Um, but anyway, we even said on the thing, Liam would really like this film. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but this is Spinal Tap. Now when it finally comes up, I can go, okay, I can access this conversation. Whereas before I couldn't. So when I think Ethan was like, oh, sorry, it wasn't, uh, I said, no, cause good. Cause I can now access that conversation. That's a win. Yeah. So just, uh, 
just my opinion, I suppose, in response to that. We really love it when there's opposing opinions. We do. Because that gives mm. a bit more... Because there's people out there listening that will be on one side and on the other. Yes, because if you watch it, you don't like it. I'm not saying you have to actively go like, I'm no. going to try and not like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you don't like it, it balances out the fanboy who goes, this should get a 10. But don't just dislike so it and go shit. shit. No, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Go in with like an ad. But yeah, yeah. I think Cheesy is. Yeah, yeah, And it just speaks to anybody, but I think Cheesy is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember once... There was an Oasis fan group I was a part of back in the days of alt.music.oasis and things like that. <laughs> um, and they were, uh, some guy had come out against, I think it was the Hindu Times as an album, and it slated it. Was no, it, it wasn't that. It was Don't Believe It. No, not Don't Believe It. What was the last one? Dig Out Your Soul? Dig Out Your Soul was the last. And just, just some guy really slated it. And the guy was like, oh, this is dreadful. He's not a fan. I'm like, no, we don't want a fan reviewing an album. Because a fan will always give it 10 out of 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some of those songs in that album are not good. Mind you saying that, I was like that with Pink Floyd with Division Bell. Yes. That came out in 94, and I went, this is rubbish. Yes, but nobody right? is sitting here 15 years later saying, dig out your soul's a good album. No, that's true. <laughs> but Division Bell is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but that's my point, is that, you know. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. there are some true, I love Noel Gallagher. There are some truly horrendous songs that's he's written on that album. still out their soul. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and we still look back in anger. Uh, no, don't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's look at the GIF of the week, shall we? Which was Jack the Ripper. Like, do you know how GIF of the week works, Liam? Um, no. Nope. Liam doesn't know how GIF They work. have to go and look for a GIF <laughs> yeah. that ties into that theme. Oh, okay. So Jack the Ripper's a little specific. <laughs> Sorry, folks. So uh, Russell had one of Falling Stone, Victoria, London. Hermes with a red close-up of a book cover as it pans from top to bottom, I think. Chris Peterson with a Simpsons version of it. Nate with Death riding a coin-operated horse. Just for the record, Death with a scythe is not Jack the Ripper. No. Uh, Josh with some Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, I think it was. Ian <sighs> Davies with Captain Kirk exclaiming, Jack the Ripper. And Dwayne Smith with Ripper Street. It's not even close. Chris Peterson with the Simpsons version of it. Hands <laughs> yeah. down. I've just found my favorite gift. I just literally put in Jack the Ripper and it's come up with a dolphin that says Jack the Flipper. <laughs> <laughs> that might have won. That might have won. And you even laugh like a, like a dolphin. Uh, we are doing, as we mentioned, our fantasy football pool next week. Uh, if you want to join and play, it's still not too late. Yeah. If you want to go ahead and join in a fantasy football game with the good old folks at the BFE, it's something we do with our Patreon backers and a few of our podcasting friends. If you're out there for as little as three dollars, three pounds a month, sorry, not three dollars, three pounds a month, uh, less than five bucks a month, you can get in on, on on the fun and listen to me trash talk you all season long as I hit. Acknowledge me because I'm going to win this year. Ooh, strong words. Strong words. Only because I hope I come. <laughs> well, I did get confirmation yesterday that season one champion Alex from Main Street Finance will be joining us again. Oh, okay, hey, that's cool. And I got hey. confirmation that Alex from Main Street Finance is going to be joining us for an episode, not in the not too distant future. Cool. Ooh. So I'm looking very forward to that. But you know how strong I come on at the end, don't I? With the old fantasy football. If I draft, I do. Well, but the problem is, you're like oh and seven by the time you make your march. Yeah, but if I draft well, <laughs> yes. I think I'll do well. Again, folks, this is where I want to remind everybody that I've invited them around multiple times to learn how to draft. We will. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I'll still be moving. We've got a mailbox episode coming up uh, in the not too distant future as well. Uh, Dwayne Smith's trying to populate the list by himself. <laughs> He's done so many questions. A lot of them are really good. Oh, Dwayne. Yeah. You should be saving like these questions. for later on. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just, I, I am. I'm just saying he's asked lots of questions. I'm just cool. He's using the hashtag AskBFE. So, Ethan. Good lad. They're there. Uh, oh, don't worry. I've got, got my spreadsheet. Now that I've got an iPad, don't I can actually worry. pretend I'm good. <laughs> How many episodes do <laughs> you like? That's good. all we got. And I'm like, hang on. And I go back. And I'm like, what about this one? What about this one? What about this one? And you go, oh, yeah. 
<laughs> that's on that's not on my spreadsheet i've had a self-reflection of my character and i'm gonna make a change there we go enough is enough it's time for a change yeah. i appreciate oh, nice. that so there we go uh, why not give us a review apple or spotify i hear five stars is a magic number five is the magic number and here's a magic review quote i found this podcast earlier in the year and i don't really go a day without listening anymore i went back to the beginning and downloaded every episode uh, every episode I had an interest in, and I'm obsessed. I feel like I'm just sat with some friends discussing all my fave films and shows. I dread the day I get up to date. And that's by newest member of the Patreon, Holly Cowan. Thanks a lot, Holly. Oh, As we march towards our hopeful goal one day of being Rotten Tomatoes certified. Yeah. yeah. How cool would that be? So we need a, a bunch more reviews, folks. Get in there and review us. Remember, five is the magic number. And that's how many burner accounts we want you to make up just so you can give us a five-star review. Uh, all right should we talk about this for a couple of minutes wolfgang peterson died ooh. wolfgang peterson who was the director of air force one yeah that we just did oh, like yeah. a month ago yeah the perfect storm yes uh, you know what an underrated little film george Clooney. That i quite like that it's on true film was it a uh, true story you mean well as much as there was a boat that came uh, out yeah, and didn't yeah. come back and never came back yeah. we don't no, know what happened on i don't it. know what happened on it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the that's the hollywood that's uh, the hollywoodization of yeah, it yeah. yeah uh troy Ooh. I don't mind Troy. Troy's all right. Um, that's my Achilles. Brad Pitt, Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> das Boot. Das Boot. Das yeah, Boot. I've seen that once. And The Never Ending Story, part one. Oh, I love that film. I saw part two more than part one, but uh, I appreciate oh. the legacy. So, yeah. I enjoy that The Never Ending Story has part one and part two. That's oh, quite it, funny. Because it doesn't end. Never, that, that's the joke oh, I was okay. making. Oh, my goodness. Apologies for stepping on the punchline there. <sighs> Can we talk about this for two minutes? Go for it. They're making a prequel for The Hunger Games. What's oh, your interest level on this? this? Okay, I've never seen any of them. I've only seen okay, the first so you, one. Oh, okay, I've seen one and two. Two is excellent. The problem is I've read the books, and I know that the third book sucks. Yeah, I've not seen them. So, the and they with... split it in two like they do for everything. I'd now. be interested to know what the premise was behind The Hunger Games, because I don't know that unless that's explored more in the second and third one. What do you mean the premise behind um, it? It's made pretty clear. Yeah. Well, like more, more so. Like what, what happened to get greed to that? Oh well, actually, that's what this is going to. Well, it's not going to show yeah. you this, but this is going to show you how President Snow comes to power. The prequel. We have. To I've spoke, not, I don't know it well enough. Okay. To we have spoken about this before because didn't you say Woody Harrelson's in it? No, Woody Harrelson's in the Hunger Games. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So this think, is what is a prequel. It it's a prequel to this. Yeah. Oh, okay. So President Snow is like your Darth Vader type kind of character. Oh, okay. And he's played by Donald Sutherland in the main Ooh. films. Oh, he's very good. I like Donald Sutherland. Yeah. And this is how Jennifer Lawrence becomes a big star. It's these movies that makes her yeah, what yeah, she yeah. is. Um, and so they're gonna go back to his ascension. And so uh, there's some pretty big names attached to it. The most recent being Viola Davis is going to be oh, in this. Nice. Peter Dinklage is in it. So oh, yeah. Oh, cool. I just don't know if I, I'm really in this, like, I want, I just want new stories now. I just want new stories. That's all I want. Yeah. Don't bring any, it's dumb. We had, we had the, we had the trilogy of books that made four films. Just call it. Yeah. But they're just milking it, aren't they? Well. Cash wagon. Half the marketing's done for you. Yeah. People are familiar with, 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 with the universe. Cash wagon. Cash cow. <laughs> cash something. Cash something. Cash cow. It's kind of like, uh, I said in, 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 in the chat, is anyone going to watch, uh, is anyone going to watch House of the Dragon, which is the Game of Thrones big prequel? I I'm not sure. Well, if you're up for doing a clear for takeoff, I'll, I'll gladly yeah. do that with you. Because it it airs tonight, like the day we're recording this today, Sunday in America, and then yeah. Monday the twenty second in the UK. I was I'm going to watch it mainly because of Matt Smith. Yeah, I was driving uh, just to the corner shop today, and is the it, uh, and the yeah, and the presenter yeah. um for on Heart said that they had tickets to see the premiere. 
They did a big premiere for it in London. Okay. And they watched episode one. They said it's really good. Oh, okay. That could just be that one in the brag. They were at the premiere last night. But they said it was really, really good. So. I felt there was too many stories going on in Game of Thrones for it to follow it. You know, in each season that came out, you need to binge watch everything to keep up with what's going on. You know what I'm really excited about coming out? What's that? New Tim Burton Wednesday series. So excited. Oh, the one with Louise Guzman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Doing- oh, is he playing Gomez? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It looks really cool. Uh, let's talk about something that was uh, a 35th anniversary of something that was at one point really cool. Oh, yeah. How, how long are we in? Like over 30 minutes? Yeah. Well, <laughs> last week it was like an hour, so was, we're doing better was. than that. Um, <laughs> let's talk about Dirty Dancing, shall we? Absolutely. So um, the pitch for the film was spending the summer at the Catskills Resort with her family. Frances Baby Houseman falls in love with the camp's dance instructor, Johnny Castle, uh, directed by Emile Ardolino, who also directed Three Men and the Little Lady. Oh, good film. Oh, a Little Lady? Well, oh, no, Baby. Ba- he didn't do that one. Oh, he didn't do that. But he did direct Sister Act. One. Oh, okay. That's, a, that's good. Sister Act's good. Yeah, that is yeah. good. Written by Eleanor Bergstein, um, who really has done nothing else. <laughs> I think there was, there was a film called Let It Be Me, which stars a very young Patrick Stewart, meaning he's like 45, but still looks 60. Uh, because okay. he's just looked 60 for like forever. 45 years. Yeah. Uh, cinematography by Jeffrey Jewer. Uh, I'll tell you what, cinematography in this film is good. Oh. It is, yeah. Uh, How got her groove back, My Big Fat Greek Wedding, and then did a lot of TV work, Dirty Sexy Money, Dexter, Westworld, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh, you can see a lot oh. of Maisel in this in this love film. Maisel, yeah. Like their whole season two is basically inspired by this movie. Yeah, you can pretty yeah, much yeah. see. And uh, Bridgerton. I'm not seeing that. Still doing, still doing well then. Still doing well. Yeah. Like Maisel and Bridgerton are, are both massive proper, as Westworld massive, is too. Massive hits. Massive hits right now. Mm. The Prime and Netflix, to be fair. So, so premium cable. Board, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, music by John Morris, who'd done Spaceballs, Blazing Saddles, and Young Frankenstein. So they're all... Uh, I mean, the music in this is very incidental. Yeah, the music it's, is... It's, it's, it's mainly licensed music. Licensed music, pops yeah. up, But there is some, there is some music. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the music in this is fantastic. Um, so there we are. Uh, the first time I saw this... Um, Liam, why don't you start us off? What was the first time you saw this? Do you remember it? Yeah, I first saw this probably a year, year two years after... It was so basically when it was released on VHS. Yeah. Um because my mum was into it, I think. Um was the reason why it was in the house. And uh I was just taken by it. I just thought, wow, how cool is this? It really spoke to me. Cool. Um Yeah, I and I've watched it religiously every year since. <laughs> Films got magical powers over women folk, I think. Um and Georgia. <laughs> Uh, I don't remember the first time I watched this because I would have been very, very, very young. Uh, we had it on video. We, we used to watch the last 20 minutes two or three times a week. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. like to that extent. Um, but I don't remember the first time I watched it all the way through, but it would have been when I was young. Um, I hadn't watched it for a while since since then, but I know my sister's big on it as well, so we've sat and watched it before, like probably three or four years ago, I should imagine. Ethan? Today. <laughs> oh, Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know this. I know. I knew nothing about this film other than the lift. Oh, I, I look. F- that, that was the only thing I knew about this film. Oh, okay, I really look forward to hearing your take on it then. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of like Georgia. I just remember being not that I was like that that little. I just don't remember the first. It was like omnipresent from at the time of my early teenage years, maybe twelve, thirteen. Maybe. Well, see- my sister was big into it. We had the VHS. She watched it a lot. If 
it feels a little scandalous. At least at the time, the words dirty dancing, it yeah. felt a little... Oh, it's a very sexy film. It's a very sexy film. It's a very and, sexy and film. And I think the themes, we talk at the end of it, what the themes of the film are, I think I've got a pretty clear answer for it. But, uh, very, yeah. Very clean cut film. Yeah. <laughs> so i think when you're in that those sort of early you know this, this isn't a pre-internet day as well so like you know how would you access more sorted materials maybe things at like the video store and yeah, things like this so to yeah. have you know i think it was a more innocent time yeah let me rephrase that it was a more innocent time it was, it was. <laughs> so you know, it was kind of always there um and i remember it was the film that like my sister showed a bunch of her friends and it was kind of that that sort of auto entry sort of point gateway to a more adult sort of viewing experience i suppose well i think it's because the film itself is a coming of age yeah it is so it brings the younger children into the adult world and that's the adult world you know watching it isn't it yeah so so context corner in 1980 eleanor bergstein wrote a screenplay for the michael douglas film it's my turn however the producers cut an erotic dancing scene from the script prompting her to conceive a new story that took inspiration from her youth dance competitions in 1984 she pitched the idea to mgm executive eileen Massell, who liked it and team bergstein with producer linda gottlieb they set the film then in 1963 the script was finished about a year and a bit later but management changes at mgm put the script into limbo uh, Bergstein offered the script to other uh, studios, but was repeatedly rejected until she brought it to Vestron Pictures. I don't think yeah. they're around anymore. While honing their pitch to Vestron, Gottlieb had agreed to cut the proposed budget in half. I think, if I'm right in thinking this, that was Vestron's first ever movie. Cinematic movie. Cinematic movie, Yes. Yeah. Uh, Gottlieb then shows Emil Ardolino as the film's director. Uh, he never directed a feature film, but was extremely passionate about the project after reading the script while he was on jury duty. <laughs> Just a question in a hotel. May as well read these scripts that are well. in some sort of entertainment, isn't it? Absolutely. Uh, so together they pitched their vision for the film to the president of Vestron, John Piesinger. Looks very close to John Penisser, but John Kiesinger <laughs> and the company's vice president of production, Mitchell Cannell. By the end of the meeting, they'd greenlit, but it was only given $5 million for a budget at a time when the average film would receive $12 million. That must have blowed a little bit. Um, I know. Ooh, did I take a look at it? Do I have that? Let me take a look here. Uh, did I remember to grab the... No, I grabbed the finances. Yeah, we're fine. Okay. Oh, no, I didn't. That's, that's last week's. I'll look it up. <laughs> Did you say um, 1980 for the five mil? No, uh, it no, no, it doesn't get made till later. No. Okay. Uh, it made about you don't have to look it up, buddy, because I do the guessing game at the end, so if you look it up, it's going to ruin that. Oh, yeah. There we are. For choreographer Bergstein shows... Kenny Ortega. Yeah, pretty much the only choreographer anybody knows in Hollywood. Yeah. Kenny Ortega, who would later go on to direct High School Musical. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, The Descendants, didn't he? Newsies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you can catch Newsies in High School Musical on the on the Talk in the Mickey podcast. Which is always good. Yeah, it's always good. Uh, it was the podcast that put the plus in Disney Plus. <laughs> uh, Bergstein. Did he do the choreography for the Newsies as in the stage show or was Newsies in the film? The film. Ah, okay. I think he directed the film. Ah, okay. Yeah, which I think he did both, obviously. Um, Bergstein just Kenny Ortega because Ortega had been uh, trained by Gene Kelly. Something I didn't know. Uh, for a location they didn't find anything they liked in the cat skills uh as many of these sorts of resorts have been shut down by this point they combined uh two different locations lake lure north carolina and the mountain lake hotel near pembroke virginia and the editing made it look like it was all done in the same area it does um 
the director was adamant they, that they choose dancers uh, who could act, not just stand-ins uh, like they did with Flashdance, because that limits your coverage. Yeah, absolutely. All you can do is shoot close-ups, and you don't get any mid-shots of them doing it, so it's clear you're watching stand-ins. And Cynthia Rhodes was that kind of dancer who was an actor at the same time. She was phenomenal. Well, yeah, she was but always I think, I think in everything. I primarily, we're talking about our, our, our two main leads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Patrick, yeah. Uh, filming started for Dirty Dancing on September 5th, 86. Remember that? September 5th and lasted just 43 days. Uh, the rehearsals quickly became disco parties involving nearly every cast member. Even non-dancers would show up. But dancing and drinking went on almost non-stop and immersed in the environment. The lead actors and actresses began identifying with their characters. Uh, <laughs> Eleanor Bergstein built upon this, encouraging the actors and actresses to improvise in their scenes, creating sexual tension by saying, no matter how intimate or grinding your dance steps are, you're not allowed to have any other kind of physical contact with each other for the next six months. Ooh. Uh, people must have been sneaking off. Of course they were. <laughs> of course they were. Come on. Ethan can't hear us again. Okay, so there we go. Let's take a look at this. Uh, that's a Zoom thing, I think. Uh, why is that the case? Let's try this. How's that, buddy? Can you hear me? Oh, you can hear me, but now I can't hear you. No, can't hear you. Oh, he's left. He's going to come back. Okay. At least you'll have all this silence of when you can cut. Except for the fact that you're talking to her. (laughs) (laughs) See if he comes back. (laughs) Nah, it's probably me, buddy. I'm going to try something. Okay, I'm back. I think. Oh no, it hasn't changed you back to. Okay, now it should be back. Is it back for you? Uh, I can hear you. Yeah, yeah, we're good again. Well done. Cool, you. cool, cool. Well, I just thought we unplugged it. Unplugged it back in. <laughs> <laughs> but this is thing going. Okay, I need to figure out which what's the uh, what's the actual issue. Yeah, yeah. So I, I used to have a I used to do like quality control at a factory. So it's like okay, let's just isolate one at a time mm-hmm. what it could be, and then we figure. So I want to get called in the classrooms. I'm going to keep this all in now. It's like when I get called in the classrooms <laughs> and they go, oh, nothing, this isn't working. I'm like, okay, we tried playing a YouTube video. Why would I play a YouTube video? Because that'll tell you if it's the computer or if it's the speaker or if it's the, or if it's the video file. But if YouTube wasn't, won't play, then we know it's, it's not in the movie. Oh. And so then if YouTube won't play, we'll go, okay, is it, the, is it the TV screen or is it the laptop itself? So we'll unplug it and then I'll say, now try and play it. And if it won't play, then I'll go, okay, it's, your, it, it's the computer. Yeah, yeah, but you got to figure it out by sort of eliminating things one at a time. Oh, yep. That's why I have you guys miss a week here and a week there. I got to figure out what the problem is. <laughs> oh. That's why you always do better when I'm not on the podcast. No, nah, it's not true at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the production had the battle bad weather because at the start, even though it was September, temperatures were around 41 degrees Celsius. Warm. With the camera and lighting equipment making it closer to 49 degrees Celsius. It's 120 oh. degrees Fahrenheit for our American listeners. According to Ortega, 10 people passed out within 25 minutes of shooting. Paula Truman collapsed and was taken to the local emergency room to be treated for dehydration. I believe that's oh, Mrs. Schumacher. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Uh, delays in the shooting pushed filming into the autumn, which no, it was only 43 days. So what was it going to shoot this in, like 25? Yeah. Um, which meant they had to spray paint the autumn leaves green. 
<laughs> and the weather got cold. Remember that for later. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah. The shooting wrapped October 27th, 1986, on time and on budget. I thought you said there were delays. But wow. no one on the team liked the rough cut and as it was put together. Western executives were convinced the film was going to be a flop. <laughs> 39% of people who viewed the film did not realize abortion was the subplot. Wow. How did yeah, you not realize that yeah. based on what you watched? Yes. How sheltered first, are these people? I paused my film and went, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, they, they go there. Yeah. Uh, in May 87, I said the, uh, the film was screened for producer Aaron Russo. According to veteran executive Mitchell Canad, Kenald, Russo's reaction was to simply say, burn the negative and collect the insurance, which is something that Batgirl's been, been accused of. Really? It's yeah. been accused of saying, look, uh, it's just irredeemable. Not because anybody's bad. The, the, the accusation is they're just going to shut it down to get the insurance money back. Well, that's what they've done wow. with um, what Warner Brothers have now done with deleting, getting rid of every single new animated show. It's, it's essentially a tax write-off. Yep. Um, so that's kind of where we, we sort of sit. So um, let's take a look at the film itself. We begin with the song, Be My Baby. Be my, be my, be, be my, my little, little baby. baby. <laughs> That's totally making the end of the year. <laughs> this is a toe-tapping film. Uh, this, we were talking, the soundtrack, this is going to be a contender when we talk about which film is the yeah. best soundtrack of the year. Oh, this, is, this has got to be on the I short list. I doubt anything will beat this, at least for me. I'll have to take a look at through all of them yeah. again, but right, recency bias, it's hard to see this getting topped. Yeah, I did ask myself if songs. my enjoyment was the film or the music that I love. Yeah, that you know what? That it's interesting. You do a different lineup of songs. Mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. if this. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it because the the, the, yeah. there are some there are some weaknesses that the music helps carry you through. Yeah, yeah this yeah. film is my introduction to these songs. Though, yeah, so they're like, great though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, and there's this sort of slow motion de- black and white dance sequences behind the credits. I think it's great, but it's shot at a really low frame rate, so it's really choppy. It's like slow motion, not slow motion, because it's it's like stop motion yeah but rather than speed up you slow it down so it looks really choppy as a yeah, result yeah, but it looks cool because like it's it's kind of the imagination of what hindsight looking back in your memory banks would be it would be snapshots wouldn't it mm-hmm. yeah. so i thought that was a really kind of so this is the first time i'm watching this as like an adult mm-hmm. this film really i think i've watched this since i moved out of my parents house in my very early 20s so i think it's my first time looking at this so i definitely had a different experience this time watching it than i did back then because i think i was typically oh this again i only watched this a few months ago <laughs> yeah i'm not surprised by that uh summer 1963 the voiceover tells us everybody that was the summer everybody called me baby and i didn't seem to mind it was before elvis she no didn't. before the beatles came before the beatles came before president kennedy was shot yeah and i never thought i'd meet a man as great as my dad oh there we are okay but also it's it's not and i didn't seem to mind it's but she didn't know better than to mind Oh, is that Which what it is, says? Yeah, it's along those. It's, uh, yeah, you sure? Yeah. Okay. It's, that's not the exact wording, but it's. Oh, okay. bas- she basically says she didn't know. She wasn't old enough to think better, or something like Ethan, that. Ethan, if you could find that 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 quote, yeah. I'd just be curious to get the because that, that that quote does change makes, the reading yeah, of the film. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So uh, yeah, the idea about that was the summer everybody called me baby. I'm sure if you put that in the, in the Google, the rest will come out for you. And we meet Francis. We don't find that out for a while, nope. but we meet Baby Houseman, played by Jennifer Grey. And I didn't think I was going to say this. She's great in this. She's amazing. Especially when she's not talking. She is so good in this. And I remember I really hated, I'm supposed Reacting. to hate her, but I really hated her in Ferris Bueller. 
Oh yeah, like yeah, I yeah. really hate her in Ferris Bueller. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's great in this. She is, and she reacts so well. Yep. And you can see in her eyes, in her way she looks. It's not her line delivery though. Her line delivery is no. not bad at all. Her line delivery is actually really quite good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but her reaction. It's her other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ethan, do you happen to find it, buddy? Oh. Uh, I'm scrolling. Okay, just it let me know by transcript I don't know, here. Flashing your hand up or something. Um, that was the summer we went to Kellerman's, and so we're already being set up. But this is obviously a big summer. Because mm-hmm. the Beatles coming, that's a big event. You know, Kennedy getting shot. You remember where you were. So Kennedy was November, wasn't it? 23rd? 11, 23, 11, 63. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, and this must have been that summer. So, uh, funny, because Beatles, I thought. Well, I when she means the here. Beatles, she's talking about the Ed Sullivan show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which would have been, what, six months Cause, later? Because the Beatles do release their first album in 63. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, I've got it. Okay. So it's the summer of 1963 when everyone called me baby and it didn't occur to me to mind. Wow. Okay, sorry, my bad. Yeah, no. It's a very different reading. Yeah. Because there were some oh, things, up, way too far. especially, I love how you found it in like two seconds and Ethan's been looking. See, where was team Ethan? Like, this is what we're talking about here. To be I fair, scrolled too far down. To be fair, if this is me, the opening line, but I'd still be looking for no, it next week. That's the reason why I didn't ask you. <laughs> <laughs> Play to your audience. Come on. I thought it's Googling something. Maybe it's on Reddit somewhere. Ethan will find it. <laughs> I love that that's always been a meme. I don't think I've used Reddit in like five years. No, I think I, think I used it once and it landed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm never like, going to stop making this joke. <laughs> is Reddit still a thing? I, I, I don't really it use is, Reddit. It is, but it's like, oh, it's so, it's like cringe crypto people and the okay. same seven memes from 2000. I hate it when I do a Google search and it takes me to Reddit. I'm like, oh, yeah. Reddit. I, I scroll four things and then it changes to like a different oh my stuff. It's like if you've not got a Reddit account or you're not like in the Reddit app, it's really difficult to find anything and it's just like the follow up yeah. comments. Yeah. Like nineteen comments, great. I get to two and it's like changing the topic. I'm yeah. like, oh, because I haven't logged in. Because I don't want to log in. No, I don't think I have a Reddit account. To be fair. I think I do. Back when I was trying to use it to like podcast market, maybe yeah. And then like, yeah, nothing ever works with those things. <laughs> you know what works? Actually, just going out there and just doing the work. Absolutely. Um, so, Dirty Dancing is based in large part upon screenwriter Eleanor Bergstein's own childhood. She is the younger daughter of a Jewish doctor from New York. She had spent summers with her family in the Catskills, where she participated in Dirty Dancing competitions. She was also nicknamed Baby Herself as a Girl. Write what oh, you know. Exactly. Probably why she's only written like one or two things. Yeah, cause, yeah, because exactly. Yeah. Write your life, then where do you go from there? Exactly. Um, for the female lead of Francis Baby Houseman, some other women were considered, and one I'm not surprised at all, because it really is who I would probably cast if it was around the same time as well. Molly Ringwald? No. <laughs> no. I would thought that. Jennifer Grey has a very Sarah and Jessica Parker oh, energy about Sarah, her. she does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, to the point where I'm going, you could just as easily place one, and like, they have a similar look. I'm glad it's Jennifer Grey, though. Yeah, I'm not. She has that more innocent feel about her. Winona Ryder was also on the short list. Wow. Oh. No, I couldn't have seen it. Well, Norman Ryder's got a very playful energy. It'd be a different film. Hers is a quirky mm. energy. It's not a... Oh, I think Jennifer Grey was plenty quirky in this. Yeah, yeah but in a, in a girl-next-door way, Winona Ryder's not girl-next-door. No. She's quirk, quirky girl-next-door. Maybe, yeah. Jennifer Grey's girl-next-door with a bit of a quirk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Just, that now, makes sense. Liam and I, I did have a conversation before we started. The, before anybody else came around, because <laughs> Liam is known for the films that his heart's attached to. But it the is. minute you start putting any flaws in it, <laughs> he can sometimes respond emotionally. So we've had the conversation about 
about just realizing the distinction between those two things. Yeah. I'll be on my best behavior. I there promise. we go. There we go. It's fine. We're good. <laughs> I think you'll be okay this week, but yeah, I, do. I don't think so. I think I've learned from Greece. <laughs> also, but just straight up, this is a much better film than Greece. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, agreed. So it's not, it's not going to get slated like we're, we're, we're not we're trying to change your mind, but we're saying no, the yeah, three yeah. of us. It's a yeah. There's there's a clear distinction between these two films. It's on an even par for me. That's, 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 that's fine. fine. Yeah. Uh, Baby was cast before Johnny, just for the record. Uh, during her audition, um, Jennifer Grey had five minutes to prove she could play younger. Small spoiler for the age game, but I think we all assume she was older than seventeen. Oh yeah, uh, mm. and that she had the moves for the role. She had five minutes. Uh, then we meet Mr. Houseman, played by Jerry Orbach. He's Our brilliant. second time, Georgia, of Jerry Orbach on the pod. Mm. Could you name the first film we did with him in it? Definitely not. Okay. Maybe if he said, we would like to welcome you to dinner. Be our oh, is that his voice? guest be cool. our guest yeah this I can is hear it now this yeah, is no, this is lumiere it. yeah that's brilliant he's also um he's also the lead guy for law and order for many years, many years. I lo- that's how i knew him i'm like it's the guy from law and order and he doesn't change his look he's exactly the same he's just not in so much he's in he doesn't wear suits as often he doesn't wear suits though yeah yeah do you know what i mean um he's a little he's a little less gruff in this yeah uh also he's broadway's original billy flynn Wow, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So when I opened up, when I was when we got this the script for Chicago, when I opened it up, and I went, "Oh, Jerry Orbach," and I'm yeah. like, "Was he Amos?" No, he was Billy. <laughs> <laughs> Who played Amos? Oh, it's Jerry Seinfeld's dad and Seinfeld. Great. <laughs> um. So and then we meet Mrs. Houseman, played by Kelly Bishop, most of the time, because as the car pulls yes. in to the camp, you can see from the the back blonde hair in yeah. the passenger seat. Yeah. The rest of the film. Mom's a brunette. Even for the fact when she gets out of the car, mom's a brunette. <laughs> Why we didn't just film that pickup shot again? I have no idea. Maybe they couldn't get all the extras back. Yeah. I think they actually made her hair a little bit lighter when she got out of the car to when it is later. Be- oh, it's still drastically like, different. It's still, still, still drastically she's different. All, she's like a dark ginger, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's still drastically different. So the part of Baby's Mother was originally given to Lynn Lipton, who's briefly visible in the beginning, like we just talked about. She became ill in the first week of shooting, was replaced by actress Kelly Bishop. Kelly Bishop had been cast to play resort guest Vivian Pressman, the older woman uh, who okay. gets so off. So they yeah. swapped that. So instead, then the assistant choreographer, Miranda Garrison, takes on that role. That makes sense, yeah. And I got to say, I love the mum. She's yeah, great. Yeah. She is so good. She oh. really only comes on in like the second, like really in the last act of the film, mm-hmm. arguably yeah. the last scene of the film. But she's fantastic. She is. She's just a she's great so much presence. Fun. Yeah. And she humanizes dad. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the sister, I didn't catch what the sister was going on about, but something was a tragedy. And she, that's not a tragedy. A tragedy is monks burning themselves in protest. So the yeah. sister, something got, got her upset. Someone wasn't there. Some boy was, whatever the case was. Because the older sister was clearly just a boy, crazy, vain, vapid kind yeah. of girl. I think she's at that age, though, isn't she, where she's discovering boys, where... Oh, the older sister? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, she's, she's definitely a virgin still. Yeah, she oh, is. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's a bit boy girl, but it doesn't mean you have to be stupid. Like, the sister's well, clearly no, stupid. But you need it. You need like, the sister's asking questions like, if Vietnam falls, is China next? Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. like sister's dumb. She's, yeah, but you, but you see later on in the film, they're trying to make Baby the apple of his eye. Sure. And the other one she's not. She's following so more mum than yeah, anything yeah, yeah, else. This yeah. is Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. 
Do you know Brown Brothers? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming it's um, about um, two sisters. One is better than the other or seen better than the other. And there's a little bit of... There's five sisters, but the second oldest one is like the smart one, the funny one, the one who's a little bit above it all. Uh, and the dad and the, and, the, and the daughter have a really close relationship as a result. Oh, okay. It's a bit funnier in Pride and Prejudice, but it's a bit more just, just heartfelt in this. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, when baby mentions monks burn themselves in protest, that's, of course, a reference to the day a Buddhist monk uh, set himself on fire in Saigon in a ritual suicide to protest the government's anti-Buddhist policies. Which is on the front cover of Rage Against the Machine. Is it really? Yeah. So we have to assume this occurs somewhere after June 11th, 63. Yeah, yeah. Uh, meet the social director, played by Wayne Knight. The I got sort so of portly excited. fella. Georgia, do you recognize this guy? It's his second appearance in the pod as well. Nope. This is Wayne Knight, who was also um, Dennis Park. Nendry in Jurassic Park, the fat the guy who had like the sodas the everywhere. Oh. The one who crawls back into the yeah, truck yeah, yeah. and somehow doesn't realize how the like, there's no way the dinosaur can get into the yeah, seat. Yeah. <laughs> the chicken man in Toy Story 2, or Newman in Seinfeld. Newman in Seinfeld. Is he actually yeah. the chicken guy? Yeah. As in Al, Al's Toy Barn? Yeah, Al, Al's oh, Toy Barn. Cool. He's also in Third Rock from the Sun. So there we go. Uh, then we meet Max, played by Jack Weston. Who I, now, this whole thing, this whole camp in the Catskills, very... I mean, they don't say it. This is like a Jewish holiday camp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very Mrs. Maisel. Yeah, they go to one in Maisel, yeah. Yeah, so there's a lot of similarities. Yeah. Everybody's name uh, appears to be Jewish. They, they make references to, to grandparents, but using the types of terms you would for Jewish grandmothers and Jewish grandfathers. Um, if you've seen season two of Maisel, you're like, I recognize everything. Yeah. Yeah, this makes sense. Um, and so there's a meet cute between baby and a bus boy. I think his name is Billy. Well, uh, yeah, Billy's the cousin. Yeah. 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 He's getting the, the sort of bags out of the trunk and they kind of look at each other like, oh, is this the meet cute? Has she found the boy? Because we're t- so we we're told need a segue that, there, don't we, into to meet well, We need someone to get her there. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and a reason why she sort of, because there just seemed to be a bit of a spark at the start there. Yeah. Uh, we cut to dancing and it's dull. It's so dull. And this <laughs> is with Penny. And Penny is played by Cynthia Rhodes. Cynthia Rhodes. Also in Staying Alive, if you want to check out Liam's performance yeah, on uh, on your next favorite movie with Josh, check that out, out right now. Um, what do you think about, I thought Penny was just kind of there. Yeah, oh, no, but, I think she's really good. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't think Penny's very good at all. Cynthia Rhodes. she's bad. I don't think she's good. Cynthia Rhodes, this is her biggest today i should imagine that as because she was a background dancer she was a support in staying alive she was never a really a great actress but she was the dancer and she could see she yeah. could dance dancers who can act you know and if you can act that little bit better than the most sure then you know you're in aren't you yep you know you need someone who can dance opposite patrick swayze who's a trained dancer now, i'm gonna go another step here and say the script oh, the, the script, script isn't her. very good no, but, I re- but her story arc is no. amazing. So the difference is, we've talked about this before, when scripts have been bad, good actors can overcome a bad script. Mm. Not so great actors can't. And so my issue is that she's not a great actress, but who didn't have much to work with to begin with. And as a result, you can't overcome that. But I still think she held her own in this film. Well, in, in, in what regard? Well, in the fact that... In the fact that she's dancing? Yeah, that's fine. No, the this, this stuff where she's talking to Baby and Johnny, I think she completely holds her own there. Okay, I 100% disagree, but that's okay. Oh. I, I I think she... You're right, she's not a great, great actress in this, but she. I think she holds her own is in, like, um, 
she's not like like if you're a singer, you're not the best singer in the world, but you're a good you're a good backing singer. Yeah, and that's what she is. She she does the backing and she yeah. does the ensemble. Really yeah, but the well. problem is she was cast as an. She's a great actress. Absolutely. The, the film needs a great actress. Absolutely. The problem is she still has to deliver lines, making me believe that she's a character and not someone who says stand there and save us line. And that's what I was getting. Yeah, yeah, that was that was in and out. Okay. In and out. For me, for her, there was bits where she was better at and there was bits that she weren't so good at. But then again, she's not the... You've got, you got to have that fine balance in a film like this because how many times do they say, I thought you two were together? And she's not the lead, is she? Jennifer Grey is. Right. And uh, the cast themselves are going, you know, I thought you was with her. I thought, you know, Johnny and Penny were the, the it couple and blah, blah, blah. She's then got to play it down, hasn't she? So You can play it down without being a bad actress. Well, I'm not saying she's bad. Oh, but I am. Yeah, I know you are. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't think she's bad. I think there are Ethan, parts, I'm saying I think there are she parts can hold in it where okay, she we, is. We clearly have established where we're all three of us kind of. Go ahead and finish what you're saying before I throw it, Ethan. I, say, I just think there's parts of it where actually she's supposed to be playing quite, quite blunt and quite wooden because she's being faced with someone new in a very awkward situation she doesn't want to be talking to them and that might come across as bad acting but i don't think it is i think it's actually quite good at what she's supposed to be doing even if that is quite straight ethan your thoughts uh her entire arc kind of gave me whiplash because i wasn't expecting it so a lot of it is shock of oh this is where we're going and i just went it felt strange and i her acting didn't help for that because it just was a weird situation for me she, her, like most of my issues of her acting are before she gets in trouble oh okay before the fridge oh, yeah okay before the fridge yeah 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 yeah. i can see that and then the plot takes over and it doesn't really matter because she's just put in situations you yeah, know what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. um so baby goes oh hang on uh the, the, we have this uh dance we said already uh, the dancing is dull great line i thought she was great with this god didn't give you i think it's maracas if he didn't want you to shake, shake them him. I can't shimmy whenever we do dancing (laughs) I can't shimmy to save my life because I don't have maracas (laughs) I can shimmy and I don't have maracas well there you go some people have maybe um, can conceptualize maracas I cannot yeah maybe I have back maracas (laughs) back maracas (laughs) Um, so and then baby goes for a walk and she happens to find herself upon a staff meeting where Max is telling the bus boys to romance the daughters Yep. Because yeah. all the bus boys, the waiters, are uh, Ivy League schools. So Jewish boys from Ivy League schools. So basically, this becomes almost a little bit of a. I I think this was him when he was younger, and he didn't like people like um, Johnny, and that's just a vengeance thing. But the, my 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 problem is, well, vengeance is a strong thing. I don't mean that. I mean like. He doesn't. He doesn't like. If he doesn't like Johnny, but he's the boss, why didn't he just fire him? I, I see. Although they never make it. Why does he fire him? Because the guests love him. It's it's a profits thing, and he's quite. He can see in the one scene towards the end, he's worried about the finances of his business. So Johnny's good for business. So why is it so easy just to fire him anyway at the end? Oh, it's the end. Of, it's the end of the movie, and we need to throw. Uh, like I said, it's not a great script. No. <laughs> and like also, this movie's I guess better than the sum of its parts. Yeah. I guess there's also the legality of oh he was with the seventeen. I better like, in America. Save face. You know, I better like, save face age, right now. The age of consent in America, yeah, is not sixteen. It's eighteen. Oh, okay. So th- that's a crime. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Was it in the sixties still? Yes. Was there still an age of consent then? Oh yes. Okay. Cool. <laughs> so um, I believe so. Anyway, yeah. Mm-hmm. I said that's. I, 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 I don't yeah. know um what do we have here um so yeah he's saying like don't don't 
don't get into too much trouble with them, but you go ahead and you take them out and you make you show them the stars and basically. He wants them to romance him, doesn't he? To romance him. He's yeah. in, which also makes all the energy, because we've seen already the girls flirting with some of the waiters, mm. and then it's like, oh, this is oh, this is kind of dirty now. But she doesn't seem to care about that at all. No. Because then inserts, you know, bad boy Johnny Castle and the entertainment staff. And they're like, hey, entertainment staff, you keep your hands to yourselves. Now, question, if this is a Jewish summer, summer camp, which I think it is. Yeah. Is it clear that the that the entertainment staff probably aren't of the same religion? Yeah. So is that part of it? Probably. Yeah, which I, it's not going to be because it's trying to feel good movie. You don't really want to go down that level, but there's a there's, there's undertones of this. And another thing I want to know, actually, reflecting on this, he's very angsty against Max in this bit, Johnny. Yeah. And yet, the rest of it, all the way through, he's worried about you know being. Being right, being proper, and it's not, a, it's not a great script. Lee. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of inc- there's a lot of tonal whiplash with characters. The there characterization is. of motivations and stuff kind of ping pong back and forth. Just a bit, yeah. Yeah. So this is one of them. Yeah. I'm only discovering because like walking in and being like back talking <laughs> yeah. the boss, being like, yeah. I need this job next year. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> makes no sense. It's like just in case some girls hide, and I need to make sure that she and <laughs> she he's dressed a- different to the rest of the entertainment staff too. Yeah. So he's the one different one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like when um, Marilyn Monroe shows up and something like it hot and she's wearing black and they're all wearing white and like oh she's different (laughs) johnny's got his sunglasses on yeah uh johnny castle played by patrick swayze what a stupid name not patrick swayze johnny castle that's such a 1980s action movie not johnny johnny's fine yeah yeah. but johnny castle is it not just riffing on like cash i don't think so i don't think so in cinemas this summer, you know Johnny you said, Castle. Like all the names are pretty naff in this. You know, well, you know, you said she wrote from her. Yeah, I got a little bit of a note on. I it, yeah. think this is probably people that she. This is based on a guy. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, before we talk about that, let's talk about some people who were initially uh, considered for the role. Ooh. Hang on, of that era, Rob Lowe. No, oh. remember, remember they're gonna be dancers first. Oh, here's what I would. Why do I think Billy Zane? Because you're right. Billy Whoa. Zane got as far as a screen test, and he did not screen test with Jennifer Graywell. Oh, uh, okay. There was no chemistry. So they cast him, did the screen, and they went, yeah, oh, yeah, you guys yeah. suck together. And they were so committed to her as the lead that oh, they okay. went someone else. It's weird, isn't it? Because also, thought Patrick would have been the one they would lynched on. Yeah. Lynched on? No. Yeah. Uh, leached on? Yeah. What's the word? Leached on too? Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he was the main driving force of it. Yeah, no, it's the other way around. Wow. Yeah. Um, the You can be my wingman anytime. Yeah. Oh, Val Kilmer? Val Kilmer. Really? He, ha- he has a bad boy look about him. I don't yeah, know if he, but- I've never heard of him moving in any way, but he, he definitely was, was on the list, as was wow. a little bit of Latin love, Benicio del Toro. Oh. That early? Yeah, I don't know. I would I have loved this Because he would have been a dancer, wouldn't he? Yeah, but I didn't discover him until, like, Usual Suspects. People didn't discover Patrick Swayze until this. I love Benicio Del Toro. Red Dawn. Red Dawn and um, uh, Outsiders and stuff. Yeah. Benicio Del Toro, wow. So um, the next choice was was Patrick Swayze, who appeared in Grandview, USA in 1984 and had co-starred with Gray on Red Dawn. Dawn, He was a seasoned dancer with experience from the Joffrey Ballet, which is a ballet based around Game of Thrones. (laughs) (laughs) 
But his mum was. <laughs> you a, get crossbows at the end of it. His mum was a dancer, so you can see why he he yeah. went into dance. Uh, the producer information. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead information you for uh, the age of the concern. So uh, the age of concern is different in different states. Um, but until 1920, it was like 10 or 12, okay, and is, then it was up to different states. This is 1963, though. <laughs> yeah, I know what I'm saying, oh, but the, between 1960 uh, and 1959, it basically seems to be 16 to, like, 14 to 16, and then nothing changes until it's raised in 1970 to 18. Didn't oh, really? Okay, so okay, yeah. so it's not a crime at this point. I was going to say, didn't Jerry Lee yeah. Lewis marry his cousin who was 15? Yeah, you could do it with parental consent. Yeah. Okay. Hawaii yeah. uh, was uh, mm. 14 until 2001. I believe in that movie they mentioned that if you're a 13 and you have parental consent, you can. Because didn't one of Rolling Stones marry like a yeah, really young yeah. girl? Bill Wyman. Yeah. 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 Delaware's was seven until they passed a law for Jeez. it to be 10. I don't, I don't want to. I don't want okay, Stop the research. Yeah, it just yeah, makes yeah, me yeah, sad. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, let's take a look here. The producers were thrilled with him, but his resume read no dancing after a knee injury. This is Patrick Swayze. Yeah. However, Swayze read the script, liked the multi-level character Johnny, and took the part anyway. Initially, the character was supposed to be Italian. Oh. And they changed it to Irish, something they don't really... Uh, I can't see. But again, Irish, it, yeah. again, it would it would sidestep him away from being Jewish, though, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Gray was initially not happy about the choice, as they had difficulty getting along on Red Dawn. In fact, Swayze had to convince Gray to be in the film. You've talked about this before, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they didn't get on very well at all. He had to pull it out in the corridor or something like that and say, Yeah. Look, I know we don't get on, but I think we could do really, really well on the. I just yeah. remember you've said this. It's not my notes, but you've mentioned this before. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because um, they, you could tell on early on in the film that they, they're not getting. Well, to the audience, maybe you can't see, but um, they mention it. that And he says, Look, come on. We can do this. They obviously see chemistry here. Obviously, the barter between them being angsty with each other built that chemistry yeah. so they just went and built on it yeah um their you dancing know? screen test the um chemistry with the dancing was obvious uh Bergstein described it as breathtaking you can see it but once they started filming like you said uh they were facing off before every scene and not yeah, in a good yeah. way uh to address this uh Bergstein and the director forced them to watch their on-screen tests and look at how good you looked look at what it meant get this back and that worked i think the problem was patrick was very um uh he he took serious what he did yes and he was he was a bit older than her so he was like this is the job this is what needs to be done and she was a bit more frivolous with yeah. her her ways yeah, playful yeah 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 yeah. and he didn't like that no he was really he, he's he's the joffrey ballet like you don't do that <laughs> and have a chance to, ah, ha, 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 let's do another take like that's discipline there's a that, right? famous scene that's still in the film where well, she, i'll get there i'll get oh, there okay yeah, i'll, I'll yeah. You talk about it when we get there yeah, okay do it. uh yeah so and so they just they don't they don't approach it the same way mm-hmm. they have different viewpoints yeah um on a note patrick swayze wore a girdle to look thinner and younger Really? Yep. I did not know that. I'm going to try wearing a girdle to look younger. Is that like a Basque? A girdle's like a... A corset. A corset. Corset, yeah, yeah. that's what I meant. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a Basque is a type of corset. Is it? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, little bizarre note, serendipity afoot. Uh, in 1975, Jennifer Grey's father, Joel Grey, starred in a very short-lived Broadway musical, Good Time Charlie, about the son of Charlemagne. One of the ensemble dancers, at least according to the Playbill program for that show... Patrick Swayze. Wow. That's cool. How about that? And you know who Joel Grey was, don't you? No. He was the guy who was in Chicago. No. 
Yeah. What's that one with um, Liza Minnelli? Uh, not Chicago. Uh, Cabaret. Cabaret. Okay. That one. He was the, he was the, the guy in that. On a television talk show featuring brothers of famous actors, Patrick Swayze's brother Don said Patrick was a much better dancer than shown in the film. Since the character of Johnny Castle wasn't a professional, Patrick had to tone down his moves, he says. I don't know <laughs> if I buy that. <laughs> oh, no, I do. Because- I don't. You're going to get your first big, big budget. You're really, it's all about dancing and go, I'm only going to go 75%, guys. It's not a big budget, though. Well, it? it's it's bigger than anything he's done to this point, isn't it? No one thought that was going to, yeah, but no one knew that was going to be a big thing. To if you're like, I'm the dancer, aren't you like, you got to go 75%, are you? King. It depends how you want, you how see you want how the film to others. look, because obviously it's set in a, it's set in like a hotel. The dancers aren't necessarily going to be. Right, but if we were going, if we were going for like authenticity, no one would have joined in perfectly in sync with the dance at the end. <laughs> They'd have all been tripping over each other, and right. someone would have gotten too drunk and gotten handsy and been slapped. That would have been authentic. Well, I think quite a lot of it is authentic. <laughs> I mean, the watermelon bit is definitely authentic. Yeah, the watermelon it? bit. I got no problem with that. I don't know about holding back on his dancing, but maybe yeah. he. Maybe he thought you could say himself. this film didn't give him a chance to show everything he could do. Yes, I'll take that. Yeah, yeah, but the yeah. idea of his purpose, like going, I could do it this sharp, but I'm not going to go this sharp. He's a professional belly dancer, yeah. so you know. He- isn't there something where you're going? The audience isn't going to know that level of thought went into this, and they don't want to. I don't want them to see me half-assing it. Yeah. Well, and I think there's there is a, there's different styles though, because obviously if he's sure. if he's a classically trained ballet dancer, it might be referring to the fact that if he'd have done everything a hundred percent sharp and pointed and all these things, it wouldn't look right for the relaxed style of the dance. Which would be holding back. I don't know. I, I think this is the same idea as when we got told that everybody from Top Gun flew their own planes. I think it's a little bit of hype. Here's, <laughs> here's my pessimistic, here. awful thing. Uh, was this interview... I don't know. That's a great Swayze's question. Passing. I thought the same thing. Was, yeah. it, was it before or after Swayze passes? Uh, who knows, yeah. At I which, Ken's, we, sent, we almost tend to deify the person who's passed. I do know that Don, his brother, became his stunt double. Is that right? Yeah, 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 in a lot of films. A note about costuming. Uh, throughout the film, Johnny and Baby wear, always wear contrasting colors. Yeah. If yeah, she's in white, he's in black. Yeah, yeah. If he's in light, she's in dark. That's nice. But typically, she's in light to show her innocence. He's in dark to show his experience. I love her outfits in this film. Yeah, some gorgeous costuming oh, in this film. Beautiful dresses. Uh, I've got in my notes, there's a dance in the a hill. I think I mean hall. There's a dance in the hall, but <laughs> you're no longer there. So the hall's not there anymore, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, it's not there anymore, no. Uh, Johnny is dancing with Penny for all the guests to sort of go, hey, look at us. This is what we are. I'm going to be your dance teachers. She's wearing a custom-made red dress that crisscrosses in the back. Swayze Whoa. kept getting his finger stuck. I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. Max's grandson uh, is jealous you can tell yeah. they're here to entertain the guests that would make sense he's such a slime ball isn't shouldn't he? why else would you hire dancers exactly. yes probably to entertain the desks guests uh, just a quick shout on max's grandson what is his name i can't remember uh I have it. it's right near neil That's neil it. just for this is one that shout out to danny and drew and anyone else who knows him but he looks exactly like brian holden and i can only see it all the way through Brian Holden oh is someone who's in Starkid. Yeah, doesn't, okay. doesn't he, Ethan? Um, <laughs> he then sees them like doing this fancy. He goes, that's not going to sell lessons. Really? <laughs> this kind of wish fulfillment? I could be the girl that he's spinning around like that? That's yeah, totally going to sell lessons. It it's because he's yes. only doing 75% of the effort. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, jeez. I mean, without this guy, um, Patrick Swayze's brother should be thanking this guy for it. I can tone that stuff down. 
Uh, what do we got here? Max isn't digging the fancier moves and when he does the bit where the foot comes right up on the shoulder and they oh, sort of push back. Love that. Uh, Max is like, cut that out. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. this is the coolest thing we've seen so far. Yeah. The character of Max was a bit hard. I'm like, because he never comes out and says that's too far. You're pushing the bar. That's, that's too sexy. He never goes that, that, for a film called Dirty Dancing. Not once is there a talk about the moral, like, propriety of, of what they're doing. Not only that, it's not like that's his first season there. No. He's been there several times. Yeah. So he and clearly the ladies love him. Like I don't understand Max's no. problem I have with this film. Max's axe to grind against Johnny. If Johnny was openly disrespectful and you got to put him in his place, like he was at the start, that's a narrative that's I can enough. get behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, but he's not for the after that first time. He's a model employee. Yeah. Outside and of sleeping with one of the guests, even with even with Neil though, isn't he? He's very submissive to him. Yeah, he very politely says, I got some, gr- oh, geez, sir, I got some great ideas. Yeah. And then when he's told, no, he's, but I really think he goes, okay, you're the boss. Yeah. There's this I, guy I that he says later on, was like, women put their key cards or something in my in my pocket. and But it's also not implied that he's ever gotten in trouble for that or that's caused, been a problem for the hotel. No, because it's kept, it's, kept, it's kept the women happy, hasn't it? Yeah. And also the way he's doing it. Means, and it means that the... But the, the the husbands come for the weekends, but they get the wife for the whole week, so that's all money in their coffers, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't get it. And also, if, if you know, uh, the boss is putting his weight stuff onto, like, some of the girls because they're Ivy League graduates or whatever, I, I, I don't think he really cares because money is money. I no. Think, I think it's more the point that they were <clears throat> still dancing together, and he's like, no, you need to be dancing with the guests. I don't think it was a time thing. I think it was a content thing. Because when the foot comes up, that's when he's like, you're done. If he was looking... Did you get that point across? Just put a watch in his hand. Mm. You know what I mean? Easy enough. He's looking at his watch going, cut it. And he's like pointing to the clock. But the fact that it's the foot on the shoulder and everybody goes, it's, ooh. It's getting a bit And too. then the thing is cut. We have to assume that one causes the other. Yeah. It's called Soviet montage. <laughs> um, so dad's trying to set up baby with Neil, Max's grandson. Um, which seems like it's kind of par for the course. You get there, and the dad sort of the, the safe boys. Yeah, off you go, and the safe boys, of course, are the slime balls, Ugh. and the ones you think of are the slimy guys are actually really honorable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we smash cut to the magic show, and uh, it's a sideways shot. Oh, I'm I like, why that. is this shot sideways? I love that because they're shot in train spotting like that, and it still drives me crazy to this day. Uh, why that's the case, and um, it ends up being that um, um, doing a magic show. Yeah, doing the magic show, and it's got, the baby's got her head sideways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For some reason, my laptop keeps losing connection to the to the road. I keep unplugging it and replugging it. It's really oh, frustrating. No. Yeah, it's not affecting. Um... No, because it'll everything will go into for the microphone into here. Fine. It's just how this outputs to the laptop. Oh, okay. So Ethan, for moments, can't hear me, but he's good enough to kind of just he give me a thumbs up once he like, once he yeah. hear me again. Oh, so okay. so we're all doing this on the fly behind the scenes, folks. <laughs> I'm working hard. You are. You're doing well. Uh, no, thank you very much. <laughs> you juggle so many balls. Uh, baby goes for another walk, and she happens upon a house party, uh, thanks to this guy who's juggling so many watermelons. Which is weird. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the, the meat cute from earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah Who yeah. I just called meat cute. What was his name, Jimmy? Billy. Billy. Billy the meat cute. And uh, he's like, yeah, you can't go in there. She's like, oh, but I really want to. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> or he's like, no. And she goes, walk away. goes, actually, if you'd help me with this watermelon, which is at least, it's, it's a believable pop point why she has to go in. Yeah. And they walk up and the volume's just ever so hearable outside. And then you open it up and the doors are booming. Because that's what they say about these like wooden built cabins. Mm. Heavily soundproof. 
<laughs> of course. Um, and his job is, just, what, did you, what did he mean to be in this film? You're going to be the guy, Billy, who's going to do all the exposition for us. Yeah. And then what? And then you're going to have almost no part in the rest of the movie. Unless you're in the stage musical. Yeah. And then he does the singing. Um, and so there's lots of close-ups of people grinding up all over each other at the start. Uh, lots of panning camera shots, lots of pelvises, these, lots of bums. These are all real dancers, aren't they? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're listed in the credits as this the is, dirty dancers. This is what yeah. people did before they had phones. You, <laughs> you had to learn stuff. Yep. Yeah, or else you had nothing to do. But these people, like, they, like, they live for the dance. It's some of the the dance ends and they like they start like amorously going at it. They all clap and go woo, yes, and then is. the next song starts. These people live for the dance. I've only just realised, right? Penny and Johnny are doing the dance classes. Yep. What are these others doing? <laughs> they're they're other fun. entertainment. They're the figure entertainment crew. <laughs> yeah, but what do they do? They okay. What, what's their purpose in the movie, or what do they do at the camp? What do they do at the camp? What do they do at the camp? I'm guessing they do like music and stuff. They like run the charades and and the and all the different activities. No, because that, that would day. be like the, the entertainment stuff. Isn't that what Neil does? No, Neil, Neil and the can't social run every Penny. single club or like these people are way happens. too cool to be the guys doing charades yeah because no, i reckon they probably are there's, there's clearly got to be a band in the evening there's got to be a band right yeah but they're not, yeah. they're not playing in the they're band. not the band at the end of a show with the big with the guy who tapped oh before the right props to the guy who's doing the tap dancing and leading the band he looks an old like an old school um he's great uh what do they call him um not scat man but what do they call it don't know oh. but anyway he was like, great like composery type guy yep he would Compose a band. Conductor? Conductor. There we are. <laughs> Mr. Conductor, one might say. That's the reason why we have an English teacher. <laughs> is, that, is that it? Conductor? Um, so there we go. Uh, meet Cute's there. Uh, it does. And he goes, so here's the deal, right? Johnny's like, oh, Johnny, you better get your acting gear, Johnny. Yeah, well, I'm going to do what I want. And then Billy tells us that Johnny got him a job there. Yep. Which would suggest <laughs> that Johnny's got sway with management. Just a bit. Based on what? Yes. <laughs> We've and seen. that also means that Johnny's like a him. good guy. He's a trustable source to employ yeah, someone. Because Billy's not like an entertainer. Billy's just like staff. A guy. Yeah, he's just like, let but me get your bags. He's also his cousin, is he? But um, Right, but uh, like, it's one thing if, if he's going, I got this great guy, he'll be great in the band. It's like, oh, he's from your world. No, no. He's, give him a job, would you? He's a hard work. Well, okay, because you said so, Johnny Castle. Oh, I just read it more as if he knew that there were jobs going and let me know there were, so I applied for one. And he, maybe that. He got me the job. Isn't different from me let me know a job was open. Got me means... He put the word in someone's ear. Yeah, of course. Yeah. He might have just gone, hire that one, he's all right. Like, yes, but that suggests that in order for that to be valid, though, the person listening has to value your opinion. Or just no, or just go, well, makes the decision easier. There you go, we'll have him. From the relationship we see between Max and Johnny, though, if Johnny would hire that guy, Max yeah. would go like, hell no. Anybody but him. Yeah. It and just it, felt like, what? <laughs> who? Anyway. And all the rest of the guys, who the dancers and stuff, the entertainment staff... They're all just as nonchalant as he is. Why couldn't he be Penny's cousin? Yeah. You tell me Penny got him the job. I believe that. Yeah. And you have all the lines can be the same. <laughs> Nothing changes. No, exactly. But the movie would make more sense. Um, yeah. Who would have thought? I thought it would be you two fighting on this, and I'm fighting the two of you. <laughs> what, you thought I didn't like this? Uh, no, no, but I thought there'd be more back and forth with you two, yeah. 
Oh, God, no. I think this is a brilliant film. I think you're picking it apart too much too harshly. Oh, but. come on. This is what we do. No, no, no. We don't get to do this with spas, but, but not on Dirty. None of the films no, that no, we do. No, no, I'm letting you do it. I'm just saying I, my personal opinion, which is what we right. give on this podcast, is that you Kill are, it, Ian. That you are on being it, buddy. too harsh. Well, <laughs> bizarre world. Ethan and I are on a team. <laughs> This is like you know, like a movie where like the villain teams up after whatever. This is after you ragged on Obi Wan. Yeah, (laughs) this is the part where like act when the movie's over and the villain's like look at the hero and stuff. That thing we're like we got to work together now. Yeah. (laughs) All right. I don't know. This is this is Thor and Loki. Is what this is. (laughs) You you have to be Loki, I think, Ethan. Who kills me? Who's Thanos? Oh, yo. (laughs) Me, Georgia. Georgia. (laughs) Uh, What do we got here? Uh, Johnny Cha- Oh, so we find out thanks to um, Exposition Man that Billy. Johnny and Penny are not a couple. Yep. Johnny challenges Meet Cute about Baby being there. She goes, I carried a watermelon. I carried a watermelon? <laughs> and then as she, walk- as she walks away, she goes, I carried a watermelon. <laughs> I can clearly go in like, I don't think of anything else to say. She's clearly uh, starstruck. Well, not starstruck, but. She's got a crush. She's, or- in- she's infinitely, instantly yeah. infatuated with yeah, the guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Johnny pulls her on the floor then and teaches her this basic kind of move. And the first like 45 seconds where she's all robotic, I've never felt more kinship with a character in a movie, I think, ever. Because <laughs> this is me trying to learn any move. And they go, okay, you're not really getting it. I'm like, I'm trying. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. As someone who can dance, she does really well not to look I was like. going to say that. Like, it's it's a big challenge as yeah. someone who's there. I said to John Travolta once, because he was in Primary Colors with um, Emma Thompson. Mm-hmm. And it's basically a, a very thinly veiled parody of Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton. Yeah, you can see But that. at the end, there's like a dancing scene. And of course, Travolta's famous for his dancing in movies, Pulp Fiction, Grease, Saturday Night Fever, Staying Alive. <laughs> you can hear favorite. on, on the next favorite movie. Um, and so, but he says, how do you do a bad dancer? And he walked you through and he's like, it's actually, you dance the same way as you would anyway, but you just hit the offbeat rather than the beat and you naturally look like a bad dancer. And I was like, you clever bastard. He is, isn't he? Yeah. Um, so I worry when trying to pretend like you don't know what is that the audience will be like, oh, you like actually believe it and not realize it's the joke. When we did business, I had to pretend I didn't know how to dance, which helped because I don't. But, <laughs> but I was like, do they, do they know that this is on purpose or do they think I'm shit? It's, it's, it's bad when you hear someone who can sing pretend sometimes if they pretend they can't sing, it goes too yeah. cartoony. It's hard to do believable without being without insulting the intelligence of your yeah. Yeah. Without going cliche. And so that's what I'm trying to say. She's not cliche bad. No, she's no, not no. stumbling over and falling no, into the does, drums and knocking them all over. She does really well. No, she's just doing that. Oh, I'm not supposed to step on and getting frustrated. It's really well done. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but they, then they dance and it's shot beautifully because they're in the middle and they're surrounded by everybody. Yeah. And it, the, the, I looked at it and went, it, it's, un, it's undeniable they have chemistry. Oh, undeniable. yeah. Undeniable. And then it leaves her on the dance floor. And she's like just lost in the rapture of a dance. I like and then, how he just spins her. Yep. And leave her spinning. Uh, the next day, uh, Baby tells Penny that she envies her. You were a rocket. I envy you. Oh, this is the wigs. Yeah, putting the wigs on, on yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she goes, yeah, well, I was kicked out of my house at 16. I'm like, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I'm in to go. Because it'd be one thing if she was sulking off to the side the whole time. But Penny just came back going, oh, ladies, you look beautiful. And then Baby tries to engage her with the smallest amount of awe. Oh, because she's a kid. She 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 thinks all the grown-ups in life put together. And it's like instantly like backhanded back to reality. I can ex- 
I can expect it if I thought Penny had some interest in um, Johnny. Or if you're going, she just found out she's pregnant and she's upset about it. Yeah, yeah, but there's but the no... line right before yeah, yeah, yeah. it takes that away. It does, it does, it does. Yeah. She could have just been like, yeah. well, just insinuate that she's not going to be able to for, like, a ghetto or something. Have Wayne Knight as a social director come by and do the, oh, you're looking really good in the wigs, ladies, and just have her off to the side? And then she yeah. can snap and it's okay. But it was just like smiley, 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 snap of the head. I think it's much more realistic. Oh, I thought this sucked. <laughs> Have you spoken to a woman who's like hormonal? <laughs> <laughs> because I am right now and I, this is what's going on. <laughs> I, 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 I think I think you have no idea how uh, how accurate that, that question is right now. Uh, Johnny, that's not true. I was looking for a joke. Oh, no, I am feeling hormonal. Oh, okay. Very yeah, well. yeah, it's okay. I am. Okay. So we're okay. Yeah, we're well, okay. As far yeah, as the good. joke goes, we're okay. We're fine. Okay, good. Uh, we're, we're also fine, but oh, like, okay. I am just really hormonal. That's fine. So. And that's fine too. And I never know whether too. I'm hormonal or not. I just, <sighs> I I just know, snap. You know, men do have like the same sort of hormonal cycles. You we do have, don't have the periods as well. No, it's not as drastic. Oh, but no, there no, no, are, but you do have them. But there are, no, there's, there's, there's fluctuations. Yeah, I'm aware of that. Yeah. Oh, I must I must have that then because I'm like, Oh, yeah, everyone does. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're just not as pronounced where are we at here penny oh we said already <laughs> there's an evening there's an evening dance uh and all like it's basically for like everybody to like, spend their 15 dollars and get their dance with penny and or johnny yeah max's grandkid neil goes where's penny people are asking for her and he's like she just took a break she's allowed a break and i'll say this he's like the world's best big brother ever to penny, penny the whole way penny. through the film and neil's like better not be one of those all night breaks uh, uh, the grandkid says, "Baby, let's go get a walk or take a walk. Let's go for a little walk." And uh, they go outside, and he's starting to get a little. Oh, he's getting fresh, but she doesn't want to be there anymore. Says, "I think my parents are looking for me." And he's, he's like, big "Trust up. me, if you're with me, your parents uh, will be the happiest parents yeah. at Kingamans, whatever it was called, Kellermans, Kellermans, Yeah, yeah." And he goes, "Last week, he's bragging about this other girl he was with. Last week, this girl said to me." You know what is what is he or his guys? What do he? What do I have that you don't have? And I said two hotels. Yeah, the life I went guard. on a date with a guy like that once. Did you? It lasted one day. Oh no, that's a lie. Oh, I remember this. Two. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was not good. He had two what? boats or something like he that. He had two Why? boats and just chatted about himself the whole time and how rich he was. And I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We were in a steak restaurant and he ordered a burger. And I was like, I should have known that was the first red flag. But <laughs> that was a big mistake. It was. It was. A missed steak. Yeah. There we are. Hit he the paid, button. though, and I had a steak, so. There's a mistake. A mistake. So there we are. So if you're out there listening. Did you say Ian made? I didn't do anything. No, he made. Oh, he made. Okay. <laughs> The guy that George went on the date with. That's right. Uh, I just thought by instinct you just jumped in with the Ian Maid because it's usually me when we push that button. Well, yeah, yeah but I sing it for everybody. Oh, thank you. You just make more mistakes. You talk uh, more. That, that's. <laughs> I was about even. It's not the case. <laughs> no. thirty, <laughs> and we're the third. You are the thirty. You guys share a thirty between you. We do. Each episode, someone gets the bigger share of the thirty than the rest, but the seventy is pretty consistent. <laughs> yeah. Um, where are we at here? Uh, oh, just, I have to tell you, I'm known as the catch of the county. Any guy who refers to himself uh, as a catch, yeah, get in the bin. Yeah, no, it never, never works. Trust me. Uh, Robbie Why? and baby, have you done this? Ro- no, oh, no, it was done to me. <laughs> okay, oh, okay. This guy was like, Yeah, you, you, we should go on a date because I'm, I'm the catch on him. I'm like, Nah, okay. <laughs> Robbie and baby's <laughs> sister come out from the side and she wants an apology. 
and I'm like, how far did this go? It's it's almost played for a laugh. It's on the cusp of being played for a laugh here. Yeah, very cusp. Yeah. yeah. I think a little right, closer right, than I wanted. Yeah. Right side of the cusp, though. It doesn't go too far, but I was concerned. It's very. It's not dealt with that seriously. It is very lighthearted at this point. But yeah, again, yeah, yeah. you're setting yourself up to. You are. You are. It pays off. Like, at least it goes somewhere. Yeah. 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 You, yeah. I think if it was too far, too serious, or too jokey at this point, then the rest of what Lisa's arc it yeah. wouldn't make sense. Is that her name, Lisa? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they go to get food, and Baby spots Penny crying, sat by the fridge. Which point she does her sister a uh, a solid, mm-hmm. and gets out of there. And gets Neil out of there so she's not discovered. Um, baby finds out that she's pregnant uh, from Exposition Man, Billy. Billy. Uh, and Baby asks Johnny what he's going to do about up. it. And he goes, oh, it's mine, right? Patrick Swayze's not great. Nah, well. Yeah. His, his line delivery isn't. He's, tell you, when he's dancing, dude is all sexy and like earns every penny. His li- a penny. His line, deli- <laughs> his, his line delivery, spotty. Yeah. Spotty. Yeah, but... It's a bit of an overreaction from him as well. Like, there was nothing... Oh, that... I no, I don't think no, so. No, she, says, she says, what's he going to do about it? And it's clear that he's being spoken about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's suggesting it's his responsibility. He got her pregnant. say that's his responsibility. Oh, I think he lets her down easy by just going, oh, it's just mine, right? And there's... It's everybody. It's, yeah, it's mine. And just walks away. I'm like, Johnny, use your words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it wasn't the word it's hard to believe. Okay, here's my issue. It's hard to believe for me. Was the same guy that's in Point Break? I know, right? But Georgia, did you pick that up? The same guy in Point Break? Uh, yeah, but I can't even remember Point Break. They, 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 they jump. One of the surfy dudes. Yeah, the they, they, they jump dude. out of the airplane. I can't remember it. Ah, oh, Point he's Break Kennedy. is so good. He, he's he's John Kennedy. I don't know which one that is. He's Reagan. No, he's not. He's Kennedy. Is he? Yeah, I'm sure he's Reagan. No, Do you he's want Kennedy. Me to look. Yeah, please. Yeah, I'm, it's I'm take real, a couple of minutes. I'm really sure he's Reagan. I'm pretty sure he's Jeff. Right, here we go. We'll find out. <laughs> um, ooh, this is going to be a... Ooh. Yeah, it is. Because uh, I'm pretty sure. This is the second of the three big Swayze films there are. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's only one left, right? Ghost. Oh, yeah, yeah, Ghost. I don't see anything else but Ghost showing up on this pod. Which one's Bodie? Bodie is 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 the main guy. He's the blonde yeah, haired Swayze dude. Yeah, yeah, he's got like the cool facial hair and stuff, and the and the scraggly. Oh, he looks so good because they're doing the chase scene through the. Yeah, I thought he was Kennedy. I'm sure he's Reagan. Oh, okay, maybe we'll find out. Yeah. Um. So where are we at here? Uh, oh, it's mine, right? Johnny offers the rest of his salary to uh, Penny to get it taken care of. Uh, it still wouldn't be enough. And then she says, you know what, baby? You don't know shit about my problems. And then Billy goes, I told her. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to recant my previous statements. Oh, Billy? Really? (laughs) Now she's going to tell her management boyfriend. But isn't it quite... Uh, isn't it quite um, weird that we're doing this film and that's 35 years later and the abortion thing well yeah I mean mean, that's yeah that's still still a thing Uh, not even still a thing but obviously it's like we're moving backwards that's nuts I've got a note I don't know who's who you might be able to figure it out yeah I I, I can see the face in my head the question is is that second one from the left is it supposed to be JFK or is it supposed to be Reagan I don't know I don't know I don't know who what they look like Oh, this is the question: Who who are the four that are, that they use? Because I cannot. I know I found that a minute ago. I just didn't know. Yeah, who are the four presidents they use? Oh, okay, I can find. And that. The question is: One of them's got to be. It, it can't be JFK and Reagan. It's got to be one or the it's other. Because the other three look nothing like either one. So you yeah, tell me which Carl, names you one's find. Nixon, one's Ford. Ford. One's definitely Ford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Reagan, Nixon, Johnson and Carter, but no Ford. Hit the button anyway, because it was Reagan. There's a mistake made. I never enjoyed it and sing with it, but I had to on that years, I thought that was Kennedy. No, it's Reagan. Clearly Reagan. Oh, okay. At that time, he'd have been, see, he was obvious because he was the most recent ex-president, I think, at that point. Oh, okay. Because when is that film comes out in like, what, 91? Yeah, about that. So Bush is still in in power. So the the most recent ex-president would have been Reagan. Oh, okay. Makes sense. So there we go. Yeah, yeah. Um, and probably you couldn't have Kennedy because they probably did look too similar. You couldn't distinguish them. Yeah, but they do look very. Um, so, uh, oh, and this is what, like, like baby just did Penny a pretty big solid by like getting everybody away. And yet she and was like, you don't know shit about like, and whoa. She all over yeah. I'm like, she just saved you. But you can't oh, understand she this. She doesn't necessarily know that, though. She thinks she's just meddling. But she saw her know, see They locked him. eyes. They yeah, locked, yeah. yeah they, they saw. And she saw her get rid of her. And she saw that she came back with Johnny. But if she had a thing for Johnny still, you could understand her. But she doesn't. They made that but really she quite doesn't. clear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're like brother and sister. Yeah, it makes no what? sense. That's what I'm saying. How could it be? Why would his reaction of, of course, it's mine? Be like, because that's he's being sarcastic. sarcastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm an idiot. Oh, yeah, he's going, Oh, yeah, of course it's mine. Yeah, yeah, as in, like, yeah, of course, because because that's who I am, right? I'm the guy who does this because everyone sees me from what they see. Yeah, he, I mean, his whole character, Ethan, is like, Oh, yeah, I'm the scumbag. Yeah, I'm the green. And underneath it, when you discover it, you realize, Oh, he really does just think he's a scumbag underneath it all. He doesn't deserve better than this, even though he's really quite an honorable man. Yeah, um, what do we got here? Uh, Billy continues his exposition role. Uh, we find out Robbie was the father, but he's not going to give her any money. And we just had a scene where he said he's almost got enough money for his Alfa Romeo. 250 yep. quid, though. Well, $250. Yeah. 63. What's that equivalent? I'll I've, look. I've got it. Oh, okay. There we go. A grand? Uh, Robbie gives her, just really quickly, um, Baby challenges Robbie about uh, the fact that it's his, and he gives her a copy of a book. A really bizarre little Easter egg here. Oh, okay. Fountainhead by Ayn Rand, or Ayn Rand. Ayn Rand, I discovered at uni. Ayn Rand uh, was a writer who basically writes that you should focus on making yourself happy and not in, like, the good self-empowering way, but in, like, selfishness is good. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. So it ties oh, in, with his, it ties in with his character. Like, makes sense. So when you see him giving someone Ayn Rand, you're like, wow. Like, the self-centered viewpoint, like, like he literally believes in it in, in book form. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes more sense now. So uh, she asks her dad for the money. Uh, $250, it's not for, for me, but someone's in trouble and you can't ask me she about it. a lot of money. $250 at that time is worth more than a grand. Ooh, Whoa. 2420 US dollars today. Wow. Yeah. almost tenfold almost ten times yeah. Yeah. wow so if you ask someone you know the dad can afford it he's a doctor they're obviously well off if they're at this camp you have to be but that's still a lot a lot of money it is yeah so um he goes it's not illegal is it she goes no daddy well, actually back then it is it is because roe versus is. wade is until 71 i want to say yeah and you you look yeah. at the way she says that she takes a, a moment there's a moment where we realize she's crossing the line here yeah uh, not a line is in, but a line is in. The line with her, her dad's relationship. Remember, I never thought I'd meet a guy as great as my dad. And yeah, now yeah. she's having to sort of lie to, lie to him in favor of this other person and, and, and this world that she's sort of found herself exactly. in. Um, I mean, now that it's come up, it's just massive, massive love and outpouring to all of the women and all of the people who are able to get pregnant in America at the moment because Roe versus Wade being overturned is massive and heartbreaking and... 
even over the other side of the Atlantic where it doesn't affect me at the moment it's it's heartbreaking to see it. people are people are not being able to trust doctors and it's didn't Ireland just pass Ireland just the other way the other way yeah a few years ago yeah yeah, yeah. so like 2020 I think, beginning of 2020 I mean in Canada the, the the right for that exists I have a friend who's who's had I'm sure as many people I know who have had them who I don't know about obviously yeah, yeah. but there's one who uh, posted like a I don't want to say blog post because it makes it seem less than what, but who shared her story. That's the best way I want to put it. Shared her story. And, uh, yeah, it was something I'd never really had to really put too much thought into myself. Mm. Um, and so obviously there's still states in the states where people can go ahead and do this, but that means there's states in the states where people can't go do this. But there's also the, the bigger issue is that there are states where people are not allowed to travel to other states without their husband's permit, written permission well, even, now because even, of it. And it's, it's, it's just gone so far backwards that it's barbaric. It is. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, not fighting it, you on this. It's no. just, it, it's absolutely heartbreaking. And I just, there you go, you wish you could do something, but you can't other than advocate for the people that are struggling i guess but, but why and, has it gone that way what has brought this about what is long story short is it the religious side of things uh pro- oh, probably without a question a little yes. bit yeah yeah but what happens is uh whenever people are sworn on to the supreme court because uh, there's an odd number of justices always in the supreme court so you can always have a majority mm-hmm. right i don't know if it's nine or it's seven it's one of those two numbers and so when you're sworn in, they ask you a bunch of questions about what your stances are on various things. And Roe versus Wade always comes up. And so under, I think it's under a Trump administration, I think three new justices were appointed, yeah. I want to say. Yeah. And all three of them said that they believed in the importance of Roe versus Wade. Now, it turns out they were lying. That doesn't matter. Because once you go on there and you say we want to go for this, you make your votes. And when you're a supreme, ju- when you're a justice in the Supreme Court, you're just in the Supreme Court until death or until you step down. Yes, you can't. So you can't fire someone away, once you're in. You're in. Yeah. Wow. When uh, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, that's why everyone was like so yeah. horrors. They're like, this is going to happen. So it turns out, yeah, a bit of a long-term plan. Now, at some point, does it mean it'll change back? I think so. And it doesn't change the way things are for people now. Right now, yeah. Um. Yeah. But there are, it, just to put it into perspective, and this is going to sound quite grotesque, but it is because it's the reality of it. There are states in America at the moment where a dead body has more bodily autonomy than a woman does. Because you have to have permission to take organs and to take things that will save other people's lives from the corpse. It has to have written permission from family or from that person. At the moment, to be able to control what's going on in a woman's body, her own body, some of that is illegal. And not only is it illegal, but it's illegal to talk about it there's women most women in america have deleted period tracking apps they've deleted because the because they've there was a thing with facebook where facebook gave over messages to to doctors and to like courts because that basically a girl had discussed taking plan b and all these sorts of things and it is it's handmaid's tale-esque in america in some states at the moment with this sort of stuff and it's horrifying and i know this is not usually what we talk about but it just with the plot of this film it's worth just kind of going this is set in the 60s no, and we be, had made so much progress and now yeah. it's well i think the word we is an interesting one because it's not we in the sense of we're over here 
I mean, it doesn't mean that we don't have right to speak, but I do mean that... It's probably women is what, where my we was. I guess when things happen in the... It seems like the States is the place that we sort of... Remember when, when gay marriage got passed in the States? Yeah. And it was like, woo! Is it, yeah, equal. But it, was, it had been equal in Canada and Britain and all these yeah. places for, for decades. Long yeah, yeah, a long while. And we look at this and we go, it's such a barometer. It's because I think it's because where our pop culture comes from, our media comes from in a lot of places. Mm. So in the sense of women maybe being thankful they were born here or born somewhere and not born in the States, which feels like a weird thing to say, because mm. usually that's presented as the ideal. Yeah. Um, that's interesting, uh, interesting thing. Uh, it's not a, I, I kind of believe in the whole aspect where I don't really get a vote on this one because it's, uh, it's never going to be something that, that decision I'm going to have to make. No, true. So, um, yeah, so I think Georgia being the, <laughs> you know, um, when we say roll the women, we throw, we throw Georgia first. And so <laughs> when Georgia's got, uh, absolutely ha- have, have your, um, it is, and it is, I think with that, there's definitely something to it, but with it, when it goes backwards, it's scary because it gives America doing it, America being the land of the free, doing something like this almost gives permission to the other, to it's other not, it's places not, to do it it's to, it's a to, if i can play my card i've been lived in all in canada u.s and, and, and the uk which is like a, a brother sister very similar nations yeah yeah, yeah. but it, it's, it's so never gonna happen here Ask it's so never because yeah. even the way that our laws are there's no there's no our, there's our no version yeah, there's no yeah. version of the supreme court that's gonna do this no, there's no, no, no state's rights to the same level of, of degree no. as far as that goes oh, okay no but no other places like like ireland who just put it back yeah. Just put it into the right way who do have those sorts of governments in play and pl- places that are particularly religious and Asian countries, but, Southeast Asia, those sorts of places see the Western world doing it and think that they're okay. To I'm not trying to minimise it by saying it's not going to happen here, but I am saying that I think the rights that you... Um, the way they went about it and the way it would go about here... I don't think logistically it could happen here. No, but I'm not no. worried for myself. I'm worried for the other... 50% of the population right, which is not, in the world. Which I'm, yeah. saying, I'm, I'm not trying to minimise it by saying that either. But I am saying that all we can know is what's occurring. We, we, we can't do hypothetical, what does this mean, or what if, or what does it occur for this, this, this place, and this place. Yeah, it, it, we, we just don't know. No, true. But no, it's, I guess it's just an, it's an empathetic thing to the, all of absolutely. the rest of the women in the world. Absolutely, going, it's empathetic. It does seem, it does seem it's terrifying. Shocking. But as long as we're empathetic about things that are real and not things that we're hypothetically thinking might yeah, come yeah, into existence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't have Do the I mean? same uh, radical... Yeah, yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, it's it, it just... It, it, it has open gateways for other places to believe that it is more acceptable than it would be. Uh... We don't have the same radical fundamental Christians in the same vein that the US does. We do have a lot of money-hungry people who don't care about poor people right I say now. a part of the problem as well is with the laws being passed is it's, it still doesn't affect rich people. The rich will still fly their daughters sure. to places to get them to have abortions and things regardless. It affects not the 1%, and that's, that's, but it's the 1% making the decisions. And that's, that's the heartbreaking bit is that it affects pe- the people that make the decisions it would never affect. Whereas yeah. everyone else that has to suffer those consequences doesn't get a say in it, and that's that's it's very sad. I think there's women on the Supreme Court now. I'll say that much. So it's not. It's not, it's not it's, thankfully, just for once, it's not unilaterally only men. <laughs> there's a woman on there as well. Yeah, so there's yeah. some sharing. I think who voted in favor of repealing Roe versus Wade. Yeah, I, I know that I've got people in my uh, friendship groups uh, from where I live in Phoenix who are probably very happy. 
about the news that happened, and it's so wild to think that, of course, it's all oh, it's gonna be peace. It's not like well, you've got yeah, yeah, these yeah, people, yeah, yeah, yeah. those nine people, and then you've got three hundred million people yeah, going. No, I know, oh, there's be pockets who are thrilled about this. Yeah, there is, and so um, including the women in those pockets, but that yeah. doesn't. But I mean, I think we've said it before. My stance on everything like this is that people are fully allowed their own opinions and those sorts of things, but it should never ever influence someone else's choice, especially when it's something as important as their literal bodily health and, and that is the problem is, is other people's opinions affecting other people's health and that's and in the short term it's going to feel incredibly frustrating people in those areas i would say in the long term um the best thing you can do is make sure you go ahead and you can vote and you can get the people in the in, in positions of power to, to to make to make change um unfortunately nothing else is going to change anything besides doing things legislatively yeah. The other problem is this goes against uh, a lot of religions because again, this is a fundamental, like radical Christian type thing. Fundamentalist Christians in the US, like the Bible Belt, are against this. But in the Jewish religion, abortion is a, a, a fine thing to do. Is it? I know that. Yeah, abortion is like it, there. You have a right to abortion um, in Judaism. Hmm. I think um, it's either Hinduism or um, or the Muslim religion as well. It's one of those two. But I know it's it's seen it's seen as a religious right to many groups outside of like uh, Bible Belt Christianity. All right, should we pivot back to the film since yeah. the, the, the Jewish commentary does bring us back to our yeah. back to our camp? It does. Um, Caskills. Yeah, I, I, I think I understand why it's important to talk about it because it would be a shame to get to this and not bring up what had just happened so recently in the states. Yeah. Mm. So that's why we're having the conversation. It, it, needs, it needs to come up that we did to 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 avoid it would be um, it'd be to have blinders on. Yep. To, yeah. to what's occurring in the world so and that's not us no so um where am i at here um oh she gives the money to penny and then instantly penny well penny's penny's i guess a little bit upset it doesn't matter because she's kind of locked into a the thursday thing into a schedule thing yeah. but johnny's like yeah you asked your daddy for it real brave and i'm like you needed money she got you money back off dude everyone's attacking her if i was sitting there going oh if only i had money for this thing i really 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 need and And someone went ahead and said i got you some money i wouldn't be like gee well thanks because yeah like this is pretty much the the definition of like white privilege but still like someone had the resources and they went and got people who didn't have the resources isn't that a win off her own back yeah you know um yeah, it takes a real sink to ask daddy for the money. And it's because they do the mambo on Thursday night. So someone needs to step in for the mambo. Uh, I think uh, it's Johnny who says, what, get, get baby to do it? And then they're like, yeah. Said, no, it's a terrible idea. And I know that Johnny's got so much free time because they train for this mambo for like 25 hours. Yeah. Especially when they're supposed to be work heavy. <laughs> I'll tell you what. One strength of this film was it, it, it used them a lot. But it, the, the montages were very good. They're very love good. Yeah, I love this first one. Uh, the one where when she's on the bridge and she's dancing yeah. with the bridge oh, and the steps are behind her. Brilliant. Very good. And at first it's very like, just remember the steps. And then as she finds herself more comfortable with it, she starts adding some flair into I like, it. I like how I keep repeating different bits. But at, different. at the end, her hips are everywhere. I'm like, oh, how do you make your body do that? I have no idea. Incredible. <laughs> I can't move you my hips. You have so. more than one muscle in your entire body. Yeah? No, I don't. I'm very, okay, left step, right. But I can do a box step. I'm good with that. Um, what do we got here? 
and there's just enough shallow depth of field on the dance uh, on the bridge so she pops everything gets a little bit blurry behind her it's really well done and then she's a little another one she goes up the stairs it's a great montage love it and that's all to wipe out there's a great this is my dance space this is your dance space and then there's like a three-person dance that's great where like he's leading her but she's also leading back tell me it came about because um kenny ortega was the one that was doing the he's basically just getting him in movement yep to show him how to do what they were supposed to do but i looked so effective they thought, well, actually, why don't they get Penny involved yeah. and do the same thing to her? It's a great sequence. It's a great, and that was that was organic. That yeah, weren't so it's, it's literally why when I've been teaching tango today, there's been I've been there, but so is someone else, so that I've had a partner as well, so that you can see both see what's going on at the same time because yeah. you need to be able to do that sort of thing when you're teaching something. So you're kind of mimicking really someone behind you, but yeah. you're also following in lead with yeah, someone else. Yeah. It's amazing. It's a great little technique. Then we cut to, and we've got hungry eyes oh look at you and i can't disguise i can't it's me at every buffet um <laughs> uh there's a comment here some of the scenes in the films are improvised i don't think that's accurate but this is the bit you're talking about with she's got her arm up and he sort of trails his fingers down her arm over her armpit down the side of the breast and onto her stomach yeah this is all real i mean because and she keeps laughing she does and she is genuinely Finding it funny. Yes. Because obviously he's tickling her. Yeah, he's kind of ticklish. Yeah. And he's professional. Yeah. And the fact that he loses his rag with her. So I was looking at him more of his time than yeah. her. And yeah, he's he's getting proper frustrated. He is <laughs> And the fact they keep it in yeah. is so authentic. Yeah. And you feel it. It's brilliant. Um. So... I'm trying to think there's anything here. Yeah, the footage was found in the editing room. and the Because the, 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 they only found it later. I'm like, what if we did a montage of this? Oh, and so originally it was just supposed to be on once. Oh, yeah. Okay. It was just supposed to be the end of the sequence, yeah, but the yeah, bit yeah. where, the oh, it's so, yeah. cause, and she's mm. great because she's got this, when she laughs, she's got this natural, it just captivates me when, when she laughs. Yeah. It, it, she somehow has the way to sort of break, but stay in character a little bit. It's great. The laugh feels real, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, probably because, obviously because it is, but even well, other places in the film. Yeah, the film. yeah, yeah. Um, Kenny Ortega called it one of the most delicate and honest moments in the film. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Swayze then fights with Baby because he, they sort of do this move and he sort of cracks his back, I guess. Uh, I've got in my notes, he's a great dancer. He's not a great actor in this. Um, <laughs> then he locks the keys in the car and you have some of the worst Foley ever recorded on film as he smashes the window. <laughs> it's overload. <laughs> uh, then they drive to the lake and Johnny Doom. balances on a log. <laughs> Sorry, I was doing overload. And this is where we get another montage to the... <laughs> we get another montage to the... Hey, hey baby! Ooh. Ah. <laughs> I want to know no. if you'll be my girl. So, and uh, so he's jumping up and down on the log and they're dancing on it. He actually fell off this so many times that he actually uh, hurt his knee and needed to have the fluid drain from the swelling. And that's from nice. an old knee injury from when he did... Uh, oh, is football. this when it said, like, n- yeah. knee injury, no, no, no dancing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, and he suffered with it a lot through this. Um, also, another fact, uh, Jennifer Grey would not go on that log. So what you see dancing on that log is a stunt double. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. not her. Um, we then go to practicing for the lift. Uh, they start in the meadow, and then he goes, you know where the best place is to learn how to do a lift? 
Well, then maybe you start there. Yeah. But we could, but tell you what, the, the metal shots were really great because it gave you this great coverage where he could then just like run 15 feet and you could just shoot. It could be, all be one long shot. Yeah, it's nice. So that was nice. Um, remember how I said it ran over? Yeah. They do the lake in the autumn. The lake was done in October where the temperature in the lake was about four degrees Celsius, 40 degrees Fahrenheit. Despite her character's enjoyment, Gray described the water as horrifically cold and she might not have gone into the lake except that she was young and hungry. You can hear it in her voice. Yeah. And she even breaks character and she goes, sorry. Yeah. And and that's her being, I think that's her being her. I think one of the times when she falls, it's not supposed to actually fall. No. I think she's just, they just realized if you fall, do it in character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, all, and also what I didn't know, I, I saw this years ago. Um, there's a documentary that went back to where they filmed it and the lake is dry now. Oh, wow. And there's a, a breeze block type thing in the middle of where they stood. And that is what Swayze was standing on. You'd want something stable for that. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that weird though? That's weird. Uh, we go back to the camp. We meet Mrs. Schumacher, played by Paula Truman, was supposed to be the sex therapist, Dr. Ruth Westheimer. Oh, cool. Who was a very famous sex therapist. Um, back in the day. Back in the day, in the 90s, 80s, 90s, yeah, early yeah. 2000s. Did you notice, though, through the movie, um, they show you the Schumachers. No, I didn't really notice yeah, it. Yeah, in the dance sequences, okay. you know, when they're all at the beginning and different bits. They, yeah, they're they, there a lot. They're there, they? And you didn't realize they're there because I didn't when I first used to watch it. Until later on, you start going, oh, well, there yeah. they oh, that's them. Oh, yeah, there. Uh, Dr. Ruth backed out when she learned the role. involved her playing a thief. Oh, I so, bet she regret that. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, pre-dance jitters. Um, Penny's talking. I just want you to know I don't sleep around. I thought Robbie loved me. And I'm like, does this sound like the Robbie we met? Because he's like walking back with Lisa after night one. And he's like a total jerk. He is a jerk. Well, yeah, but I think it's that cliche, isn't it? The women always like the bad guys. Yeah, but wouldn't he have... Who would he have... Here's my question. Who would Robbie have played it more cool with? The entertainment staff? Or the daughter of a rich father? Who's he going to play a more, like, sweetheart role with? The daughter of the... Right, the but he's father. a jerk to her on night one. Yeah, he is. You owe me an apology. I don't think... It, and yet, I thought I he loved he me. loved that, me? Yeah, that feels really weird. It it's, a, to me, it comes across as a very, like, Audrey in Little Shop. Like, she didn't think she deserved any better type of thing. I needed more, then. Mm. That's what I, I hear you. I, I hear you. Yeah. I needed more. Yeah. Um... Again, just something that I think the internal logic of the film just kind of falls on itself. Uh, Penny is scared. I think she's good here. I, I gave her a hard time earlier. I think she's good here. She's scared because uh, obviously we've been paying so much attention to the dance prep. Mm-hmm. It almost supplants in our head what the dance is really covering. Yeah. And that's the abortion that's to take place. Didn't they used to use coat hangers? That's the old. The yeah. Old, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's Baby asks uh, Lisa to cover for her, and her sister sucks because Lisa asked her it earlier oh, in the yeah. film, and she's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah I got yeah. you." And she's like, hey, "I'm not going to do anything for you." Yeah. I'm like, "What?" This yeah. is literally the relationship me and my sister, have. <laughs> <laughs> and it is that way around as well. It's like Charlotte be like, "Can you can you go get me back, Chris?" We sat in the same room. Like, yeah, whatever. Charlotte, can you pass me the remote? No, get it yourself. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we go to the mambo. Uh, he's doing a great job walking her through it. Uh, the makeup definitely ages her. Oh, hate it. Definitely ages her. Hate it. They do okay, but she chickens out of the lift. They do several lifts, but not the lift. And she does some really corny moves. Yeah, she's. But but at least she she has it out. She's like, I'm not going to stand there and look like an idiot. I'm going to move and do something. It makes you wonder whether they just said, look, we need you to go wrong here at some point. Do something. 
Um, overall, it's a fun dance. People yeah. liked it. They yeah, clapped. Yeah, yeah. We see the Schumachers, I believe, yeah. there. Yeah. Taking their seats. Yep. Um, she changes in the back of the car on the way back. He's sneaking a peek. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, she doesn't seem to mind that he's sneaking a peek. No. Um, they seem to... Um, he's they, given a lot of praise now, isn't he? Oh, he's like, you were really good. You were really, really yeah. good. Uh, they get back to the camp, and Billy gets Johnny regarding Penny. Um, it's not gone well. Nope. We see Penny. And Penny... Uh, well, first baby gets her father, and she's back. Let's sort of, you know, make her angelic one last time before we take it away. When we get back to Penny, is her name Cynthia Rhodes? Cynthia Rhodes, yeah. yeah. They actually, they thought, well, we'll just shoot it without makeup on her, and that'll be fine. And she was still too pretty. Uh-huh. <laughs> she's just so naturally beautiful. Like, okay, we need to add makeup to distress you because <laughs> it's not enough. So, and of course, we don't see anything or hear anything. And I thought we did. My memory, I thought we were outside the doors. It's happened and we hear her scream. So all that's been done in the theater of the mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Billy, in his best part Billy, of the film. Billy describes it, doesn't Billy he? Billy is our sort of surrogate and explains yeah. what was going on. And I tried to get in there. I swear Thank I God, did. Yeah. And the more he describes his frustration, it's, it's, it's a really good job by this guy. Yeah, who yeah, I've been yeah. ripping on most of is just being, yeah. you know, exposition dump. But, you know, meet cute or whatever. But he does a good job here. He so, does, yeah, the way they handle this entire entire scene is because you could have gone for something a a bit more gory or a bit more graphic but instead you leave it all to the imagination and even still i was like yeah my my body's getting all constricted because i felt anxious about it i think folding table and a rusty knife yeah Yeah. i think think in um, earlier drafts they wanted to show some bits but i think that's better they didn't it's better definitely better yeah 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 um they had to oh he says who's responsible for this girl and johnny says he is i don't know why johnny has to do this it leads the plot further because of obviously because the plot absolutely yeah but the character why is he doing this but i think in his head he's going well i'm like that brotherly figure yeah but the question isn't who's their brother yeah i don't think i think the whole point is to cross the wires there's two different questions being asked really isn't it it's like he's not he's not misunderstanding no but he's he's answered well definitely well then he's answering wrong because that's what i'm saying he is answering wrong he knows he's answering wrong i'm going why is he doing that is it just so they can both keep their jobs i don't think he is answering it like that though no i think he's answering is i'm looking after her no no no. at this point in time who's responsible for no no 100 percent. at this time who's responsible for this girl the question is who got her pregnant that's the question he's asking and and patrick swayze knows it's the question he's asking see i don't think he does i disagree i agree you agree with me yeah yeah of course you do i i I disagree (laughs) um yeah, no, I let us know out there. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm like he spent all the I'm movie so going, sure I'm right oh, on this. Yeah, sure. You're blaming me now. Yeah. And now, why would he? Because he's the guy the, who the, thinks he isn't worth anything more the than this. Doctor's not asking the question who is who's the father. The question. No. Do- he is asking, asking the question. No, he's, he's not going. He's, he's asking when I leave. Who's looking after? That's her. not what he asks. No, 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 that's no exactly no. what he asks. No, he's not. He's asking what 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 Ian's saying. He is asking what Ian's saying, but Patrick Swayze doesn't receive it that way. That's the part where I disagree with you now. Well, yeah. yeah, that's where I agree with Georgia. Let us know what you think, folks. Which one is it? Is it that he's asking just who is responsible for her, not who got her pregnant, but who was responsible? Yeah. Is he asking who got her pregnant, but Swayze gets it wrong? Yes. Or is he asking who got her pregnant and Swayze's lying? Yeah, There's so many layers here. Yeah. There, are. there are. All right. Um, so... Dad's not impressed. He later credit to the dad though. He's good in this. He does his job, and he's he's he's, 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 he's so sweet to her. He's so he's sweet. so sweet to her. And because he's he's looking around, he's seeing her get yeah. um, his daughter getting yeah. um, fresh. 
Because, yeah, because he says, because here's the deal. When he says, who's responsible, Georgia? And he says, it's me. And then he looks at Johnny, and she's got her hands on his arm. He's instantly now imagining her in this place because responsible means who got her pregnant. Yeah, which I think he did. Which is why then he forbids her from seeing him. Yes. Yes. Yes, that's true. But Swayze did not receive that information and that you're way. you're wrong on that part. No, <laughs> <laughs> Tell people they're wrong because they've got yeah. a different opinion. No, I can. Because like, he, he thinks I'm wrong. I do, I See, do. that's I fine. Do. <laughs> yeah, the difference like, is I'm just not getting offended. Between, He's not getting offended. There's a difference between I think you're wrong and you're wrong. No, you're wrong. No, you're wrong. We're just being upfront about it. It's not simple of any sort of like, how, how, how daft think, are you? I just, think, I just think Swayze, Johnny, just takes responsibility for her looking after her. And that's how he receives that. And he gets it wrong. Come on, peeps, the regulars, get in contact. Which one was it? Let us know. Yeah. Who's right? Georgia, Liam, or me? <laughs> and Ethan. <laughs> just saying um but yeah he's great with he's great with her he is um regardless of how he's feeling towards what he's just seen yes yes um he no sells a handshake from johnny and he forbids baby from ever seeing him again and this is where dad's elitism comes into play a bit because he's just seeing johnny as because that's why he won't shake his hands if otherwise if he's going i'm responsible for i'm taking care of her you'd shake his hand and you go would. well done someone's got to take care of her you would so uh so baby goes i can't see him no you can't see him hey johnny <laughs> I'll come night with you. uh baby goes and sees johnny and apologizes and he says the reason people treat because she apologizes to her dad for how her dad treated him you don't do that based on who's responsible she's no because yeah. he, was, he was rude to to him. yeah hey, no he's apologized because he was rude yeah but why would he be rude if he's saying i'm, I'm taking because care he, of her he already doesn't like her though but no, you're mis- you're misconstruing it. What I'm misconstruing it. What? Well, you're just saying why would he why would he apologise, or why would she apologise for him? She's apologising for her dad's behaviour. Yes, because he was rude to Johnny, and Johnny's done nothing wrong. Right, but there's cross miss cross <laughs> stuff going on. <laughs> I'm sorry. Where no, you're not. You're not. Patrick Swayze. I mean, Johnny did not. He was not admitting he got her knocked up. And got her pregnant. He did not admit that one iota. No. He didn't. He, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. He was saying, I'm looking after her. I, I'm her. Culturally, the term, who is responsible for this girl, means who got this girl pregnant. Both, yes. Hang on. Both those parties would know that's what that comment means at think, that time. Yeah, In think, 1963, I, totally. I don't think, yeah, but I don't think he did. How? Why would you, why would you admit that if you hadn't? Because he's, he's being the noble man. It's no. a, exactly. That's part of the problem. The script, the script doesn't make sense. It makes no sense. Because if it was a miscommunication, we'd have to get a line that said, I didn't understand what you meant when you said. Well, he says at the end, didn't he? No, he only knows because Robbie tells him. Yeah, Robbie tells him. And then he goes, I'm wrong. Because even when he goes ahead and meets her, he still and he says. he says when he goes back to him and he says, well, I thought you'd think that. Because he thought that before, didn't he? But, but he, he doesn't. He doesn't. At no point does he go up and say, "Oh, when I said this, I meant this, not this." Because that would be really lazy okay. storytelling. We're not going to. We're not going to change our minds on this. Clearly, we've all got our opinions on it. So rather than fire back and forth, let's get let, let's get to the end of the movie. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I just feel strongly about. That. As do I. <laughs> um, where are we at here? 
oh yeah she goes over there the reason reason people treat me like i'm nothing is because i am nothing uh she go he goes to baby you're not scared of anything she says i'm scared of everything i'm scared of leaving this room and never feeling the rest of my life the way i feel when i'm with you good Good line. line good line they dance it's dirty they have sex i believe yeah. Uh, the dancing they do before this love scene was the same dance they did for the screen test. It wasn't originally supposed to be in the film. Oh, it's nice though. Uh, the next day, there's an end of season talent show, and the family's not talking to each other. Uh, Mr. Houseman announces they're going to leave early. Oh, <laughs> that doesn't go well. Did you watch um, Jennifer Grey in this scene? Yeah, yeah. Oh, her acting in this is brilliant. Not saying a word. Not saying a word. Family rebels and he backs down. The sister's going to sing I Feel Pretty or What the Simple Folk Do, which was such on the nose choice of song. And then she repeats it again. I feel pretty. Yeah, or I feel pretty. Oh. <laughs> uh, baby goes to visit Penny and so does Johnny. She and doesn't he... knock either. She just goes in. Oh, does she really? <laughs> but Johnny knocks. And Johnny says uh, she can still have, uh, sorry, Penny says I can still have children. And her dad was great and yada, yada, yada. That's because dad's a good guy. Yeah. Um, there's a deafening silence and Penny susses it out quickly. What's going on with Johnny and, Again, Pe- and yeah. Why are they, why is he being so adverse from her? Do you know what I mean? There's like, he's, he, they're apart when you look at them, they're not standing together. I don't yeah, know. I Penny's, wonder, I wonder if there's a scene cut. They, they feel like there is because they feel there's tension. Yeah. They've just slept with each other the night before. Yeah. And they've only just met again in Penny's hut. She hasn't said, like, I'm not supposed to come around and see you. No. She, he, he's not aware of that yet. Yeah, interesting. You know what I mean, that's just weird. Um, baby then, uh, oh, Penny tells Johnny, pe- baby waits outside. Penny tells Johnny to end it with baby now. Uh, baby then sneaks off to, I said sleep with baby. That doesn't make sense. Baby <laughs> sneaks off in the rain to sleep with uh, Johnny some more. She asks if he's been with many women. He refuses to answer. And then two minutes later, basically says, yeah, the whole camp. <laughs> and the que- it's really interesting because the song in the background right now is, but will you love me, me tomorrow? tomorrow? And this is where we find out that um, he's been, um, women have been slipping in their hotel rooms and baby thinks he was using them. And he goes, no, they were using me. On the country, yeah. I think it's a bit of both. Yeah, <laughs> because he's getting money for it. He's, he's getting, getting money for it. Yeah, he's you know he's like he says he's employed as a dancer, shit. but really he's kind of he he's much more of you know, romance the daughters. Well, yeah, well, he's romancing the wives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a gigolo kind. He is like a gigolo. Yeah, but dancer is almost like a cover. Yeah, which in this whole film, I mean, dance is almost a metaphor for sex anyway. Of course, it is. Um, some real footloose vibes. Yeah. Um, it's all. Uh, oh, hang on. Okay, that night, baby sister announces she's going to go all the way with Robbie. Baby tries to talk her out of it because we know, which is weird because after they came out of the woods, I kind of thought they were done. Yeah, yeah. And again, it makes no sense. <laughs> we need another scene where you just see them back together and they're doing okay. Yeah. Oh, like, he's like, okay. Oh, that was nothing. Like or, him approaching her and apologizing. Yeah. And, you know. Oh, you know. Um. Especially if you consider that we've, we've, we've skipped the scene, of course, where baby goes up to Robbie and says, I know you're the father. Do the right thing. And he goes, hey, she's been sleeping with everybody. And she dumps the water down his front. Which is good. Why does he, cont- like, if that, wouldn't that make you like not try to pursue her sister anymore? You would have thought. Because you're like, what, she's got the information. I could be outed. Yeah. He doesn't but, even care, though, does he? Yeah, he, do- yeah, he doesn't. Um, 
and he's still talking to Penny as well. Is he? Because he says later, doesn't he? Later when he just happens to happen upon them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but you're just upset you're not daddy's girl anymore. And then we cut to the very famous scene where Johnny and Baby are practicing their dancing and crawling towards to each other. And hey. if he still doesn't hear you, hey, lover boy. Sylvia Mickey. <laughs> I, I love that she does. She mimics back everything that he oh, said to please. said to her while he's been learning. It's hilarious. <laughs> oh, this is my space. This is your yeah. space. Spaghetti what are these arms. spaghetti arms? Brilliant. Uh, this was really just them messing around and warming up to do the scene. And director Emil Ardolino liked it so much he kept it in the film. Oh, I'm glad it's good. Uh. So, and that's nice. It's playful. You're very. Playful. And she's very confident now as she dances, and she's almost like his equal in many ways. Yeah. Um, it's all sexy and then the grandkid comes up and Neil's blind if he doesn't see what was going on there uh, Neil bullies Johnny about the end of year dance if you want to be here next year you'll do the pachanga pachanga not the merengue yeah. or the was it mambo we usually mambo. do mambo oh, okay yeah. mambo number five want to do the same tired numbers last year <laughs> <laughs> um, and he storms uh, Johnny tells baby to fight Oh, baby tells Johnny to fight harder. Come on, fight harder. Stand up for yourself. And then her dad walks by and they're like duck in the woods. And it's like, oh, so you're fighting real hard, aren't you? I don't see you fighting for me. Yeah. Tell me your dad. He kind of walks off at a medium pace. Um, <laughs> he storms off. Uh, she goes to Penny's place. And the door opens. And he's like, is Johnny here? And the door opens a bit more and he's there. That was a great reveal. It was. was. Cinematography-wise, that was fantastic. Um as they come out, Robbie walks uh, out of uh, into the frame anyway and says, oh, looks like I chose the wrong sister. And he goes, don't worry. I went slumming too. Johnny assaults Robbie. I've gotten my notes. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> now, granted, it's more than just he took a shot at whatever. He's responsible for Penny. Da, 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 da. Responsible for Penny. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Maybe it's a colloquialism. I think it is. I think it's a colloquialism. I think it's. I think it's an Americanism. But I think it. It is that. That's why I'm so. I am so sure. So there we go. But they, again, it's how you read the film, isn't it? It is how you read the film. We then cut to That's not how I read it. That's all right. <laughs> and moving to the best film of her pod, folks. Just let us know because <laughs> we're not going to convince each other, and no. it's okay. Uh, the song "Hula Hana," uh, Lisa. Uh, sings this as her sort of warm up, I guess, oh, for I like the. This uh, song. She co-wrote the song. Did she? Oh. Didn't receive credit until March eighteenth, two thousand two. Wow! Almost fifteen years after the film was wow. released. You want to feel old? Go on. More times happened since then than between the release of the film and her getting credit. Wow! Wow! Yeah, yeah. twenty years yeah. since. Yeah. Uh, Johnny gives some money back. Oh, so Mister Brenneman, or I think his name was. Because Mrs. Brenneman's like, hey, my husband's, because we were told he's going to be a card player. He'll play all night. I got a chance for us to be together. Just give me a second. And then the, the, the husband calls her over and gives him like hundreds of dollars. Yeah, entertain my wife. Entertain my wife. Extra dance lessons, which basically to the wife means we're going to. We're going to have a bit of rumpy pumpy. <laughs> that is a colloquialism for Britain, I'll say. <laughs> you kick boots. Uh, and so. We're have some filthy sex. There we are. <laughs> and, and he that thinks about it, and he sees that baby sees that he's been propositioned. Yeah. And she goes back to try and pretend she's painting like a tree or something like that. Good tree, though. Yep. And uh, then, sure enough, he gives the money back, and she smiles. He doesn't want to be a gigolo anymore. <laughs> um, and so um, 
the, she then, oh, where are we at here? Oh, so Lisa it goes over to, she's going to sleep with Robbie. She goes to Robbie's um, bunk. She knocks on the door, completely Shit. oblivious that there's a cabin. That's what I'm looking for. Cabin. Completely oblivious to the fact there's like a towel oh. on the doorknob. Yeah. Which I probably didn't realize as a kid what that meant. But opens the door Why and like there's Robbie with Mrs. Brenneman, whatever her name was. Uh, and so she storms off all upset. Uh, in the morning, it feels weird. This means that she spent the night. Yeah. That feels weird. I do feel weird. Uh, but in the, the husband's gone back now. Yeah. In the morning, uh, the card player's wife sees baby leaving Johnny's room because they're like making out, like not making out, but having like a, like a nice goodbye kiss yeah. on his like, for, he's this elevator. He's, he's got, he's got a really good cabin for a guy who's like, they say like his room sucks, but he's got a view. Yeah. Mm. And so, she, you know, the woman who was scorned, spurned can see him leaving the younger the younger woman leaving his place mm-hmm. hell hath no fury like a cheating wife scorned <laughs> <laughs> um lovely said and so johnny says uh there was some wallets that got nicked um the mrs brenneman claims that she saw johnny walking by because this is her way to, to get him because she knows that he won't have an alibi without outing yeah himself for this um so he was reading his room all night, and um, Neil's like, there's no books in his room. <laughs> and that's enough to get you, apparently. Yeah. Um, baby's the alibi, uh, but she doesn't want to give that up yet. She thinks Mrs. Schumacher's the culprit, which feels like it's completely like a Hail Mary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Based on one small scene. But you remember, that been seen in every single place that been. Well, if you were paying attention. Like, yeah, if, if it's yeah. your first watch, you're like, I just remember. Yeah. She's a sweet old lady who they went and checked when they came back from wherever it was. Yeah. Um, when that doesn't work, she confesses to being with Johnny. Dad gives her a silent treatment. I say this because she says it. We see almost no evidence of this. He's just silent for a little bit. Because basically, she can, like the next scene is he's sitting on the dock overlooking a beautiful look of a lake. This scene. And she goes up and says, you're giving me the silent treatment, which he is for the rest of a scene, but we saw no proof of that silent treatment in the... We needed one scene in between. You did, you did, you did. Where like something's happening, he just, he just won't respond. But I just, oh, I love this scene. But this is a great scene. He um, is brilliant. You watch his face. You want to talk about again, acting without, without talking, oh. right? She says, look, I love you. And if you love me, you have to love all the things about me, not just the things that you want, not the things that remind me of you. I cry at this every time. Uh, I'm sorry I let you down, but you let me down too. Oh, and there's reaction. And he's kind of breaking. And when she, she leaves, he really breaks. When, you, when, you see, when, you, when she says that, he yeah. looks. This could have been a caricature. This could have been a cliche. Like Jerry Orbach, you can tell this guy's a stage actor. He oh. plays this with levels. Oh, so good. He could have been. I, I love John Lithgow, but he could have been John Lithgow in um, in Flashdance. He's the oh, he's oh, the vicar who's foot, like Footloose. Footloose, sorry, Footloose, yeah. who's like no dancing in this town, yeah, yeah. and just been like this really kind of like out there to one side. Yeah. But he's actually really quite measured throughout. We're told he's a nice guy by Penny. You know, he's just got his viewpoints yeah and i think it's 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 all the better for it again it's the coming of age of his daughter seeing your daughter go from being this being uh, a girl being a woman girl and then yeah yeah, being a woman um it turns out the schumachers are criminals after all but they fire him anyway because he slept with um baby baby. which of course i mean they they, they are told that yeah uh even even the 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 yuppie waiter boys are told that yeah uh, Johnny goes to see Dr. Houseman, 
And I said Johnny never comes clean about Penny not being his responsibilities, what I've written down. Yeah, again, because I don't think he realizes that's what he. Oh, totally no, I don't think he did. And because because he says when he comes to the door, he takes his glasses off, his sunglasses He's off. He's been respectful. Yeah. He's been very respectful. He's been very sort of, you know, and he wants to say thank you. And, uh, but he doesn't give him a chance. And then he just looks at him and goes, well, I guess you would say that. It's part of this because he knows Robbie's the one to blame, right? Yeah. And that he knows Robbie is, look like she's being coupled with, with Lisa. Yeah. And he's like, nothing's going to work like this. I'm just going to dig a bigger ditch for myself if I do it anyway. Or it doesn't protect Lisa. It doesn't protect Baby on another level. No, I don't think he well, does. I can't understand why he doesn't do it, but I'm still 100% in, 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 in my viewpoint. I think he's just got the right and, and you've said that. Yeah. And I've said mine. Yeah. Just, move on. just make sure the listeners. <laughs> in, case you, in case you forgot, guys. Oh, they know. <laughs> <laughs> um... They make the song, She's Like the Wind. Oh, what a song. They say goodbye, and he peels out in his car. She's Like the Wind, co-written by Patrick Swayze with Stacey Wedelitz, and sung by Patrick Swayze, originally intended for the film... uh, Red Dawn. Grandview, USA. Oh. It was used in this movie instead. As a result, She's Like the Wind would not be eligible for best original song. Yeah, but isn't that weird, though, that I was, like, written three or four years before previous? Yep. And yet... He's been trying to... I think he, he hammered this song for a while to get it in different movies. But this is the perfect moment for this film, for that song to come on. Um, and get that feeling... Amazing. Yeah, it's, it's a good song for this. It is. Uh, the sisters bond about how pretty Baby is. <laughs> it's what happens. Yeah. Uh, but ta- which, again... It, it, okay, they're reconciled. Do you want me to do your hair? <laughs> no, it looks so much prettier your way. Yeah. But talent show Baby's in a corner and looks trapped or imprisoned. Dr. Houseman thanks Robbie and hands him a check. Robbie thanks him again for the penny situation. Dad then takes the check back. I think Robbie even said, we've all been in situations like this at some point. I think you're wrong there, Robbie. Uh, Max waxes about how everything's ending to his uh, band leader, the conductor. Because um, the kids want Europe. 21 countries in three days. Now, we, 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 we live in Europe. Now, I can imagine if you lived in England, you saying people want to go to Europe. People that have money, right? People at this camp, like this is like a, this is a multi-thousand sort of dollar expenditure. It just seemed a bit odd to go all the way across the world just to do Because the kids don't want to go. Yeah. That's the argument. Um, keep in mind, transatlantic travel is now possible for uh, recreation yeah, more than it would yeah, have been. Yeah, but it's early 60s, though, wasn't it? Yeah. It's the start of it, I guess. Yeah. This, I mean, this is the 1%. This isn't like regular people. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Johnny returns and he says the classic line. Nobody puts baby in a corner. She's not really in a corner. Oh, she is. No, she's not. Well, she's it's, in, it's like this little like. It's like an alcove that she's in the corner. But there's of. a corner of it. A corner of it. Like yeah. one, one, one. We're not going to fall out about this line it's, too, it, are we? It's, Jeez. it's a straight wall <laughs> with a little bit of a, a, a nook in it. Yeah, there's a nook and she's in the corner of a nook. The idea is that because there's three of them sat like this. She's blocked. She yeah. can't she's, get out. Yeah, 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 she's yeah, in yeah. that corner as well. I know. But I always made me laugh. The line, nobody puts baby in a corner, was voted uh, by the uh, American Film Institute as the number 98 movie quote of all time. Patrick Swayze <laughs> hated the line, nobody puts baby in a corner, had to muster all his strength to get it out. Yeah, I can imagine that. Um, so it wasn't really a corner. <laughs> <laughs> that was his issue with it. And while I'm here, can we just talk about what responsibility means? Because I think we're, I've got another wrong page about this. <laughs> 
<laughs> Nobody says baby in a chair. We might go with nine. The last dance. Uh, he thanks. Uh, so he, he storms the stage. Uh, thanks, baby, for showing how to be a better person. And then Dad, Doctor Houseman, goes to stop it, and Mum's like, "Sit down, dear." Yeah, yes, dear. Um, and then the music starts. I had the time of my life. And Liam asked me, "Do you get a buzz from this? Does this not make you feel all warm and whatever?" And yeah, of course I do. I mean, wow, come on. Good, good. This is movie magic. As much as as much as Rainbow Connection, everything I said about that, this is like five minutes of movie magic coming ahead. It really yes. is. There's a reason why this is the most frequently, like sort of everything part of this film. Like, everybody remembers this. Yeah. This mm. is what they remember of the film. And this is all I knew about it as well. And I love it. That, that is the, the only thing people talk about. I love how the lights go down. Yeah. And it all starts getting atmospheric. So it, it pays off everything we've seen them practicing. Yes. It smashes it all together. And in she's one. confident and she's still playful and funny. Um, and you can see her dad starting to react. To her himself. mom, her mom leans over and goes, she gets that from me. Now that's because her mom was in the original cast of a chorus line. Oh, that's cool. uh, that's cool. in real life like the, the actress who plays yeah. her so that was a nice nod uh have you ever seen the cat edit of this no oh, no so patrick swayze you know when he's in like the middle of the aisle she's left on the stage he's like yeah, yeah. when you had and he's sort of doing like the like the walking man kind yeah, of dance yeah well someone's re-edited this where he's dancing and singing to a cat on the other side <laughs> and then he does the lift and it's just the cat <laughs> <laughs> oh it's so good we'll, we'll put that on the twitter for That's sure funny um so that is good look that up if you haven't or check out the bfe i'll put that up um there's the lift at the key moments of the you know i had great the time and again yeah shivers goosebumps all that yeah. stuff right of course you do uh movie magic um max I've, I've managed to do that when i was at college me and this girl hannah we, we tried this for time and time again and we just weren't getting it and what it is, you need to get that pivotal moment of where you're grabbing the, the lower part of the hips. Yep. Because you can't move your hands once you're up there. You've, so that just feels weird grabbing her a bit further up. Yeah. But then they counter, it doesn't. Yeah, the, I'm, I've, I've done it as well. I did it with our and, and mutual so you friend Bertie. Go, you've got to go lower to get that balance when you get up. Yeah. Because on, yeah, on the female side of it, you have to grab the shoulders and push up as, yeah. as they push up on the hips so that you can then lift the arms up. Because if you don't get that bit right, you I can't get the lift in. At my big birthday party where I had the karaoke and all that, I think I sang this with a colleague. You did? Yes, I did. Yeah. It was fun. It was. It was fun. It's a great song to sing. It's, 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 a, fun, it's a fun duet. It is, it yeah. is. Uh, I, uh, where are we at here? Um, Max asks the band leader, do you have sheet music for this? Which is great because you can't. That's the idea. You can't. You can't simulate this. It's got to be organic. It's got to happen authentically, right? Yeah. Mum plays interference as Neil comes over to try and dance with uh, Baby. Mum grabs him and starts dancing with him. Mum's a good-looking woman. She is. I'll say that. She is. Uh, Dad's done all right. For, Dr. Houseman's done all right for himself. Yeah, because yeah. he because he gets a penny. Huh? Oh, oh yeah 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 he's I mean, look at who he's got yeah, yeah. yeah but he also gets penny to dance with dance with penny one. yeah and that's yeah. sweet because that's that's paying off a relationship they've built yeah 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 so um and then two old ladies start dancing and the idea of lesbians has never entered max's brain it's pretty <laughs> he looks them like what I like she throws <laughs> off her throat and it's just the, it's just the smallest subtlest sort of yeah. intimation but it's enough and it pays it off it's wonderful it's great uh because the world's changing right um, the sister and the cousin. Oh, I like this idea. Uh, Lisa dances with Billy cousin, Exposition. Cousin Billy. Uh, it's a bit awkward if they then both actually did couple off and get married, isn't it? 
sisters marrying cousins. It's a bit. That's it's a bit on the edge. It's alright. It's alright. Yeah, cousins, alright. Yeah, but like, I don't know. It's a bit. It's a bit. Blah, blah, blah. Well, as long as you're not marrying your own cousin. No, no, no. But like the fact that your brother-in-law is your husband's cousin is a bit. Yeah, it's a bit weird. It's a bit, it's a bit someone. Yeah. Uh, everyone's uncle. Yeah, I don't know how it works. As long as it's enough removed. <laughs> well, yeah. As long as they don't yeah, try yeah, and yeah. cross the streams afterwards, you're okay. <laughs> uh, where are we at here? They're about um, to walk out the door. Oh, they're about to walk out the door. Like, remember this. They're about to walk yes. out the door. At which point, Dad stops them and says, I know you're not the one who got Penny in trouble. To which point, the line for Johnny is, yeah. <laughs> no, he didn't. He, he doesn't say, though, I know you're not the one responsible for Penny. This is another euphemism. Got her in trouble. I'm responsible. Uh, who's responsible yeah, yeah, for it? Yeah. I think it's just interesting that he doesn't use the same wording again because that's the word he's used throughout. It's been responsible so far. But it's not like he went, yeah, it never was. I, oh, is that what you thought? <laughs> oh, wah, 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 wah. Credits. I have. <laughs> freeze frame. <laughs> Daddy. <laughs> Uh, he says when I'm, I'm wrong, wrong I say I'm wrong which I which, hey, he's the originator of the yellow button dad was yeah. when I'm wrong I say I'm wrong and says to her you looked wonderful out there which I always remember that line Yeah, the sister and the cousin dance talked about that uh, dad and mum dance together finally and they're great I yeah. love the energy there Yeah, and then there's the quiet bit where he goes I had and it's all close-ups and they're swaying and i'm going they were just That's leaving yeah i mean the room is also full of chairs and, like, <laughs> in the, last scene. the band has to stop playing this is it, is it a record it's a record isn't it it is they've yeah. been the repeating this record for it. 40 oh yeah they're joined in for 45 minutes they've just been joining in here um the quiet bit with the close up. Oh yeah. And he goes, and I owe it all to you. you. Oh, and they dance. We have, that's, that's the, that's the movie. We have credits and, and he picks her up and he, yeah, life that, is, that is so difficult. That's literally a deadlift that yeah. he does yeah. there that's because clever. there's no jump into it. There's no, no he, she, he literally deadlifts. She is up. tiny. Oh well, yeah, yeah. But like, even so it's still impressive. So that is the movie. What I didn't ever know was that that was, a, that was a song written for, for this movie. Oh. I, did, I always thought it was an existing song. But that's a song written for this movie. Did that get a nominee? I don't know. We'll have to get there, won't we? Oh, okay. it's, all, it's always the first song on the soundtrack. For that one. Yeah, it's not like well, the rest of them are in order. Well, the underscore the for that has been playing all movies. Like, they're, they're they've been prepping yeah, you for this yeah. song yeah, all yeah. movie long. Yeah, they have, yeah. Which is something I probably should have. Yeah, that's the one thing is they do have that. So maybe that's what that guy did who did the music for all that stuff. It's the, that's the yeah. one thing he's done is he's like, make sure you get, yeah, I got, I got, the, got, I got the instrumental underneath it all. <laughs> Uh, a somber end note. Jennifer Grey was about to embark on a publicity tour to promote this movie when she and her then boyfriend, Matthew Broderick, oh, were involved in a head-on collision in their rental car in Ireland in which ah. a mother and daughter died August 1987. Doesn't Matthew Broderick end up marrying Sarah Jessica Parker? Yes. That's yeah. weird. Very weird, isn't it? <laughs> it's also weird when you remember she played his sister. Yeah, she played his sister in Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's kind of a, obviously a, a somber note on that one there. Uh, a somber end note. And get away with it, as far as I know. Yeah. Uh, get away with it as in, like, yeah, no, no charges, yeah, no charges were, were brought about. Yeah. No. I don't know any of the details about said incident. No. Uh, Dirty Dancing found itself in the headlines after a draft overturning Roe versus Wade in May 1922. Over the 1973 Supreme Court uh, opinion making abortion legal was leaked to the press. Um, Glamour magazine published an article by Elizabeth Hogan titled Don't Forget the Dirty Dancing has a powerful pro-choice message. 
Um, Jennifer Gray, who was a guest on The View on the actual day. Uh, the View is an American talk show. Uh, on the day of the leak, she happened to be a guest on The View. She was asked her opinion about the draft in light of the fact that Dirty Dancing contains a subplot about a pre-Roe illegal botched abortion. She replied, direct quote, I'm really like so many of us, hopefully maybe most of us, I'm horrified this is on the table again in 2022. I mean, talk about being in the corner. Like, this is the ultimate. If you don't have to have an abortion, so if you don't want to have an abortion, don't have one. Just don't have one. Don't take away the choice. It's insane. The idea we would be rolling back, it's made me physically ill today. Uh, A quirky note. The film was re-released in 1997 solely due to a petition led by late-night talk show host Conan O'Brien in which he repeatedly asked viewers to send letters calling for the film's re-release. When the exhibitors finally agreed, O'Brien joked, I really didn't like the movie that much. (laughs) I love Conan so much. And if you want to have, oh, sorry, a sequel, there were talks about a sequel very shortly after this came out. Johnny, sorry, Patrick Swayze was offered $6 million to reprise Johnny for a sequel. He wasn't a fan of sequels and turned it down. I'm kind of cool with that it leaves this as a moment there is a day dancing too though havana nights comes out much much later he's spotted in the last bit it's all right but there's also talks today um i heard um that there is going to be a dirty dancing too and that's going to be released in the summer of 2024 okay and it's going to be focusing on jennifer gray in the 90s so that's where she is in in the 90s rather than you know obviously played by someone else no playing by herself she's playing herself She's playing herself in the 90s. In the 90s, yeah. Apparently so. She's going to play it 30 years later. She's going to play her character 10 years. She was playing old before. Yeah. I don't know how that's going to work. I don't know how it's going to be or what's going to happen. We'll we'll talk about it after the age game, but like, yeah, Yeah. the age she's going to have to be pretending to be versus how old she really is. I literally heard it on the radio. No, you're fine. I'm just just saying. I don't know how it's going to work. Coming here, yeah. Um, where are we at? Do you want to have your own dan- dirty dancing excursion? Uh, the Pembroke, Virginia resort where Kellerman scenes were filmed hosts three dirty dancing themed weekends a year, including oh, dinners, a sock hop, screen of the movie, a watermelon toss, group dance lessons, and a dirty dancing scavenger hunt are just some of the many activities <laughs> on the agenda. I believe it's the same place where you can actually, oh, there's also a place where they all stayed, uh, while filming, which has turned into a resort sort of thing as well of its own right. Cool. And you can get, um, keychains with the room number that uh nice. patrick swayze stayed in that's cool and apparently so everybody else apparently everybody else was really rowdy and drunk and jennifer gray kept having to apologize for her co-workers <laughs> uh <laughs> and this is like you could tell she and swayze weren't getting along they said oh, so, there we go um so that has been our film And we are on the end game now. Liam, it's been a contentious one, but we need a random word. Lake. Lake. Yeah. There you go, folks. You can do lots with lake. There we are. Lake. I've learned. You've learned. (laughs) There we go. Uh, The money, 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 he said as he brings it up. Uh, Let me just make sure I've got this here. Uh, Uh, I had the time of my life while searching this up. Um, here we are budget of 4.5 million dollars did not go up remember we said it said in the yeah, notes it yeah. finished on budget it did how much does it make okay. let's start does this with, include uh the conan o'brien re-release it wouldn't it, it probably does but it wouldn't have made much on that oh okay so i don't have any numbers specifically for that but all, all releases what do you think it makes 
250 million. I can probably find it out while I look at the numbers, but yeah. You said 250? Yeah. Georgia? 180. 180. And Ethan? I'm half in that. I'm going 90. Okay. Uh, I'm just looking to see if I can find the individual releases. Not really. Uh, it came in. You have to tell me who was closest yourself because I really wasn't listening. Uh, $215 million. That's Two, me. one, five. Georgia, were you 180? Was that you? Yep. Okay. Well done, you. Oh, so I, was, I was in the 200s, though. Come on. You said 250, so right? Low. 215, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so close. 250. Yeah, actually, you were really close, but Georgia just pipped it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Jennifer Gray, how much do you think she was paid for her role? Remember, it's a, it's a $4.5 million budget. Uh, twenty five thousand. Ethan, Georgia. Sorry, I was reading about the new sequel. Can you ask me again? How much do you think she was paid for it? Um, he was offered six for the sequel, so I reckon she didn't. I reckon she got like eight hundred. Eight hundred thousand. Yeah, Ethan. Uh, I'm saying like I'm going real low. I'm going like three grand. Oh, you're you're really low. <laughs> Liam's closest, fifty grand. I'm a pessimist. I think Hollywood hate women. This was, well, I bet you it does. I, I couldn't buy how much Swayze made, but I bet you it was more than 50. I bet it was more than that, yeah. yeah. It was the first film to sell a million copies on home video. Oh. It was the top rental video of 1988. Awards, one nomination, one win. Song. Four. I had time in my life. It goes to... Dirty Dancing for Best Original Song, I've Had the Time of My Life. <laughs> That's the only original Tell me shocks. Um, when it took home the Oscar for Best Original Song, it was the third time the female vocalist, Jennifer Werns, has won, has sang the song, receiving this honor. Wow. That's cool. Other ones were It Goes Like It Goes from Norma Ray yeah. and Love Lift Us Up Where We Belong. What's it from? That's from uh, Officer and Gentleman. Yeah, Officer and Gentleman. Is, it, is that the best song in the movie, though? No, my favorite song is uh, Hungry Eyes. Hungry Eyes? Mm. It's not a bad shout. Hey, I also like his um, She's hey, Like the Wind. Baby. Yeah, as far as soundtrack song goes, yeah, I hear you. I think best original song, I'm... Oh. I like I'll, Overload. I'll include She's Like the Wind for that, but yeah. I think it's got to be up at the time of my life. Oh, that's so it's, I can't really remove it from the visuals, but it's fantastic. Yeah, it is, it is. is. This is a good movie if you like uh, Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons. Indeed, indeed. Why didn't... Because it's pre-rock and roll, isn't it? It's before the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Now, we, Elvis and Little Richard, no, I don't, don't think about that too, too hard. No, you don't, do you? <laughs> um, why didn't Jennifer Grey have the career of, like Sarah Jessica Parker had? Why did she just disappear? Because Sarah Jessica Parker kept her nose and... Oh, Jennifer, Jennifer Grey changes hers, doesn't she? Yeah. That's true. She becomes... She was famous for being baby, changes her nose... She's doesn't look like phenomenal. doesn't look like a baby anymore. Nobody, well, nobody recognizes. No, that's a good point. Nobody recognizes her. No, yeah, so yeah, Why you're probably right. Job? You know, she because they share a lot of the same traits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're pretty in kind of a very unique looking way. Again, it's the nose. Yeah, it's the nose. Um, they're quirky. They're funny. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Because I'm not a big Sarah Jessica Parker fan, but I realize there's a there's a, a her group career of who, was long lasted. Oh, she's, she's, she's done well for herself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, is this Patrick Swayze's best film? No. No. I can't remember what it was like in Point Break. Okay. I love Point Break, but I also like Ghost. If I had to rank them... Go on. Ooh. This is three. Let me see if I racist. 
third best performance. Uh, okay, performance. Hang on, Ghost is a better film than this. This is the third best film, too. Yeah. Ghost, Ghost, yeah. Whoop, I mean, Whoopi and... and he's pretty Moore. wooden in ghost too but Whoopi like brings stuff out of him he can be the straight man when he's just setting up Whoopi. henry gate for him oh yeah, yeah. henry gate for him um sam says ditto ditto <laughs> sam says he loves you he wouldn't say sam that Sam wouldn't say that ditto what the hell is ditto just say ditto <laughs> um get off my train and oh, all that's not him <laughs> get off my train how did you do that <laughs> i think that's the old guy from uh, arrested development I think he's great. I think it is. I didn't realize that. Um, well, Jeffrey Tambor. I think it is Jeffrey Tambor. Get off my train. <laughs> what was the guy that killed him? Willie Lopez. That's the guy, yeah. Yeah, Willie Lopez, but also his buddy who was like... Oh, yeah, yeah evil. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's a good slime ball. He is a slime Moving ball. Moving on. Uh, I think this is Swayze. Sorry, I, I, don't, I think Point Break's my, my, my best film for Swayze, personally. Ethan, any thoughts? Do you think his acting's better? I've not seen Point he's, Break. He's best in Point Break, hands ghost. down. His yeah, acting, he's, he's cool in point. His acting is so because and everyone's he's just like Ethan. <laughs> What'd you say, buddy? I said I've not seen the other two. Ghost is much like Dirty Dancing, where I know about Ghost. I know about like one specific scene. Yeah, another goes another on about, film with, with a song and a specific scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's I, always a Swayze one, and I, it's because I, it's parodied. Yeah, yeah. I think he was better in Two Wong Fu. I've seen that. <laughs> I like. Too I like Swayze. In, I like Swayze in an ensemble. Yeah, sure. I think he's great. I think. Like, what, yeah. like, what, who's leads that? Is that was that Wesley Snipes Wesley who leads Snipes, that? Yeah. yeah. And John Lewis. Leguizamo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who does the character bits? Yeah. He's yeah. clearly oh, he number Roadhouse. three in that. Yeah. He wrote us. Uh, was it parent? The one where he's got the kid. The one where he's got the kid. And he's got to take care of them. Oh, next of kin. That's not it, is it? Isn't it? What's that one with him in that? Don't know. What's that one where? Oh, he's in Donnie Darko. I've never seen that. Neither, actually. No. Um, who would you cast as who? Well, I know who I'd like to be. No, I, 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 th- I think you have to be Johnny. Because that's the guy I associate with more. I, 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 think, I think you have to be Johnny. Yeah. You have the most rhythm out of the three of us. Um, I think I'm probably Jerry Orbach. The father? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I am. Can I be Dennis Nedry? You want you want to be the social guy? Yeah, go yeah, ahead. I want, I want to be Newman. Neil. I love him. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. You could be that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. George, any thoughts? I will be baby. Baby? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, I want to do the dancing. I really want to do we, the dancing. And we have been leads together before, haven't we? We have, yeah. we have. So there we are. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> and in which we have to dance and I had to lead you. Because you, you did. Know what's going on? And there was a whole lot of kissing on stage. And there was a lift. There was a lift. There yeah, you go. Yeah, Look yeah, at yeah, that. Yeah. Um... Did this film have a villain problem? Who is the villain? Yeah, well, they is it bit, Robbie? Well, I Robbie guess. and Neil to an extent, and the, society. Yeah, and and the the hotel guy Max. Circumstances. Yeah. <laughs> um, Rich white people. <laughs> yeah. What should this film have been called if you couldn't call it Dirty Dancing? Oh, I don't know. This is a it's a perfect name for this film. That's the problem. Is is this um, is perfectly named? Who's responsible? <laughs> sex dance. Sex dance. <laughs> yeah. Sex dance. Like flash dance. Yeah. Sex dance. Yeah. I carried a watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> With no hands. Baby fever breakdown. Yeah. Oh, what's, um, whose story is it? Babies. 
yeah, that Maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. What is the story? I, I think we uh, coming of age. I, I guess even more than coming of age. I think it's a sexual awakening. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Well, some coming of age stories are just like oh. Like the Breakfast Club, like yeah, I'm gonna stand up for myself now. Like yeah, this is like yeah, no, yeah. no, no. She kind of has this moment when she enters as a girl into that dirt, and she's totally shocked it's by everything going on around her. Yeah, and they're yeah, like, yeah. and they're like, do you want to learn? She's like, no, I don't want to learn. And then she can't stop staring at him. And then by the end, she's very confident and very sexual. And, and she's very part of it. Part of it. Yeah. Um, her costume changes to be much more rich. She's much more comfortable with, I mean, dance in itself is like a metaphor, you know, comfortable with what your body, what your body can do. Right. And so th- that sort of symbolizes you taking ownership of your body she and, doing what, and doing, doing, doing what you want to do with it. Absolutely. Um, what's next? Musical, uh, musical inspiration. So a song that this film reminds you of a song yeah so for instance um what would have happened if she had decided oh she was asked you want to dance she goes no so what if our musical inspiration was i don't feel like dancing by the sisters sisters uh okay no sir no dancing today don't feel like dancing i don't think i'm playing the game right but this film if i had to pick a song that wasn't in this film obviously that reminds me of the film it would be like um oh what's it September. Well, late September back in 63. Because that's not in it, but that's... Oh, oh no, no, I, I couldn't think of the words. Yeah, no, that's the... That's what... has It has the same vibe. Uh, f- in, in honor of the lake scene, Frozen by Madonna. <laughs> if I could melt your heart. Here's one. Right? Liv Newton John. Physical. Okay. Let's get physical. Josh Groban. You raise me up <laughs> for, for the lift. Change the change the song so I can climb on. That song was huge. I remember. I remember how big that song was when that came out. Or the circle of life. <laughs> Lifts up for that part. It's the circle. I'm it's sure the there's a video of that somewhere. <laughs> Roadhouse <laughs> title screen. Yeah, so that's kind of what we're going for with this. It's just yeah, little playful yeah, yeah. moments. What could we have done with that? That's funny. Um, oh, uh, even the bit with where she's on the the, uh, the dock. Papa, don't preach. Papa, don't preach. Great wow, one. That's a good one. Yeah. When she's on the uh, when she's on the on the dock with with, with her dad. Yeah. Sitting Hello. on the dock all the bay. Wasting time, maybe. I was going more for Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> the sound of, of silence. silence. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, roll the women. George, take, take it away. It's brilliant. I absolutely adore this film. I think it's absolutely incredible for this sort of thing because it is. there's so many different relationships between women in this film. There's her mother. There's her sister. There's the woman she's ju- just met who's in trouble, but she's adamant she's going to help her because that's what you do. Even when she's rude to her. It's, it still helps. It's beautiful. I love it. Yeah. End of quote. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah I do. Um, you see all, all walks of women in this Written movie. by a woman, and that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that can help. Yeah. That can help. Uh, mm. You know, as Eleanor a point... Bernstein. Wait, wasn't it? Point Break done by uh, Catherine, Catherine Bigelow? Bigelow. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, swings and roundabouts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we've also seen films like Steel Magnolias, where, where, where men write women really, really well. Yeah. So, yeah. But this, this feels real. The relationships between that's the good. women feel very, very real. Yeah. Really? That's because I think they were. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's writing her own story, isn't she? Yeah. Uh, I don't think I mentioned it. Johnny Castle is based around uh, a dance teacher that they found when they were researching the, the movie and kind of very heavily leaned into this idea. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Mm. I do have an update on Dirty Dancing 2, if anyone is sure. interested. Well, yeah. yeah, so um, 
Uh, the release date is set to be February 9th, 2024. It'll be written by uh, Elizabeth Chomko and Jonathan Levine, who is also directing so it. So 37 years after the original. Yep. Yep. Uh, Day Dancing 2 centers on Baby's return to Kellerman's Resort with her history uh, with the place intertwining with a new young couple at the resort as they tackle romance and dancing. Uh, at this time, Dancing 2 has yet to announce who will join Grey in the cast. Feels Me. like it's not 1990s. They've, well, not, they, they've not said... I, I haven't found anything that's it's On the radio, they said it's going to yeah. be set in the 90s. They might have made a... I was, so, when we well, find out how old she is in real life, yeah. remember, we're going to add 37 to whatever number Ethan tells us. Yeah. And we'll go, if it's the 90s, add 10 years to how old she... Oh, hang on. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Here's, so where, here's where I'm getting it wrong. Because the original the was set in the 60s. You can do 30 years later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm wrong. Okay. I'm wrong. I hit say the, I'm wrong. Hit the button. There's a mistake. Yeah. People would hate for us to get rid of that jingle, but I should just get the bit where he, where he goes, when I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. Jennifer Grey reportedly has said that Harry Styles would be perfect for the uh, lead role in it. Well, for the dancer. I like Harry Styles. But, be, uh, the, the, the male of the couple, yeah. Yeah, you can, you can, you can totally have him. Well. You can have him in that. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. There's a movie oh, I think out. he's just as strong an actor as Swayze was at that time. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I There's a movie that. coming out. Sure. He, he basically plays like the villain and oh, he looks very sinister. Um... What do we got next? We've got best character, Georgia. Baby. I love her. She's great. Liam. Johnny. Johnny? Johnny Castle. Yeah, I just, there's so many things about him. You usually lean towards the female. No, I know. Yep. I know. I, I, my next, but we, we, we did talk about this a little bit. We did. Yeah. Um, my, my, other, my other one would have been Cynthia. Yeah. Yeah, um, you, you're really, you mean, you mean Penny, though. Penny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, because, that's a good job. Because, um, you know, I've watched her go through different movies, and this is her big break and this mm-hmm. is a only really big 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 movie um so yeah yeah but johnny castle only because um you see the sensitive side of him you see the roughened side of him you see all personalities side of him you see the vulnerable side of him i see if i, if I may yeah go on. i see a bit of you in the bit where he's kind of down on himself yeah because there's times when you get a little bit down on yourself yeah, yeah. and it's a similar sort of verbiage and i love you buddy you're oh, you're, you too, you're worth all the good stuff man oh love you bud there we go <laughs> your bat that was the batman symbol you heard if you heard the smack smack <laughs> oh that was yeah <laughs> it's that like screen what do you call that it's just all That's the emblem isn't it yeah what, the 89 movie what's 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 the, what's the material called uh, it's like plastic, I guess. It's like vinyl, yeah. Vinyl, yeah. yeah. Well, whatever it is, when you is screen a T-shirt, with E. What is it? I can't remember. I don't know. Uh, not embroidered. It's something else. Ethan. That's uh, the name baby. that begins with E. Ethan. <laughs> yeah, it's me. Uh, baby, as well. I I really like the journey she goes on, and it was weirdly mature for what I was expecting. And like, I don't know. I I saw parts of myself in Baby's naivety with people. Uh, I'm, uh, can I guess yours? Yep. The father. No, honorable mention to dad. I'm going baby. But yeah, yeah, ba- yeah. Baby's great. She's, and Jennifer Grey's great in this. Jennifer yeah. Grey. And uh, I've always, I think because of my typical teenage boy, oh, dirty dancing again. Yeah. And maybe not appreciating. I think I need some distance from it to be able to see the perspectives a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Um, no, nah, this is t- Jennifer Gray owns this movie. She She's does. so good. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad she had a dance partner like Jerry Orbach. As far as the acting goes. Yeah, yes, yes. Because actually, that scene with her and her dad, best oh. acting in the movie. Those two. He doesn't say a word, but the two of them? Yep. Better than... Better than any scene involving two people. Mm-hmm. Where both of them hold their own. Yep. That, 
the the penny scene where she's and maybe the penny scene when buddy's talking about the the the, the abortion yeah, yeah, that's yeah. very well done too mm-hmm. but no um um Jordan for a multifaceted guy gets honorable mention but 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 he, baby he nails helps, it he helps the other shine that little bit more and he's not a cliche because at the end of it they need to be a family unit and if he just yeah. turns into i'm good now that would be really rough yeah. so you get these moments throughout where everyone when 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 she apologizes to johnny johnny goes your dad was great yeah when when penny's talking your dad was here he's so nice yeah and you know he, he delivers good news we can have you know he's a doctor who fixes everything the doctor you kind of wish could be there in in the good situations you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i think that's a fairly complex layered thing that movies in the 80s weren't doing a whole lot of no nope. so props to him but no my vote's still jennifer gray she's great yeah she's brilliant but Jerry Orbach, I mean, I'm sure he'll get beaten, but uh, best supporting actor at the end of the year. He's on my short list. He's, okay. he's good. Yep. Um, next, we've got best. Oh, Ethan cannot hear me again, so I'm just going to fix that. All right. So best moment or element, uh, Georgia. The dancing is beautiful. I just <laughs> want to do it. Yeah. I want to go do some dancing. I might actually have to see if there's any like dance classes around here because like that sort of dancing, because I just, I missed being able to do that i really enjoy it (laughs) i really enjoy it liam hands down this bit always gets me it's the father and her you lied to me and you lied to me too you know and that bit like you say they hardly say anything he can barely look at her but the response he gives when she's talking impeccable and same with her she feeds off that and has such an energy there with hardly anything said and that always 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 brings me to tears and i've not watched it yet without bringing me to tears i know you'll be there to catch me and i always and i always I fall. and i always say to myself you're not gonna cry this time you're not gonna cry this time and then, and then that just all hits me like a wave them two together is just amazing you say it best <laughs> When you say nothing yeah. at all. <laughs> <laughs> so was, there, are, there are many elements to this film I really love, like the dancing and the cinematography, no. everything, but that is the one scene that always gets me. Ethan? Uh, um, the first time we properly see uh, Johnny, uh, is, is it Lisa, the, the one that gets pregnant? That's Penny. 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 When we see Johnny and Penny dancing for the first time, like, properly, I'm, I'm very much in awe of the dancing from then on and... It just, like, it really stuck out for me. Excellent. Um, oh, my best element. Yes. Uh, it's it's, it's got to be. It's got, Liam asked me. He was giving, yeah, it does. That whole last, the, the, I had the time of my life. Yeah. Yeah. It gives you a warm, fuzzy feeling, doesn't it? it, it I'll say this much. We said to Cheesy, it's not a musical. This feels like the finale of a musical, though. Yeah. yeah, yeah where yeah. all the characters sort of pair up and dance, and we have our big group number at the end, and we zoom out, and that's where we leave them. And they don't have to, we don't have to ask, what, I'm glad there wasn't a sequel at that time. We never have to ask, you know, what happened when they got into the real world. I don't care about the real world. Like, these vacations are like stolen seasons and moments yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. And those can stay perfect. Like we said, that, that, uh, that really you know low frames per second to suggest it's like a snapshot or a memory that was the summer everybody called me baby yep and i didn't know enough to mind it didn't, didn't occur to it me it didn't to occur mind. to me to mind yeah, yeah. it's like when, when we did muppets you said how life's a happy song it's the perfect opening but also a great bookend this is like that is that you capture the the essence of joy that like a viewer can get with that song agreed so uh a grumble a grumble georgia uh, there's some script and story that doesn't 100% make sense all the time. 
but no, that's it. Uh, Liam? Yeah, same as Georgia. Um, why is Johnny angsty towards Max at the beginning and then he's very submissive and later on because he's worried about his job and why doesn't he speak up and tell, you know, he's very, you know, going against it to start with, then he's not, um, they're leaving at the end and then they're not. Yep. There's, I think there's bits of scenes that were filmed that didn't really get shown sure. and they're a bit disjointed. Um, some of the acting a little bit in places, but very little for me because I'm so visually it, and then the feel of it all just really is all encompassing. So yeah, just the script being a bit all over the place. Ethan, and the characters. Uh, I'm I'm echoing. Yeah, the script the script's very inco- incoherent at points. <laughs> Oh, sure. Okay, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it's just brevity. I was expecting a monologue. <laughs> no, I can't, I can't repeat it. Webster's <laughs> Dictionary defines inconsistency <laughs> as... Um, no, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to echo everybody else. It, it's got some story yeah. issues, some story yeah. and script issues, um, as well as when you cast dancers as your lead actors, they'll be, you're, you're going to end up with a hit. If you cast actors who aren't trained dancers, then you end up with the dance not looking authentic. If you dancers, very rarely you're going to find someone who's a perfect five-star everything. And there were some moments of weakness, but it was, it, it was made worse by the fact the script at times just didn't make sense yeah. with the way they, they chose to represent the characters because they flip-flopped a bunch of times. They did. So uh, that's my thing. Um, Echoing what you just said, if you go by the stage musical, I went to see the musical um, many years ago, hated it. Oh, really? The guy playing Johnny Castle was just a skinny dancer. They really just got a dancer, not an actor. Oh, okay. And I didn't like that. You realise how much of a triple threat um, Patrick Swayze really was with acting and dancing um, and singing, as we heard in the film. You know, and Not a bad song. No, 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 absolutely. And that takes some, you know, because he's not known as a singer, is he? Nope. But in this film, he was an absolute triple threat. And to be his physical built and size. He was, I I haven't given him enough credit at all. He's really good at the dancing. Oh, phenomenal. I I paid way more attention to this than I ever had before. Yeah. And really appreciated how good of a dancer he is. Yeah. 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 And that's hard to replicate. No, and the fact that you can go to that classic ballroom dance style yeah. and then you go to that dirty dancing style, yeah. but they all build upon each other, but they represent his technical abilities as a dancer. That was something. Yeah. Yeah. And he even does that bit, um, what do they call it? A pirouette? A triple, whatever it is. Triple axle. I don't know, something. A pirouette's that. a spin. Yeah, he spin three times. Okay. At what point, sorry? Uh, at one point in the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, and to do that and land and carry on. Yeah. That's f- Joey many, is definitely very, very, very skilled. It's, it's impressive to watch. And to think that you were saying about his knee, his knee having yeah. drained off him, and yet you don't see any pain in that film. It's the last thing dancing-wise he really does, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Good on him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, anybody's best role ever? Uh, Jennifer Grey. Yeah, yeah, yeah without mm. a shadow. Yeah, I mean, I don't know her from a lot, but easily her best role. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as the big screen goes, I'll give him, oh, it's hard. I'll still give my vote to Jerry Orbach for Beating the Beast. Yeah. Even though, you know, I've got my things about voice acting, but 90, you know, but he, he he's so such like. A, such a character. He's so like, I mean, he, he's be our guest, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He sings be our, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, he's yeah, not yeah. like, uh, like, oh, he's Lumiere. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll Great go character. with that. Uh, I'm trying to find anybody else who's really significant. 
I bet the sister has never done anything else. That's, that's the thing. The mom, you go, well, cl- clearly she's the best. And, uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just who are the ones who've done other things. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Was this Cynthia Rhodes' best film? Uh, I, <laughs> many people argue with me on this. I love her in Staying Alive because she goes through an arc in Staying Alive where she's the, the girl he wants to be with John. Sure. Uh, Tony. <laughs> and, uh, She's always playing second fiddle because he's always after something else. Okay. And they, then they end up together. Um, well, you're not going to watch <laughs> it's it. It's like 40 years old. You're fine. <laughs> but I like, her, I like her growth in that film yeah. more than I do in this one. Okay. I think she's got more to do in that one than this one. Yeah, it's fine. I really like the character Penny. I'll say that much. Yeah. I wasn't sitting there going, oh, she's on stage. No, she's no, great. No. She's, she's great in this. Um... What do I got next? Uh, age game. Oh, let's hit that butt. Oh, age game, age game. Let's all. I never want to check my age. What's my age again? What's my age again? Play the stage game. Um, <laughs> Ethan, I'm not in this one. So it's just, it's just you two today, okay? Okay. Because I pretty much saw on everything and said, so-and-so was this many years old. I went, well, I can't <laughs> pretend I haven't seen that. <laughs> so we've got Patrick Swayze. 30. 34. I think Liam's close. Liam's bang on the money, 34. Oh, I was going uh, to go 30 if I'm being honest. <laughs> then we have uh, Jennifer Grey. Mm, 27. Then. I was going to say 26. <laughs> uh, George got a 26. Oh, I was going to say Yeah, playing 17. Yeah, so, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then we have... Was she successful at that? Did she look 17? No, I don't think so. She, I think I, she looks I, I early twenties throughout. Yeah, she looks about my age. It's just yeah. that whole grease thing again, isn't it? You s- s- suspend your disbelief. Yeah, yeah, that's the word. Yeah. But I, th- I th- also that thing when we did Crucible, there were like, how old can you cast Proctor and how young can you cast Abigail Williams? Yeah, true. And I was like, mm. she can't be too young or he can't be too old or we don't forgive Proctor. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's only a certain level of youth before you go. I don't know about this, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> I think they mentioned she's 17 like once and that it doesn't really factor yeah. into the story anymore, does it? So I think you could easily just believe she is just... Yeah, fair enough. Early 20s. Fair enough. Uh, Cynthia Rhodes. Penny. Penny. I don't know this one. I'm going to join in on this one. 32. 29. How old is this one? name was 26, right? I'm going to go 28. Uh, 30. <gasps> Me. I win. Did you I say 30? I said, I said 29. Oh, I said, very good. No. You said 32. I did, yeah. Yep. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> next, we have Jerry or Bach. Ooh. 46. Mm, I was going to say 45. So. I'm not sure if I know it, but y'all are way too low. He's definitely north of 50. Uh, he's 51. Well done, ye. Fuck, Jesus and Christ. He must have been acting <laughs> well into his... 70s. Wow. Yeah, must have been. He's still um, for Lenny Briscoe. That was his character's name. Lenny Briscoe. Wow, where'd that come from? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, many hours of watching LA, um, LA Law. <laughs> Law and Order. Order. But I haven't watched Law and Order in years. Oh, I just remember the... the dun, dun. dun. That's it. Yeah. Love it. Du, 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 du. Uh, finally, we have Jane Brucker or the sister with the Hawaii song. Wow. Cool, that's a good one. Oh, I'm not sure I got enough of a... 28. Yeah, I reckon they're about the same, 28. 20, I'll go 27. I'm going to go, ironically, she's younger. I'm going to go 25. I, yeah. Liam Liam wins, 28. Oh, really? Oh, I should have with 28. Yeah. It's close, though. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know how I mean, old she, she was. She was supposed to be older, yeah. though, in the, th- in the thing. Yeah. 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 I'm assuming she's probably be like same, like two years older. So like 19. Sure. Yeah. Old enough that she could. She was going off to uni or being. She was in uni or something yeah. like that. Yeah. But not enough that she'd be out of the house yet. Yeah. So yeah, there we go. Thanks a lot, Ethan. Yeah, well, um, let's talk about the critics. The critics. I didn't look up what this got on Rotten Tomatoes, but uh, nor have I got my last sheet of paper. So that's interesting. <laughs> well, that'll be fun. Uh, let's look at the critics, though. Georgia, what do you got? Uh, so I've got uh, Jay Boyer from the Orlando Cent. Sentinel. 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 Uh, said, although the plot is sometimes implausible, the movie's music, dancing, and romantic spirit carry a lot of it. In addition, Dirty Dancing has the virtues of a female main character, a bit unusual in the coming-of-age movie, and is an interesting setting. Especially in the 1980s. Yeah. And and, and the setting helps, because it helps us romanticize and idealize these things. Through. And it's, it's not too often a movie asks me to look at things through the eyes of a female teenage protagonist. And they do it so well. And they do it really well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we've got Dave Kerr from the Chicago Tribune who says this is a shapely film considered and concise and if its rhetorical slickness eventually covers up its emotional core that slickness has a pleasure of its own well hello yep and then finally we have got Roger Ebert who is not my good friend this week okay who says uh, this might have been a decent movie if it allowed itself to be about anything the performances are good Swayze is a great dancer and Grey who is appealing also has is also a great dancer but the filmmakers rely so heavily on cliches on stock characters in old situations that says that it's as if they never really had any confidence in their performers he gave it one out of four wow not a fan <laughs> um he's a more extreme version of my complaints of the film yeah yeah um maybe i'm not dead inside maybe i've got <laughs> maybe i wasn't a fan of like you know i don't know i think he's just sometimes you don't like what you don't like. He's admitted when he's wrong over the years too, and gone yeah. back and re, re, re-reviewed things and admitted he was wrong in post. So yeah, I mean that's just that's the one from when he first watched it. So. Yep. No, one man's opinion. Yep. That's all it has to be. I mean, you can't get everything a great mark, can you? So um, let's take a look. Then I'll look at the Patreon and not that Patreon. You'll look at the Patreon while yep. you're doing that. I'm rapidly trying to find uh, the uh, poll that I put up as I'm known to do, uh, is this, is Dirty Dancing a great film, a good film, an okay film or a poor film? I'll tell you what, at the start, okay film was running away with this. Wow. Uh, it's since come in 39.4% call this a good film. We have great film at 27%, okay film at 24 and poor at nine. So definitely a fairly even split between people who love this and people who think it's just kind of okay. But I think, again, it's our demographic, isn't it? You know, we're very male-heavy listener-wise. Uh, maybe not listener-wise, but definitely Twitter-wise. Oh, Twitter-wise. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 think we, I think we probably have a more, a, more, a wider um, listenership than a lot of film podcasts. I hope so. I think a lot of film podcasts welcome. skew exclusively <laughs> male. I think George's presence is absolutely a huge part of that. I think so. I think we also do try to tackle the role of women. I don't hear the role of women being talked about in, in a lot of films. No, if I'm being honest true. with that. And yeah, I th- yeah. I'd like to think I w- we'd still be doing it even if Georgia wasn't here with us, but it definitely adds some credibility to our <laughs> what we get to say. Yeah, again, it's one of those things we can only hypothesize yeah. to so much. Yeah. 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 So uh but yeah, also I think there's not a lot of podcasts doing dirty dancing. Oh really? Oh absolutely. Oh cool. Yeah, so I think are, usually are, they're run by like I mean, we're a bit unique in the fact that not only well you're guys, but you're not like the sit down and watch a film I'm not bros you're not bros doing it you're 
your theatre kids. I think, bless you, all of you. I think, <laughs> I think 85% of film podcasts are like dudes. Not yeah. like bros, but like dudes. We're going to do Tarantino, and we're going to do Nolan, and we're going to do Terminator, and we're going to do, you know, yeah, you do yeah, yeah. either the high art ones, or you're doing like, we're, we're the action film of the horror guys, right? When and then you did you've, that, that was so sick, And dude. then you've got about 15% who are like two girls reviewing, but then they tend to review films of very specific genres themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think we've got a breadth to us. A wider spectrum. Where we'll films. do... Um, I'm trying to... Angels with Dirty Faces. Angels with, he always do that. Angels with Dirty Faces. <laughs> or Cool Hand Luke. Or Moulin Rouge. Or, or this. Yeah. Or Pan's Labyrinth. Or Paddington. Or yeah. The Muppets. <laughs> or Train Spotting. Prestige. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. like our breadth is considerable. It is. It yeah. Is. So... I'm um, proud of that. I'm proud of me that. Me too. On yeah. the pod and in person. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so... Um, Put that but, on a t-shirt. I'm but Georgia, proud of that. <laughs> this was all set up for you to read the Patreon backers. It is, yes. So we have Chris Peterson who says, I somehow missed this when I was growing up as I was more into my 80s action films. I only watched this for the first time just over two years ago as a suggestion from my other half. And since then, I've seen it a couple more times. It's a bit corny at times. However, there's an authenticity to it, to the romance. Uh, Patrick Swayze is super cool and Jennifer Grey is ridiculously lovable. On the, the on-screen chemistry between the two is phenomenal, even though they apparently didn't get along with each other whilst filming. It's full of heart, contains excellent choreography and dance numbers and had some really solid, iconic soundtrack. It has a few issues, such as being set in the 60s, but everything screams 80s, such as the fashion and some of the songs. However, I really enjoy watching it and though, to me, Dirty Dancing is more of a guilty pleasure than a masterpiece. Hmm... Then we have got Reverend Bruce. Hey, that's the Oscar-winning Dirty Dancing, Chris Peterson. <laughs> Just saying, won as many Oscars as Citizen Kane. True. <laughs> Reverend Bruce. Uh, it says, I would be remiss if I did not say that Dirty Dancing is similar to the town, yet another lower-class man from the wrong side of the tracks has a chance at a better life with a posh upper-class girl, but the subtext of the idealism of the 1960s falls a bit flat. Baby's passion to change the world does not feel believable. She seems a little different than a sister who wants to decorate the world. But all that aside, this movie is incredibly energetic and fun. Patrick Swayze is an amazing dancer and he and Jennifer Grey have smoking hot chemistry. Mm -hmm. Their love story is believable and energising. I have never liked the cheesy 80s synth-driven music, but sometimes movies simply need to provide an escape and this one does. I love movies with dancing and the final scene is iconic and magnetic. As the movie goes on, the class conflict becomes more pronounced and it is also fun to see Baby grow up a bit, grow up bit by bit, standing up for the man she has come to love. Perhaps she'll be different when she leaves the posh summer camp. And we see some growth in her father, uh, perennial that guy, Jerry Orbach, as well. Uh, but just one question. When Swayze locked his keys in the car, couldn't he have just found his extra set of keys to unlock his car rather than breaking the back window? But that's probably just me being too sensible. Just a bit overload, I think. <laughs> Reverend Bruce, Johnny strikes me as the kind of guy who's already lost his first pair of keys. Yeah. And this, this is the only set. It's like Johnny's going... Johnny's a real hard time with like, I don't know what responsibility means. Yeah. All right. A second pair of keys. <laughs> Johnny's just, just trying to get through life, man. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, next up, we have got Andy Dixon. who says, watch Dirty Dancing again with my wife. as She loves the film and kind of have time of our lives as our song. Uh, yeah. Oh. Pass the sick bucket. Oh, <laughs> I love how he built me up just yeah. to take it away. <laughs> the film itself is a good film to watch and certainly can come back and watch it again. Patrick Swayze is the definition of cool. The soundtrack is top class and the closing number is immense. Watching it through 2020, 2022 eyes has some, it has some issues. The obvious one being the older entertainer and the young girl. As Swayze and Greya 
actually older than their characters not wanting to spoil the age game so it doesn't look as bad on screen i thought the dad using hey. a holiday as a way to match his daughter's uh like a medieval lord was questionable and even attempted to give the creepy waiter money for medical school the dad at the end made me laugh when he was speaking to swayze and says well i'm wrong i'm wrong but he didn't actually say he was finally the most topical being penny's botched backstreet abortion despite this i still don't want to mark the film down too much uh if he uh sorry if you we'll pause for just a moment as uh <laughs> On a side note, here's a film theory I just came up with. Go for it. What if Dr. Houseman years ago was also a waiter at the camp? <gasps> what if he's given money because someone did that for him once? Yeah. What if that's how he met baby's mother? Ooh. Nobody puts this plot hole in a corner. I don't think it was baby's mother. I think he met the, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, met ba- the I'm back. I got it. It says, if the form had the point five, I'd have given that. Ah, uh, Okay. It took me a second to be able to People criticizing the form lately? I can't believe it. Then we have got Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. I'm totally not the demographic this film is aimed at, but I do love it. (laughs) This is one of my wife's favorite films, and so I've seen it at least twice a year for the last 20-something years. Wow. It really shouldn't work as well as it does, but it's some... Agreed. But somehow it has become such a cult classic. The whole cast are perfect, particularly Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey. It's really well paced and touches on some serious subjects throughout. It also manages to be lighthearted and funny in between. There are so many quotable lines and so many iconic scenes. Overall, this film gets you in the feels, but also makes you laugh and is thoroughly entertaining start to finish. It's incredibly rewatchable which I think is its secret to its success. It does seem to have a magical power over women, but I think some of that magic got me too. Final Same. thought, I wish Jennifer Grey hadn't messed with her face. She's just beautiful in this film. She Agreed. Is. Now, I need to say this. People keep trying to challenge me on this. I'm not saying men don't like it, yeah. but I'm saying it seems like universally women do. Yeah. I think it's because there is such... The characters, of the women in this film are so real and relatable mm-hmm. and everyone knows these people. Like, that, I think that's part of it. Is there something? Let me ask you a question here. Because is there something? He's big. He even that lift at the end. Is there something in the female psyche? And I'm, I'm generalizing a little bit because not all women are smaller than men. Mm-hmm. Okay. But is there something with the fact, the idea that someone is so strong that he can move you around so you're both kind of vulnerable but safe? I should imagine there's like a Stone Age type thing to it where our brains go big, strong, protector yeah. yeah absolutely like the idea of I agree with or, this facts or the, or the idea of like you've, you've done a death spiral yeah. in like in like a show but the idea that you know the, you, you, you are, have to be able to trust the person doing that yeah, yeah. the ultimate trust because you're trusting his actual strength strength yeah gotcha. and the idea that you get lifted up and you're but 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 even though you're quote-unquote in danger you feel secure because of the belief both in the human being but also in his physical strength yeah definitely and is that part of the the thing on on a on a primal level i should imagine so yeah definitely just just a question i had because this ideal dance and music and the even is a very very primitive form has always been around sure and that's always a a way to like wrap things a up level of well. expression that 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 doesn't even require language yeah. which is why i hate it <laughs> <laughs> that's not what i get from it oh me me at a club is the worst thing ever i remember can i, can I share a story am i okay to share a story yeah we've got one more patron but yeah i'll share a story here. um who, who is it who we're making the way uh katie mccray katie mccray i'm so sorry but i'm gonna share a story uh, i was out on a bit of a i don't know if it's a lad's night out i was out with a couple a couple of friends yeah and we went to uh we were doing a bit of a pub crawl in in norwich i like pubs mm-hmm. pubs you can have a conversation in that sure. is my strength 
I'm yep. good at having a conversation. Mm-hmm. As 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 I say to the people who live in the microphone right now, <laughs> I'm good with the gift of gab. I have that. I acknowledge that. And then all of a sudden, because we'd had a few, my my my, my housemate decided we should go into this place called Chicago's. Yeah, <laughs> I used to work for Chicago, which was like a chain of clubs. Yeah, I used to work for them. Um, and so we went into there, and we're sitting there, and probably he's probably my buddy's the young. It was like. 15 years almost between each of us. So probably the youngest was like 23. I was like 38. And my mate was probably about 50. And we're sitting there, we're sort of dancing in the club. And then all of a sudden, I feel like a hand on my back and on my backside. And my buddy's going, oh, she's really fit. You should turn around. I'm like, no. <laughs> because yeah, he has to shout this to me, right? So what am I going to do? I'm going to turn and go, I have no <laughs> verbal ability here. And I feel so out of my depth. Like with just, oh, no. So I never did turn around. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll be screaming at you. Never did turn around. Oh, don't turn around. Yeah. I'm going to see my heart breaking. Oh, I'm going to see my face breaking. It's like, try. <laughs> so there, there's my story. I, I'm just no good at dancing. I don't oh. feel like dancing. No, sir, no dancing today. We used to have to dance on the bar at Chicago's. Did you? Yeah, certain yeah. songs like Grease would come on, YMCA, stuff like that. We'd have, we'd have to stop what we're doing, jump up on the bar, and do a set dance. If I've had a few, I'll dance all night. I'll absolutely dance all night long. All night you know long. And that's the difference, though. I can dance all night long sober, completely no, sober. Because, because that's about inhibitions, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. I find that to low because I'm so... The problem is I have incredible timing but really poor coordination. So unlike people who are bad dancers and don't know it, I'm painfully aware <laughs> each thing I'm doing wrong. But you'll, no, but the difference being like, you'll get up on karaoke and sing all night long being completely sober. Where I have yeah. to be rather inebriated to do that. So. I, I prefer to have, to have one or two, but yeah, no, I got, yeah. I got, I got no fear about giving yeah. my microphone in my hand. I'm a crowd of people. <laughs> Not whatsoever. No. Anyway, back to Katie. What is the difference? Out of curiosity, as someone who's done musical theater on a stage and sang songs to an audience, yeah, sober as a judge, yeah. What's the difference? Um, months of rehearsal and being in character. Okay. This, this, yeah. Is it the idea of a separation between they paid a ticket and you're up there and you're elevated as a spotlight? Does that help? It helps, but also there's someone chose me to do this based on something they saw me do already. So, so you're able to find someone else has got faith in the fact that I can do this. Okay, so even if you don't find yourself credible, you can put your faith in someone else and that buoys you up. Yeah. Okay. Whereas if I put myself forward to sing a karaoke song, that's just on my back. What about auditions then? Oh, I hate them. Okay. I hate them so much. Usually my worst singing happens in okay. an audition. Whereas my acting is usually pretty small. I figured out auditions not long ago. It was a few years ago. I'm almost like, oh, I get this. Do you know, the only audition I really nailed was the first Grease that I did. Oh, really? Because I went in there not expecting to get a part because everyone was looked much younger than me. <laughs> I never went for Danny, which I got in the end, um, because I, I, couldn't, I couldn't deal with someone turning me down as plain Danny. Um, so I went in there with just the fact of, just have fun. And I even hit notes. I didn't even know I could <laughs> I shocked myself. I reckon we'd be much better now. I'm much more confident now than I was like two or three years ago, which is sucky because it was, God, it was five years ago now that I was actually trying to pursue musical theatre and i'm much more confident now than i ever was then but then pursue it now i'm hoping to do acting in a couple of years yeah that's the plan good that's the plan and we shall follow but rather do i endorse that acting with and then you don't forget and then you don't forget your podcast friends when you become big and famous 
Yeah, of course not. And you you drag other people on when you uh, when you have to review a film that I was the star in. Then I'll I'll come on for and, you and, and, and like Kevin and Smith, you get your mates along. Yeah, you you, like, you come with people. <laughs> there we go. That's what you do. Yeah. As a right. rider, like if you if if you cast me, you have to put these guys into <laughs> Katie McRae. Katie come McRae on, sorry, Katie. says a classic coming of age story, but with a female lead. Not coming in the nineteen eighties. Uh, the acting and script is not great quality, but the chemistry between Grey and Swayze is unmistakable. My favourite parts of the movie are the dancing scenes. Patrick Swayze and Cynthia Rhodes do a fantastic job with their dance number for the camp attendees. It's exhilarating to watch them dance. They are both so talented and the dirty dancing that goes on amongst the employees is quite something. Mm -hmm. Very sensual. It emphasises the classism aspect of the movie plot. Upstairs is the Merangue. I can't remember how how do you pronounce it? Merangue? Yep. Merangue. Merangue. Downstairs is the dirty dancing. I like the part where Johnny teaches baby how to dance uh, in a fun montage of hard work, frustration, but that there's progress. I think anybody who's ever been part of a show can relate to that sequence. That's literally what I was doing today (laughs) with, with the tango, yeah. And you know the bit on the bridge where she like throws herself backwards. Yeah, she, yeah I was doing that today as well. Uh, uh, I it's fun to watch how Baby grows in her confidence and how Johnny starts to fall in love with her. It's easy to see how dancing with sexy Johnny is every teenage girl's dream come true. Way to go, Baby! And of course, I still have the time of my life stuck in my head even now. Fun soundtrack. It is great soundtrack. Yeah, it's above average. <laughs> it's really good. It's really, good really good. Yeah, it It'll is. be on my short list. Like I have to look back, but it's it's going to be a hard one to beat. All right. So uh, then, if I look at the Patreon, I don't imagine there's a whole lot of con. Not the Patreon on Twitter for the Fledgling fandom. I don't imagine the whole lot people who chimed in uh carlo i don't think i've ever seen this whole thing look forward to your thoughts though thanks carlo josh says i haven't seen this all the way through tried watching the movies that made this episode on it and i fell asleep through that so it's probably not for me you know josh usually you watch the movie first and then you watch the commentary on how they made it mm-hmm. that might be part of the reason why you fell asleep buddy but still i don't know it's i understand for a guy it might be hard to sell that off but i'm like oh it's good it is good it's good uh being bookish is ray who doesn't usually comment on this side of it thanks a lot right my brother grew up to hate the film because my sister and i made him be our dad's partner he even threw my copy of the vhs across the room funny thing is he and his partner now go ballroom dancing every week and i've had classes (laughs) brilliant uh we got another one here from hey it's your sister Watch this a lot in my teens. You don't say curse. <laughs> because it's what I was supposed to like. Oh, this is interesting. Ooh, yeah. However, I haven't watched it at least 20 years, so in the storyline, weak and kind of creepy. Great soundtrack, and no one can argue the final dance and lift is amazing. Hashtag put baby back in the corner. Kirsty's hashtag Ooh. game is strong. Yeah. Show us a good hashtag at the end. Yeah. Yeah. But I, Kirsty's small suggestion, just from a uh, formatting perspective, I always capitalize the first letter of each <laughs> word so it's easier for me to realize which <laughs> words are which. It's a real thing. You, you explained that to me when I was doing stuff. I did. I did do that. Yeah, I actually did give Liam that overdue Twitter lesson the other day. And then it was really difficult because the hashtag we were using on that day was BFE in London, but because BFE was all capitalized. I had to go small, in lowercase in. Have been as yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> but it, made, it makes sense, though. It's easier to see as a result yeah, of that. Yeah, it is. Uh, so Wizard Podcast, I always hated this movie, but as I get older and as I'm a parent, I hate it more. Why are we supposed to cheer against baby's parents who don't want her sneaking out in the woods to dry hump Patrick Swayze? <laughs> Seems to be good parenting to me. <laughs> Uh, we got a note here. Let's not forget baby was 16 and Johnny was 23. Was Johnny's age ever given? I know she's 17. That's explicitly yeah, said several times. She's 16. 17. Yeah. I did Google it and it said like 24, but again. Oh, jeez. Johnny's again, like. Again, up to interpretation. Johnny's like 45 and ready to draw his pension. 
Uh, Nostalgia Cast say it's fine. I compare it unfavorably to other 80s musical dramas like Footloose, sorry, Footloose and Flashdance. They're all capitals. But those are fairly vapid compared to Dirty Dancing, which actually tackles deeper themes. Abortion, agency. Uh, it's much deeper than just nobody puts baby in the corner. Agreed. Well, well said. Mm-hmm uh every rom-com says we covered it on our show and i'll say there i'll say i and i said there what i'll say here it's a perfect film perfect script perfect cast great music and a worthwhile message plus a female protagonist has to drive the action of the story infinitely rewatchable i'll remind you that's every rom-com pod <laughs> so you know, they, they have a a specific genre a bend they're going yep. for yep, and yep. this would fit a lot of that and is, i yeah. imagine uh, maybe maybe inaccurately i'm imagining this is a, a female host or or at the very least a female with, with, with a male co-host or something like that mm-hmm. i could be incorrect on that i'm gonna listen to their show and find out and find out yeah but thank you for joining. That's a, that, that's a new contributor to every rom-com. Thanks a lot, guys. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, Shy Bergenfro- Burgerfreund, who I really enjoy. Uh, she's starting to comment more and more. Says, maybe not a great movie, but a fun movie. And so rewatchable. It is. And then finally, a real page-turner podcast that the advertisers wanted the directors to take out the subplot of abortion, and she wouldn't. Stuck to her guns. I saw that tweet and left it... Um, so I was in my notes. I left it be because I knew we were coming back to it. Yeah, they were made. There was a, a, a deal from um, one of the sponsors that said, "Look, we'll do this, but get rid of the abortion subplot." And they went, "No, no, we're not doing that." No, and so yeah. and so as a result, um, they kind of just released it themselves with a smaller budget and a smaller thing because the company in question, as we were saying, they didn't really do theatrical releases too often. It was really supposed to be a three day theatrical release, wow. and then they would go right to right to home video. That's strange. And something happened, I guess, in a subsequent set of screenings where they went, no, no, you could give it a wide release. Yeah. And we have the movie that we have today. So thanks a lot, Real Page Turner Podcast, Great. for sharing that thought with us. So I want to see it was, I think it was Clearasil. Clearasil is like acne yep. medication. Yeah. Yep. Is that, is, it, is a brand over here? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So yeah, that's kind of what we have there. So that is uh, what we have to say about that. One last critic. In an interview with AFI, the American Film Institute, Patrick Swayze explained why he thought Dirty Dancing endured for so long. Quote, it's got so much heart to me. It's not about the sensuality. It's about people trying to find themselves. This young dance instructor feeling like he's a nothing but a product. And this young girl trying to find out who she is in a society of restrictions when she has such an amazing take on things. Interesting thought. I would respond with all respect to Mr. Swayze that you're reading from your character's perspective. <laughs> Because this film is clearly about the coming of age and sexual awakening of baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, that's what this is. Yeah, it is. yeah. Now he's got his own arc, and he sort of mentions that. But I think, I think it's you turn on this movie and you can be seventeen at the Catskills learning to dance with Johnny Castle, and isn't that exciting? Yeah. And you're on vacation, and even if you're home, even with your parents, vacation's a place where you can be a little bit different than who you are at home. And you can leave the parents and go off and do. And it's like things. it's like going to uni. You get to reinvent yourself. Yeah. Who do you want to be? And you can try it out over these two weeks or something like that and do things that, you know, do you want to learn? She goes, no. And then Johnny takes her to the dance floor and find out she really does want to learn. Mm-hmm. And she gets to experiment with that side of who she is. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I'm going there. If you like this film or episode, you will like. Who? Oh, Grease is the one you want to say. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's it's like, thing, is it? No. Sorry, what was that, Ethan? I said Footloose because they're both like very erotic dance movies. Moulin Rouge? Yeah, Moulin Rouge. Moulin Rouge, lead lead female protagonist driving the the sort of story forward. Expectations of who she should be versus who she is. Yeah. 
she's kind of both Johnny Castle and Baby at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so some things like that. Um, if you like Jennifer Grey, check out Ferris Bueller. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you like Jerry Orbach, check out Beauty and the Beast, which we have episodes on both of those here on the pod. So go ahead and check those out that's crazy we have point break and if you like films with great soundtracks set in the 60s why not try that thing you do yeah another great one that we soundtrack. did great soundtrack great film yeah so those are that so uh, now it's time for our ratings our ratings uh let's start off with let's start off with liam okay no one's um shocked that i love this movie <laughs> i absolutely adore this movie um i watch it every year if not twice a year um, it's one of them ones I always come back to. Um, whenever I'm feeling down, I'll stick it on, just like a few other movies. Um, I know there's problems with the script. I know the acting isn't always on point. I'm probably going to be the highest scorer on here when I say this, but I have changed my mind. I was going to go a 10, but my heart and my head are starting to Look at you. waver a little. Look at you. So I understand I have a few grumbles. So I'm going to go instead with nine and a half, you lied to me too, Daddy. Wow. Yeah. Nine and a half, you lied to me too, Daddies. Yeah. I, I just love this film. I, I love the soundtrack. Um, I, I used to struggle to sleep when I was a kid. Um, so I used to record movies... Onto a cassette tape. Mm. So I have all the talking, all the songs. and everything. Oh, onto like an audio cassette? A little audio cassette. Oh, wow, okay. And I'd put it beside my bed and I'd press play. It's basically what I do with Netflix in the evenings myself. <laughs> and I would listen yeah. to, and I'd see the movie because I'd know it so well. I'd see it in my head until eventually I'd fall asleep. I can't do movies. I can do TV shows. Movies will keep me up. So so I'll be, I'll be watching it in my head until eventually I'd sleep off Top Gun, Dirty Dancing and Grease were the main three that I'd listen to. What's your average score on these films? 9.77. <laughs> Quite high. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. So yeah. Excellent. Uh, Ethan, let's go to you next. It was a fun film. I had a lot of fun with it. I thought the music was the music was the highlight for me, other than like the dance and the cinematography is great. Um, dialogue is... Oh, it's, it's a different film. Um, but... With, with even with my issue with that and just how all over the place it makes some of the story it it's fun and i can see why it's a cult classic so i'm going seven and a half hotels owned by uh neil roderick or the the dude yeah i'm the catch of the county what's the reason you <laughs> yeah. the guys? seven and a half hotels <laughs> <laughs> all right uh georgia I really like this film. I really do. Unapologetically, I think it's brilliant. Um, I laugh several times out loud. It makes me really smile. It gets me in the feelings. It's very, very real. And it also is a bit of an escapist fantasy as well. I'd love to do all of this. I think it's absolutely brilliant. Um, I don't know we've, we've all said it all. There are a few plot holes and a few little bits that are not quite perfect. But this film doesn't have to be perfect to still be absolutely magical in places, which it definitely mm-hmm. is um and so for those reasons i'm going to give dirty dancing eight and a half failed lifts out of ten wow lower than i thought you were going oh, you're yes, going higher than same that. um 
I always knew I'd be scoring a high. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is a film greater than some of its parts. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't work on the level it does, and yet it does. Large parts that are the catalog of, of licensed music. I mean, it's surprising how many scenes that probably have acting in them mm-hmm. are just covered up by montage instead with dancing, uh, sorry, with, with songs over them. Because you can see them speaking to each other. I'm like, was this supposed to be this? Or was this? I don't know. So I'm not going to mark it down for that. Mm -hmm. But the licensed music is such a strength of this film. So whoever was responsible for actually choosing and selecting and curating the soundtrack, well done. I think you'll find that was the writer, Eleanor Bernstein. Yeah. Elmer Bernstein? Eleanor, I think it's Bergstein, yeah. Bergstein? Yeah, I think that was her. It could be the producer as well. But they stumbled upon a piece of magic, and I had the time of my life. Mm Mm-hmm. The perfect song at the perfect time. What movie magic? And I'm, I'm sort of regretting that I'm starting with this because now I'm going to go for the negatives. I wish I'd left that to the end. <laughs> um, we've got some excellent actors. Jennifer Grey and Jerry Orbach are both fantastic, as is the mum. Um, Patrick Swayze is a little uneven, and Cynthia Rhodes uh, is also a bit uneven. Uh, the tonal shift in the middle with the abortion story, which I think is really important, but it's also to, from that, we go from abortion to end of the year talent show. <laughs> and you're like, this feels like it's not really that important compared to what we've just been through. Um, and so there's that, the characterization and the story and the script can be definitely uneven. And I think it hurts it, but I still, despite this, have fun and i think it's more of a fun movie than a great movie i wouldn't call this a great movie i call this a fun movie as a result i you know what this is this movie is basically i keep referring back to it it's the last 20 minutes we will rock you the fun is the part where you get to go ahead and go oh it's the movie mad let's go (laughs) ahead and watch them do his dance from the strut forget how we got here forget the fact that they're leaving and now they've warped back in the middle of the thing that's That's, i'm not marking it down for that but it's just another example of do we really know what's going on with this film or is it just a collection of moments and really cool scenes anything where they dance anything where it's jennifer gray and swayze kind of playfully playing off each other anything was a monster fantastic well the problem is when they had to talk to each other and not just them but the whole cast as a group it falls down a bit so i'm going to give this seven and a half liters of fluid drained from my knee after banging it off the log <laughs> out of 10 nice there we go so that's a lot of it's a lot of fluid seven and a half liters. <laughs> so all that's left now is to go where are we at with the patreon i'm gonna guess ethan and i are the voices of reason or the voices of people at least on this one well yeah i'm not you know I'm not. oh yeah, yeah. But, yeah i'm wondering how high will it go will it go more towards georgia you're definitely out of commit you're out of the running oh yeah, yeah yeah is it georgia is it us or are we even is it even a little bit lower i don't think it'll be lower but we'll find out i think i'll be seven and a half eight no, yeah, you you guys are bang on. The uh, Patreon score comes out at 7.4. 7.4. Okay, yeah. there we go. Oh, okay, cool. So that does put it at 8.08 if you add it all up, which puts it just behind Blade Runner, but ahead of almost almost everything we've done recently. It doesn't beat the Muppets, but it beats Spinal Tap by a ton. It beats the town. It beats Air Force One. It beats Pan's Labyrinth. It beats Men in Black. I'm not sure how I feel about it beating Pan's Labyrinth. It beats Thor Ragnarok. Uh, it definitely beats Jurassic World. I'm looking for other things that might be close. Doesn't beat the gentleman. Doesn't beat the hate you give. But outside of that, it beats a lot of other stuff that we've done this year. So, yeah, a good, a good film. Eight point oh eight. I'll tell you this much: I was not expecting to give this. I thought going in, I'd be looking at a six and a half, seven. Okay, uh, that was my top end. I knew I liked it more than Greece. I don't think I realized how much more I liked it more than Greece, or that I would like it more now than I did when I was a younger person watching it. 
So there we go. I it's funny because I didn't really when I watched these films from way back before we started the podcast, I didn't really see films in different ways. I just went, does it entertain me? Yes. Does it hit me in the heart? Yes. Yep. Does it get this? Does it get that? Does it make me feel fuzzy? Yes. Yep. Right? Tick, 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 tick. Great movie. If I walked out feeling happy, that's a great movie. Yeah. Yep. And now I can see. I think that's got to be part of it. The, you know, the scripts in quite right and things I didn't notice before and all these different things because I'm looking for them now. Yes. You know, and um, failing all that, I still give it a high mark because it makes me feel good, this film. So, who knows? Maybe, I mean, I always thought I was going to come in with a 10 with this. When you announced Day Dance, I was going 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. But it's it's not. And and I'm learning my ways and I'm starting to to sway more to the... To sway as you more? Yeah, the the voice of reason rather than oh, wow. my, wow. you know. But I'm, I'm getting there. Okay. So, yeah. And getting there is what we're going to do next week when we welcome Julene on. So I'm doing the part where it says, cue Georgia. While I close the uh, Domino's website on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> are you good to go? I'm good. Okay. So next week we are being joined by BFF of the BFE, Julene, fresh back from New York City. Hey, we want to hear a little bit about that. And this was actually the answer to one of the questions I asked on the quiz. So um, basically, I'm just going to go, for the second time, Julene is going to take us to the world of Quentin Tarantino. We're going Nazi hunting. Wow. Do you want a glass of milk? We're doing Inglorious Bastards Bastards next week. Yeah. So, home to one of the greatest film scenes ever. I think Georgia will make it through. I think she'll make it through. I have I have thought through this. Georgia will make it through it. Uh, it's it's nowhere near as gritty as some of the stuff we've watched. And so. there's a scene that's quite you know, but you'll be like, yeah, this is a movie that has not one, but I think two all time classic movie scenes in it. Yeah. Two, 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 two. so we will see which one of the two but no i think uh it's got christoph waltz who of course was in django love him if you remember django he was the uh, dentist yeah okay he's he's in this again you're gonna see brad pitt yeah you're going to see i'm trying to remember if there's anybody else i really remember oh you'll see bj novak from the office okay so there we go (laughs) so what was it thwomp or swamp or what was his name of his social platform he was gonna do I can't remember. Oh, no, I'm not going to say because I think that's a nice surprise. Okay, there we are. So that's what we're going to be doing next week. I'm very excited to have Julene on the show. Woo! Whoop, whoop. So um, outside of that, um, if you want to be involved, if you want to help get in on the votes, have your vote count towards our film's ratings. If you still want to play in the Fantasy Football League, there is still time. If you join and then it pings up on George's phone and then she lets me know and then I send out and add you to the Twitter list, the group chat, and say, do you want to be in the Fantasy Football League as well? That's going to happen this coming Sunday. And if you even want to go all the way and um, join us, have us talk about the film that you choose, and join us for the end game. All that's possible. Head to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash BFE. We kept it simple for you. Outside of that, um, please join us next week when we gather together to talk about Quentin Tarantino's Inglorious Bastards. For best film ever, I've been Liam. I've been Ethan. And I've been Georgia. And I want you guys all around, the three of you to know, that I had 
the time of my life. <laughs> and I owe it all to you. We'll catch you on the flippity flap. The flippity flip flap. Geezers for the love. Pip, pip, pip. Because I opened the window, wasn't it? Yeah. I'm not going to edit that part out. Pip, 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 pip. No, there's no one out there. You a Muppet? <laughs> He's real. He's a Muppet. <laughs> yeah, Pippin is like the closest thing to a Muppet I think you could probably get. He did bounce around a lot, didn't he? Mm. Yeah. He's looking very happy with himself. I saved you all. (laughs) (laughs) I stopped the podcast. Woo! (laughs) No one's dead and it's all because of me. And and now the window is shut and we can all be safe. (laughs) All right. Where were we here? Uh, The film geezers for the love who I think are are a new shout there. So, uh... (laughs) 